And now, A Drop in a Hat Productions presents yet another award show. But not just any award show. It's the Best and Worst of 2017 Attack of the Killer Podcast Awards. Brought to you by Anthony's Hemorrhoid Cream. When life is a pain in the ass, rub this up in there. And now, here's your host, Insane Mike! Hello and welcome to the 67th annual Attack of the Killer Podcast Awards. I am Insane Mike, your host for tonight's ceremonies. And this has been quite a year, hasn't it? We've had huge box office films such as Free Fire and Chips. Major changes in our political climate. Uh, Trump is now our president and his hairpiece is our first lady. (laughs) Uh, apparently everyone in Hollywood now are sex offenders, so I guess that's not really news. Uh, but the biggest news in 2017 is Attack of the Killer podcast Patreon changes. What? Changes, you say? That's right! Now when you donate to our Patreon, you can get many new and exciting perks, such as special videos by the podcast crew, um, bonus episodes, collection of the Attack of Killer podcast music, transcript of Insane's Picks intros, and so much more! So just go to patreon.com backslash AOTKP. That's patreon.com AOTKP. Your donation... Uh, Your donations really help the show, and we definitely want to take a moment and thank everybody who already donates to the show. It really means a lot to us. Now, Attack of the Killer Podcast is a member of the amazing Phantom Podcast Network. The Phantom Podcast Network is a site dedicated to several horror-themed podcasts. Check it out. Go to downrightcreepy.com backslash phantom. Check out all the amazing podcasts that are on the network, including our own. So if you listen to us but haven't heard of the network yet, check it out today. But if you listen to the network and are just now stumbling upon our show, let me tell you a little bit about what Attack of the Killer Podcast is. Attack of the Killer Podcast is a show where a group of friends get together to discuss horror movies within a certain topic. This episode, we are discussing our top 10 and bottom 5 films of 2017. So since these films are still fairly new... We realize that many listeners out there may not have seen these films that we're talking about. So, um, But we believe in keeping our conversation natural and, and free-flowing, so there will be spoilers. Just want to give you a heads up right now. We will get into spoilers. But now, it is time to introduce you to the podcast crew. Presenting the award for Best Onset Fluffer, last year's winner, Brian Clark, everybody! <laughs> and it is my New Year's resolution to hate at least 15% more things that everyone else on this show loves in 2018. So. Uh, <laughs> and you're starting true. tonight. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year. Uh, next up, the or- orchestra begins to play the music at the beginning of his speech. Jason Bollinger, everyone! Hey! hey. What's up, everybody? Yeah, I gotta go. (laughs) 
Walking down the red carpet right now wearing a Gucci dress and a flesh mask made by Leatherface, Terry Turfer. <laughs> I thought you were going to say one of the guys was wearing I was, the dress. I was sort of hoping for that one myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the funny thing is, is I did put it as Tad at first, and then the next one I came up with was like, I didn't know what direction to go with, and it could have gone really <laughs> gross. So if if it, but anyway so the next one is um, the term red carpet means something completely different when you used to date redheaded women. Tad, good everyone. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Happy New yeah. Year, everyone. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At last, here to perform the love so- the, the the ah. And last, to perform the love theme song to the movie Leatherface, Dustin <laughs> Neal. What's up, everybody? How's it going? It's good. Good. Can I go back for like a second? What? I just want to talk about how awesome those videos are on Patreon. Like that's like my favorite thing right now is watching these update videos. I I really like them too. I mean, like when I when I saw the first two um, uh, done by Tad and Brian, that like totally inspired yeah. me. Is like, oh, I've got to do these now. I have to do these now. So. Yeah, they're so good. So because mm-hmm. each one of mine looks like the last known footage of me. <laughs> because the onboard computer on my laptop is so Every shitty time. and I don't have a webcam. <laughs> it's like found footage. You got Dude. your own genre going. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not nearly as bad as when I tried recording mine with, with my computer cam. I actually had to pull out the, the, the real camera and set it up and do the whole thing. Thank and, God you said real camera. Which I didn't want to do. You say you pulled out something else, but anyway. <laughs> Well, you know, keep watching the videos. Um, yeah, yeah, those videos are awesome. So much fun. Fun to make, fun to watch. Man. Wish everybody could see them. I know. Oh, Only they could. They, Only if they would donate to Patreon. Anyway, sorry to derail. I just got so excited when you were talking about Patreon. I'm like, these videos are awesome. No one's really seen them yet. So, what a year for horror! Huh? Oh man, yeah, it's so good. This year's been awesome. Yeah. What <laughs> the fuck was I'm that? Just, I'm kidding. I will kidding. turn this car around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, every year I try to listen to the previous year to hear how we structure it because I always forget, and I didn't get a chance to listen to this year. So, <laughs> oh, um. Well, I remember. So what do we do? So what are we gonna do? We just, we just talk about the movies for a while. <laughs> Where do we start? Well, that's, Who wants to start? Oh my gosh! <coughs> there are so many awesome movies. You could start anywhere. Well, I know. I don't know. Um, do you guys want to like? We can all do like a round table. We start with our number ten, and everybody goes around, lists their number ten, and talks about it a little bit, and then we count down. Would that make sense? Sure. I think in the, in the past, I think people have just read through their whole top ten, and then we discuss. Okay. I thought we usually saved it at I the end. I thought the end was the list. I thought we just talked about the movies that were well, on our list. Let's do whatever at the we end want, because I'm sure this through. is awesome to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, Dustin, what do you think? Let's all have five opinions. I, it's different every year. I, I remember every year. We usually uh, will just throw out a couple of movies, and then we'll do our list, and then we'll throw out some more movies it just kind of depends let's just let's just free flow it let's just feel it i mean just feel it <laughs> yeah well i like start that. us off then dustin what movie should we 
What, what movie do you want to talk about? What have you been itching to talk uh, about? This wow. Hmm, I don't know. I, I, to tell you the truth, I'm going to come out right now and tell you guys, I have a bottom 10. I have a bottom 10. What? I'm so you sorry. You know, <laughs> do, I, do I have okay. a full top 10 this year? Yeah, I do. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> Which we should say that's awesome. Like, I already know. Usually you're short <laughs> on so one or the I'm so excited for this year because – Dustin's usually like got like four movies yeah. he watched, and that's okay, Dustin. So I'm so excited. You, you made up for me because I only have a bottom four, but my top one I hate enough to take up two spaces, so it all evens out. <laughs> but we're celebrating. We're talking about the good movies. That well, we, have well while, we could always guys. start it's off not... with the bottom ten, and it's only up from there, you know. <laughs> it's true. Expectations uh, were high for me this year. I, I also have a New Year's resolution to be more positive, and I am so far not following through with that. Uh, exactly the opposite of mine. <laughs> um, let's. I, I'm not going to talk about uh, a movie that's on my top ten or on my top my bottom ten. I want to talk about one of my honorable mentions. And let's get into something okay. that's good, but I still had issues with that didn't make my top ten, which is Super Dark Times. Did everybody get a chance to see that? Oh, oh. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. love it. I did. Yeah, I thought it was good. Love it. Um, I guess just a little bit of a lead-in, uh, a, a, a movie that I'm guessing takes place in the '90s. And I like to preface that uh, this is the first year that I've watched probably the most horror movies I've ever watched. And I went in blind on the majority. So I didn't watch a trailer. Nice. Uh, and I tried not to read uh, anything about it. Just tried to just, just yes. hurry up and click on it. Uh, yeah. I dove right yeah. in. Um, <laughs> and this is one of the ones that I dove right in on. And it's kind of like a movie that takes place in the 90s. It's got these really nerdy kids that are incredibly believable. I mean, this was me. Like, yeah. like in the basement. Oh, yeah. Being really nerdy, playing with swords and playing video games, and you know, it was just—I I might not have been that old in the in the '90s uh, at that time, but definitely got a vibe there with some some nostalgia. Um, kids are in high school; they do stupid shit. This was totally believable. Uh, I'm just going to get right into it, unless you guys think we should s- discuss some other things, but. These no, kids are just being teenage high schooler kids. They're fucking nerds. They've got a sword. They're swinging it at milk cartons, which is kind of badass. But <laughs> they're just riding yeah. their bikes around, trying to kill time and that's while the sun's so out. Great about yeah, in this little fucking little yes. nothing town, so there's nothing to do. And so. that's what's so great about the beginning of the movie because I've been there. I, you know, no car. You're on your bike. You're riding around town. You, you've got nowhere to be. And they establish that right away at the beginning of the movie. These kids are – they needed after-school activity, and they don't have one. So they're out, and it looks like maybe like a, a big park or just a, a field of some kind where there is no – Yeah, a grassy <laughs> knoll. There's, there's nobody around. They're hitting these milk cartons with a very sharp uh, samurai sword uh, – Katana. I don't even know what you want to call it. People are probably like, "It's this, goddamn it!" But I, uh, oh, they're they're they're, hit, they're hitting the 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 milk cartons. And there was a previous point in the movie where um, the chubby kid. There's always a chubby kid. Um, 
really wants to smoke marijuana, wants to smoke some weed that is in one of the other characters' homes. He says no, but he takes it anyway. Um, During the sword play, they notice that. It becomes there's an altercation, and, well, I'll let somebody kind of start to uh, discuss what happens because I feel like I'm talking a lot, and I haven't been on here for a while. So. More of a reason for you to talk, Dustin. <laughs> it's all built in. Well, the moral of the story is, is when you get in a fight with the with the fat annoying kid who stole your brother's marijuana, put the sword yeah. down first. Yeah. yeah, it couldn't have been more of an accident, though. Yeah, it was. It was total accident. Up. Yeah, and he accidentally. Long story short, he accidentally stabs the the kid in the neck. <laughs> and then they pull it out, which is the last thing you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. But they were like, do we pull it out? I don't know. No, I, don't know. I found it interesting that, like, it's like, so the main, so we are to look at the, the, the one, the goofy kid with the hair is, is the one really responsible for, for it because they're the ones that got in the fight and the original stick you know, stick in the neck, but it was the other kid that pulled it out. Like they could have saved his ass if they would have left the sword in, and the other kid pulled it out. Well, yeah. he was just panicking. Well, no. yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I just I find it interesting that, like, I mean, I think maybe that's why nobody went and told anybody. Um, that they're kind of both at fault, yeah. but or they see them. Maybe they see. I themselves think they both were just fault. freaking out in general. I mean. They were all there, so the, you know, guilty by association, regardless. So, yeah, yeah. To me, this one was like on the list as far as like terrifying. Probably to me, it got me the most because I, like I, like you were saying, I completely related to these characters. I remember situations that were a lot, <laughs> a lot less severe. I don't. You say you I thought he was going to say I stabbed I the kid when I was. That's what I thought he was going to say. We've done some really stupid shit with fireworks where we started, you know, catch someone's like garage yeah. on fire, or you, you know, you hurt, you severely hurt a friend, break his arm, you, you break someone's car window. You do. Um, I'm not trying to, you know, tell you guys all the bad shit I did when I was a kid, but I can, I can relate to this, and and to me, like I remember that feeling of dread, like my mom's going to fucking hate me, like. Everybody's gonna hate me. This is the end of the world every every time. But I mean, this killing someone's as as bad as it gets. So I completely was. It was just like from that point forward, the movie is pure dread for me. Um, I, it like got to my like I was feeling anxiety the entire time for these guys. I was like, yeah, like oh, teenage, absolutely. like being that age is terrifying in general. Every everything you do. I mean, you're watching him and you're going, you know, this girl's trying to establish a relationship with the main character. I think his name's Lucas or something. And um, he can't he can't focus on that. He's, you know, and you're like, oh, man, you have this girl that loves you, but you can't, you know, he can't even, like, give her the time of day because he's so preoccupied. Can't even yeah, kiss it's just, her. Yeah. I feel so, like, I just... Oh man, just like watching that movie made gave me so many yeah, it's it gave me harder, so many feels. Yeah. Like I'm like I know exactly how he feels. I know I've been in that situation, not not where I murdered anybody, but I've been <laughs> I, I know I can relate to that. I don't know. It just felt yeah. so real. It was yeah. so real. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I mean <clears throat> and there is like definitely a ton of just uh like kind of a prelogue to like the main event, I guess, and then once it happens, it's it's 
it's pretty low key for a while, and then all of a sudden, toward the like the third act of the movie, you know, there's fucking crazy ass hallucinations and other people allegedly getting murdered, and it just takes like this crazy psychological turn at the end, and it's just awesome. Yeah, the third act takes a takes a goes down a crazy road, but that's the thing, like. You know, you feel all this dread through the whole movie because there's no real positive outcome. You just know there's not, there isn't going to be any positive outcome. No matter what happens, these guys' lives are changed. They're fucked. So, can I ask you guys a question about the end? No, yeah, you I was hoping we'd get into it. Oh, sorry. dang it! Because yeah, I love this movie too, and I know I messaged Tad as soon as I got done watching it, but like. So it plays out, and everything's fine. This whole movie's been about these two boys. But the last shot of the movie is on this girl in the classroom, and she smiles. What is What is this movie telling us? Yeah, I'm... Yeah. Like, what, why did it end that way? I'm confused with the ending, too. Why is all the focus on her right at the very the end? The whole last shot. Well, how... Shot. What's with the beginning? I mean, with, you know, talk, discussing the end, the beginning starts out with a dead deer in a classroom does that right. oh yeah does that, that relate fucked. to anything cool. i mean that's what's that i was think nice. it was just to set the super bleak tone of the whole fucking movie like this is the this is this is the kind yeah. of environment and world we've created where deer just fucking run through the glass and into a classroom well i mean i don't think that's totally like insane like i feel like that could happen but yeah. at jane i went some- to I went to James Madison Middle School, seventh grade. They had um, the school was too small, so they had some like um, mobile classrooms. They called them outdoors. They had like health class, um, Spanish class, and something else out there. And there were sort of like mobile like trailers that we took classes in. A deer like ran into mm-hmm. one and like broke its neck or something, but it was still like sort of living, and it was like. It tried to climb up the stairs into the school, so all these kids saw this deer like slowly die in front of them. So yeah, that another way wow. for me to relate yeah. to this movie. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. Well, I mean, and then he just <laughs> doesn't he beat it to death? He doesn't even shoot it. He just beats it to death. I don't remember. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm starting to get a feeling this was based on <laughs> Ted's life. Yeah. Did she write this all down in a diary and leave I your diary? I haven't seen my chubby friend for a while, so you know, check, <laughs> check the woods. <laughs> I'm but, right here. But the end. What's with the girl? Why did she smile? I don't know. For some reason, I'm she not, fi- is it because she I'm finally got her that. guy back? For some reason. Just the whole last scene ends yeah. in the classroom. Because yeah, because after the cops show up, and I think the last time you see the boys. He's getting carted off in the ambulance, and he is in the back. The other one's in the back seat of the police car. So then, the last two scenes of the whole movie is just all on her, and it's obviously later. Uh huh. So, and I don't know if your point of contention with this ending is the fact that mine is, which is I want to know what I don't want to happen. I don't want to. I want to know what happened to the boys. I assume I know what happens to the boys. Okay, well, obviously the one went to jail. One know. goes to jail. But what about the other one? The other one. He's implicated. Well, he had to go to the wrong. hospital he'll, first. He'll do, <laughs> it was. Did he even live? Even did he even survive? Yeah. You know, you don't see him in those last two shots. Maybe he died, 
Or he went to jail too. I, I assume know. he'll do a little juvie because he yeah, was part of the group and he didn't do it. So I. S- right. I don't know. That seems like easily enough assumed that what'll play out with them. I, but I, 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 I never like thought about the main me. kid not living, I guess. I always thought he would. He got but, cut up hardcore by that sword there towards the end. But why the girl? Setting it up for it. Super Dark Times 2. <laughs> ah. Super Darker Times. On a, it's on a group of girls, and she's in the group. <laughs> yeah, what would girls be doing, Terry, at this time? They wouldn't be playing with swords, but what would they be doing? <laughs> um, Not dumb shit like that. Each other's uh-huh. makeup. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Talking shit about each other, writing in their journals about each other. <laughs> and I don't know playing Barbies or some shit. I don't remember what I did back then. <laughs> Smoking weed with the, the kid with long hair, the psycho kid. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, that's that was my biggest... I, I thought it was great, though, the movie. Definitely one of the... Of all the films, it's like one of the most real ones. Yeah. You know, that made right next, Right next to real. Mother, right? <laughs> right. That was second. <laughs> well, Brian, you've been quiet. What are your thoughts on Super? I think Time? I didn't see it. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. And, uh, and pay, right, on paper, bad. like when you sort of talk about it, it's like, oh yeah, the kids, you know, they they're playing with a sword, and like th- it sounds so stupid, but then when you watch it, it's like it's fantastic. But <laughs> it's really but good. But Brian's Brian's probably like. Yeah, fuck this movie. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I've actually I meant to watch it and was had planned on trying to cram it in this afternoon, but I was super tired, so I just tried to take a nap instead, and that also failed me. So, so you tried to um, take a so nap in some super dark times? Under a super dark blanket, and then my dog had a seizure and woke me up, and then I couldn't get back to sleep. So, so now I'm just ignoring you so I don't have the movie completely spoiled for me and I'm shopping for Godzilla toys on eBay while y'all are talking about it. <laughs> I think it just came so to that, Netflix too if uh, people want to check it out. Yes, it just went up yesterday. Oh, cool. So Dustin, you wanted to talk about this movie but you said it didn't make your top ten. Why? I mean, we're all gushing of this movie. Why didn't it make um, your top ten? It didn't make my top ten but I... Like, like I said, it didn't make my bottom. It was just an honorable mention. I just didn't feel like it was much of a horror movie. Sure. Um, I, I say that's yeah. where I'm at. Ten for horror, I mean, so. I'm more. Yeah, I mean, I'm more than happy to. I'm more than happy to accept it into the genre, you know, my, personally. But like, yeah, it didn't really feel horror enough or traditional horror for it to make my mm. top ten either. So it didn't. It didn't make my top ten. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. This movie. These children murdered someone know, and gave left me so, him in gave the Gave me woods, more anxiety than. And then they contemplated, you know, how they were going to cover it up. They're fucking teenagers. How is that not mm. horrifying to you? <laughs> That's horrifying. Teenagers in general? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I get it. It's just not. I mean, I'll, I mean, this movie caused me more, it felt more tense and yeah. caused me more anxiety it's than more any horror film I've seen in probably the last couple of years. Sure, yeah. 
like I said, I'll accept it into the genre, but like, I feel like my top ten is straight up. There's no gray area if it's a horror film or not. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, t- fucking ten films. It's hard to. We watch. I mean, there, we had a list of eighty some to go through. <laughs> so yeah. it's. I'm surprised. I mean, we'll say that a lot tonight. <laughs> it didn't fit on my list. <laughs> so, yeah, but it it definitely is highly recommended. Definitely, yep, worth checking out. So, so Brian, since you didn't have much to contribute to that talk, why don't you uh, bring up a movie you want to talk okay. about? Okay. Um. Well, to address the elephant in the room, did everyone see it? Yep. Yeah. I, I guess yep. we could talk about yep. it. It's the clown in the room. Whatever. Anyway, I really, oh, yeah. really <laughs> like this movie a whole bunch. Me too. It's a swearier, scarier version of Stranger Things, which obviously Stranger Things was, you know, in part inspired by it in the first place, and then Stranger Things' success got it off the ground, and it's just this kind of reciprocating feedback loop of Stephen King's kids on bikes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I Love think. It. And Terry and I were talking a little bit about this the other day, how theatrical experiences can or just viewing experiences in general can change your feeling toward a movie. Totally. And like, cause I, I saw it in the theater twice and the second time I still really enjoyed the movie, but it just didn't have that magic. But the first time uh, I saw it, the kids and I went and it was sold out, like completely packed. We got there. I thought in plenty of time and you know, we could barely find three seats together and I thought, Oh great. It's totally crowded. I'm going to be yelling at idiots the whole time to shut the fuck up or shut their phones off or, <laughs> and it, I have not been in a theater for just a general wide release movie. I mean, I go to a lot of weird little, you know, special screenings and revival showings and stuff. And those are, you know, the audience is there because they love the movie. So they're respectful. But most of the time anymore, you go to the theater and like nine times out of ten, it's just miserable. But for whatever reason, that particular night or maybe it was the movie, I don't know. But the crowd was completely engaged. Like, nobody talked at all through the whole movie. There were no phones out. Everyone laughed at the funny parts, jumped and screamed at the scary parts. It was just, like, everyone was in the exact same place for this movie. And it just absolutely made it a hundred times better. And it was, you know, I loved it because, you know, watching that, you kind of think back to when you were a kid and, you know, out playing with your friends and that, having those kind of adventures, but seeing it with my kids there, who are the ages more or less of wow. the kids on the screen, you know, to them it wasn't a feeling of nostalgia. To them, it was that immediate connection of you know these kids are our age and they're the heroes of this movie and we could be heroes too. Kind of you know, not superheroes obviously, but you know what I mean. And. Cool. So time. they both yeah. loved it way, like more than I did. Phoenix said it was the best movie he's ever seen. I mean, and it was really, really, it, it was Aww. really, really cool to see their reaction to it and how closely they connected with those characters. So I think that just made that one a lot more special for me. Should have had Phoenix on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Some they they both want to be. Yeah, so I'm sure someday they'll. <laughs> but it was crazy. All the kids shut up and watched that movie. Yeah, they really did this time. I don't know why. Not in my uh, screening. I don't, not at not all. Not yours. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Same here. Same <laughs> here. Horrible experience. It turned into like oh. um, mystery science theater at my 
showing. Oh, that's no. terrible. What? Yeah. God damn Why? Because well, I, I don't. Know, I feel like this when when they first announced they were going to do this movie, I, I, I went in with a set expectation, and I'll tell you what. I feel like this movie met that expectation. It, it, uh, it was everything I wanted to see out of out of it, and I felt like it did everything that um, it intended to do. I mean, it was a huge hit, and horror has needed a huge hit. At the box office for some time now. Met, so. met and exceeded the expectation, <clears throat> I think. Like, everyone, just because yeah. Tim Curry is awesome, like, I hadn't even seen the TV movie one in probably 10 years or better. And I just remember, like, oh, no one's going to be a better Pennywise than Tim Curry because Tim Curry is awesome. And then I, I think Bill yeah. Skarsgård absolutely owned Tim Curry as far as, like, he was oh, yeah. so. And, when I, when they first started releasing the images of him, it's like, oh god, it looks like something out of a mid '90s Marilyn Manson video. Like this is fucking stupid because clowns are not scary. All right, I just it doesn't <laughs> do it for me. But um, when you see his performance of it, man, he really makes that his own. And I thought it was they yeah. did a good job. There's always something a little bit off about him that they would add digitally like one of his eyes would be going and just kind of drifting off in the wrong direction or or some weird little you know his mouth like would twist and although apparently a lot of that weird mouth shit was just bill skarsgård can do that with his face which what the fuck dude <laughs> I, I i had heard that he did that eye oh, stuff really too jesus yeah his eyes yeah. are separated uh-huh. that way in real life like if you well, watch his interviews well, no, I know, but I mean, like, there's, you know, m- more than just having, like, a lazy eye or something. Like, there there would be, some of that stuff had to have been, like, you can't just make your eye, like, drift sure. off back up into your head while oh, the yeah, other yeah. one is still looking at you. Oh, that stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, and all of those things made it, it, you know, it wasn't a, this is a scary clown movie. It was a, this clown is a, one of the many disguises used by this creature and it's not always very good about holding onto the like it can't keep the illusion up perfectly. So it always lets you know it's not human. It's not, and, and everyone knows that anyway. But it's not supposed to be. It's a scary clown movie. It's a this is a monster wearing a clown suit to scare this one particular person. Um, that said, yeah. there were it. It had a few faults. Um, I thought that the when it turned into the painting that scared the the Jewish kid from his dad's um, office, that painting of that woman, like, I uh-huh. thought that looked awful, that CGI was just <laughs> fucking garbage. Yeah. And I was a little disappointed that this is an odd, like, okay. <laughs> the scene where they're all, the kids are getting together and they're realizing that the thing is showing each of them what they're afraid of is, is a great scene and the best part about that scene is it doesn't hold your hand when it comes to the girl because each of the other you know the one boy says i'm scared of diseases so it showed me a leper one says i'm scared of clowns so it comes out as a clown but it showed her the just on the verge of puberty teenage girl blood and hair but she doesn't openly say i'm afraid of becoming a woman because my dad's a fucking scary ass child molester who kind of looks like Ryan Stiles, which made that even more uncomfortable. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it the movie let you make that connection on your own. 
but later on when they're fighting it in the house at, at, towards the very end and they first discover they can beat it if they're all together I felt like they needed to make it a little more <laughs> obvious that the reason that they were strong against it together is because it has to single you out and and take you one by one or, or you know maybe two at a time because it can't keep up all these illusions at the same time so it, it's like it's yeah. camouflage shorts out when everyone is together it can't pick on which person to show their fears which is how they end up beating it because it's constantly changing into something that scares one of them and then the other ones gang up on it well it's that so i don't know it, it could have and i'm pretty positive that's where they were going with that but i think they could have done a little more with it like made it made that part a little more obvious showed the kids figuring that out not in a way that they needed to tell the audience that because i think it was reasonably obvious to the audience but we're shown these kids as being really clever and working together really well as a team so i think it would have been a nice addition to the kids' relationship and, and character arcs to have them figure out, oh, we can beat it if we're together because it can't it can't deal with showing everyone everything all at once. But those are really my only two gripes with it. The rest of the movie is awesome, so Yes, very For sure. awesome. Very awesome. Guess we all do. <laughs> I, I, uh, I didn't love it, but um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I I felt like I really loved the the dialogue between the kids. All the kids were great. I loved those scenes, and I felt like every. I almost um, didn't like when by the time Pennywise came on screen. Every time I was like, "Yeah, let's go back to the kids." Like I just. It felt like. <laughs> The kids were like sort of throwback, and then when it went to Pennywise, it was modern horror cliches. I was like, to me, it, it, I don't know. Maybe I was. I, I went in and I'd heard so much great about it, but I was trying to like kill the hype for myself so it wouldn't ruin it for me. And when I finally did go see it, I felt like my expectations were in check, and it disappointed me. Um, I don't like you said the scene where the the painting scares the kids. I was uh, that was so cringeworthy. Yeah. Um, there, <laughs> and bad. just the scene where like Pennywise is dancing, but his head is stationary. That made me one of <laughs> Oh, I was like I, furious at that point. Uh, it's an obvious effect, but I thought it looked neat. But the absolute best thing to come of that is: Have you seen that uh, somebody like must have filmed that with their phone in the theater and then set it to Gangnam style? Oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so that, that somehow, yeah, and that somehow, like, I was more entertained by that stupid meme <laughs> in the movie. But um, and and it's not in my bottom ten or anything. It was enjoyable, but um, it just I don't know. Like, I just felt like Penny and Bill did a great job as Pennywise. That opening scene, you know, with the the um, sewer scene, that like set the, like when that came up, oh, yeah. it like set the mood. I'm like oh, here we fucking go, that's awesome, like, this is great, and then I felt like it never went back to that intensity level, like, he, they put themselves up there, this is, this is new Pennywise, he's ruthless, he's awesome, and from that point on, I was not scared of him at all, like, he turned into a crab, like, I don't know, just, <laughs> it didn't do much for me, I don't know, I'm so, I really want to love it, because I love when a, a horror movie does huge numbers, and revives, you know, I feel like it's going to help the the horror genre in general, so I root for it, but I just, I wanted something else, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I 
I thought it was it was decent, but it definitely didn't make my top ten. I'm glad I'm not the only one who <laughs> isn't creaming their jeans oh. over this one because I thought I was going to be the black sheep on that. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I liked it, but not enough. Well, I mean, at least you guys aren't saying, you know, hey, you know, the original's better. Oh, no, I think the original, I think it's better than the original. The original really sucks. It wasn't, yeah. Yeah, because it's like what I've said for years now, like, it is the, I think, the one, one of the few films that deserves a remake, because the original, it is what it is. It's not horrible, but you got to take into the time of, like, the time it was made and how it was made. It was a miniseries made for, made for, for yeah. basic television. Yeah, for commercial at television. Probably the most neutered time in the history of horror movies, too. So that did, that didn't yeah. help it. Yeah, for theatrical horror movies, let alone something made right, for commercial exactly. television. So, yeah. So, this movie was perfect for to be remade and i think the the perfect time to remake it too because we live in a day and age where there is no such thing as just one movie anymore you know it, there's always a franchise or or turning a book into three or four films or whatever and this and this book is huge and it is and it is perfect to chop it up into two bits and 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 make a franchise out of it so yeah and I feel like they, I feel like they did a great job with it. I can't wait to see the second one, and I, I am gonna bet the second one's gonna be just as good. I as will the first say one. I feel really um, bad for the cast of the second one, because because those kids are so or? fucking good, <laughs> and the only yeah, one of them yeah. anyone has ever heard of is uh, Finn Wolfhard. from Stranger Th- Wolfhard, from which is a fucking metal as shit name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only one anyone's ever heard of so it's all these no-name kids who are you know better than most adult actors you've ever seen <laughs> so they've got a pretty daunting task of fi- and i hope they go with a bunch of no-names again you know i hope they hope they find just yeah, a bunch yeah. of people who you Absolutely. know fresh out of drama school or who've only done theater Always. or like you know stage theater stuff that nobody knows who they are but Yeah, I don't want to be the guy that talks about the book, but no, no, no. Um, well, you, you should because I haven't read this one, so otherwise I would have been the guy. I, I got to I got to read the book over the summer, and the book is amazing. And what this movie proved is that yes, you can still pick and choose the parts you like from the book and still make a good movie. Because I still like the the old one, the original. It's just you know just nostalgic stuff, but I still like it, and I liked this one. But like I said, it, they just proved that you can still do that with a book. Um, I felt like I, I, I liked the movie, and I, I agree with all the points that uh, everyone has said about what they didn't like with it. I'm 100% on board with that. Um, what I don't like is because as a podcast, we have been following this since its inception. And... Um, we we talked about how it, it, it you know it came to be and then how it's had like uh, pre-production issues with like firing the director and then firing <coughs> uh, the the original person who was supposed to be Pennywise and then finally they turned it around and got it back but all of the stuff leading up to the movie was like it's going to be more like the book it's going to be more brutal like the book it's not going to be anything like its TV version 
And that gets me excited because I went back and read the book, and there oh, we just have to accept this now. Uh, anybody who's listening and everybody on this podcast is that we will never, ever get an adaption of it that is like the book. That's just the way it's going to be. There's just no way it can, it can be done. <coughs> the book is amazing, yes. I'm not going to talk about it, but there's just no way we're going to get that movie <laughs> ever. But everybody talks about uh, leading up to that point where they were, you know, it's going to have this, it's going to have that. Let's just more like the book. And they did that, but uh, they did add a lot of things that are not in the book and are not in the original, which is the painting thing, which – Guys, I LOL'd at that. That was I was laughing at that because it was funny, um, and it's not supposed <laughs> to be. Um, but there's a lot of other things that um, that go in with that. Uh, I had a big issue um, with the kids kind of talking about their their fears and how they kind of writ- written off. Um, uh, not Eddie, uh, the 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 jokey one. I guess Finn Wolfhard's character, uh, Richie. Because, Richie. Yeah, he kind of uh, they kind of just like push him aside because he's like the best actor kid of the whole group. Um, they're all at that carnival, and he just kind of looks over his shoulder and he's like, nah, "I'm afraid of clowns." And like you know, I don't think up to that point he's really had an interaction with Pennywise, and it's just I feel like him and Pennywise on the same screen, just him. Uh, uh, being scared would have been great, uh, but other than that, all of the things that you guys had talked about that you uh, you didn't like were uh, things that I completely 100% agree with. But Chloe from Amazon, who gave a one star review, <laughs> Chloe says, "Not impressed. I want my money back. I'd give this film a zero star if I could. I felt like I was watching a Disney version of It." And it was the princess. What? I didn't even finish watching it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she didn't finish watching it. She could have got her money back. Isn't that I know. I don't know. I don't know. This is this is, uh, this is is a one-star review. Four people found that helpful. So just FYI. Scholar laureates <laughs> writing reviews on Amazon. <laughs> the Disney version of It? <laughs> Oh my god! What I want to know what she thinks of the original. If this one, when the first five minutes of the movie, we see a kid's <laughs> yeah. arm get a child's arm get ripped off, and this is the yeah. Disney version. She didn't finish it though, so uh, she must have not gotten past the first four minutes. Then <laughs> apparently, ah, well, screw her. I I I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Oh, it was a good movie. Gave me everything I wanted. Out of it. Okay. Jason. Well, well, I was going to say that fucking the scene in the garage where they're all watching the slideshow oh, and it comes out of the fucking awesome. thing. That made me jump out of my fucking seat. Yeah, that was, that was cool. That was terrifying and it like wouldn't let go. It was awesome. What's cool is that like... They show you a good chunk of that in in one of the one of the earlier trailers, hmm. and yet it still was effective. I, oh man, it scared the. Fuck I managed out. to avoid any trailers for it at all up until seeing it. So yeah, every, everything that happened. I mean, I, obviously there are certain things you know are going to happen, but that yeah, and you you kind of know that that's how, where that scene is going from the very 
you know, as soon as it starts zooming in on the the woman with the red hair, and they're like, "What's going on?" Like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, even even though it's totally <laughs> telegraphed, it yeah, that one kind of made me jump too. Then it got me thinking about like what what everybody's like what of all these films we watched. What was your what was the scariest moment for you? And I'll go first. Uh, out of out of all the movies, all the ones you watched. Year? Okay. Yeah. Well, and and I, but then sadly, like I think the scariest moment of all the films I watched is in a movie that didn't make any of my lists. <laughs> but I ended up liking the movie a lot more than I thought I would, and I know you did too. But in 47 meters down <laughs> the fucking well there's two times in there but the first time the the one girl starts to go back up the first time she goes back up and there is nothing yeah there is nothing around her i just i could i haven't been that scared fucking ever <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ and then when she was she swam out and then like got turned around and was fucking lost then yeah jesus christ i just that I was definitely the big one for me. Is I couldn't. Lost. Oh yeah. my goodness! That shit is the, some of the scariest shit ever. That was for me. So that's and, and the movie was pretty good. I thought. <laughs> I we were just like, oh, it's just another shark movie. Yeah, blah, I kind of. I went in kind of wanting to hate it, and ended up liking like, it. Dang it! This was pretty more good. More <laughs> than I, more than I, um, yeah. wanted to. <laughs> Uh, so are we all answering your question? Or yeah, talk you should. Because I want to know everybody's thoughts I on know. 47 meters. But well, too. we can all answer that question first. Uh, uh, scariest moment for me... I'm, trying, I'm scrolling through the list now. I can't remember. <laughs> Anybody have one they want to share first? Because I, I don't remember. Well, I'm right there with you on 47 meters. And I think we talked about this some on the I'm on a boat episode about how being... <laughs> lost in in water that you can't see the bottom of like not knowing what's around you that is just just one of the oh scariest concepts period whether it's you know it doesn't have to be a scene or a movie just thinking about it wigs me the fuck out because you're out uh-huh. of your element humans aren't supposed to be in the ocean we don't we don't work very well there so you were i mean from the weakest <laughs> little sea turtle up to the biggest most ferocious great white shark or giant squid everything can kick our ass in the ocean you can't do shit i don't you could be in a cage with a harpoon gun they'll still get you it doesn't matter and so and i saw that (laughs) did you guys see that one in the theater talking about theater experiences again it was another one the kids and i went and saw and all through like the kids just had their hands over their eyes going no no don't do that no yeah and like my fingers were just (laughs) dug into the arms of the seat like Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because just watching it on TV, if that was intense for you, imagine sitting in a darkened room with a 40-foot screen in front of you with, you know, just completely immersed in that darkness all around you, not just on the screen, but, you know, the room is dark, you got the sound design. Terrifying. I think maybe two other people in the whole theater, and they didn't say a word, you know, so there were no no distractions (laughs) taking away from it. So yeah, that was a yep. fucking intense movie to see in the theater, and uh, that or it comes at night. Just the sound design of that movie. There were moments that, oh, like yeah. I, the the one part uh, where is I think the dog gets out at night and he oh, goes yeah. outside in the dark looking for it. 
Same sort and, of. And you don't right? see a damn thing. It's all in the sound. And I don't even have surround sound in my house. I was just sitting in my living room watching it, you know, on the TV out of the regular <laughs> TV speakers. And the noises coming out of that scene unsettled me in a way that I have not been freaked out by a movie in years. <laughs> that just scared the yeah. shit out of me. Yeah. I'm, I keep scrolling. I still don't know who wants to go next. <laughs> I know. You don't get scared anymore. Um, I don't want to say it. Oh. Terry well, I mean, I don't fucking know. I didn't have enough time to think about this. Oh. Um, <laughs> my gut is to say just Gerald's game in general, personally. <laughs> just the isolation of that and yeah. being trapped. And I guess... Concept Especially is, like when yeah. she thinks that there's someone lurking around while she's been stuck there for God knows how long, and oh yeah, mildly terrible. And it turns out he's real the yeah. whole time. <laughs> Holy fuck! Right? That was a Stephen King <laughs> ending, if I ever. Yeah, that's that's cool. Okay, I got it. Okay. Um, the thought of of a. a bald guy who um, exercises ghosts from your house and never leaves like in another oh evil. Oh my god, that's your scariest <laughs> moment. You cheated. That movie's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> but he just needed to go. He needed to go. Quite a long time ago. Uh, Tad, what's the scariest answer. moment for you this year? He he went to the bathroom. Or I meant to say Dustin. I, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been scrolling through. I, gosh, you know, I've been pretty desensitized. I might be on the Jason train with having a movie that's not on either of my lists that had a scary moment, um, which is an honorable mention, and that was oh, what was it called? I forgot what I. Now that comes, it's the it's the heavy metal movie. Um, Death and No. Well, I guess that's not heavy metal. Um, uh, it's where the guy oh. has to play like heavy metal to like keep. The, oh yeah, Devil's Candy. candy. Oh, Devil's yes, Candy. That uh, probably the scariest part is probably the end of the movie where he the the bad guy I guess he just comes in and just starts doing what he wants oh, and he's so big and yeah. and strong that they can't do anything about it and he's just killing them i'm like Whew. it was just like he's yeah, fucking killing them it was frightening Fuck. and and it's it, it was very realistic and I, that's probably the scariest movie or the scariest part um for me even though that's not in any, yeah. any of my lists yeah i'm with you with that like especially uh for the safety of that girl like yeah i was i was terrified anytime he was in the vicinity of that girl because like yeah he he was almost like an unstoppable machine that and all he wanted and you know like her tied up in the bathroom was probably the most intense moment for me the whole time because you know what he's going to do and she's tied up in the bathroom and duct tape but i'll tell you what much like um uh Super Dark Times. I I freaking love Devil's Candy, and it actually made my top ten list. And I'll, I, you know, but uh, 
But much like Super Dark Times, I felt this tension through that whole movie because, and one of the reasons why I loved it is because I had a different expectation of where that movie movie was going to go. Yeah. Uh huh. And that's why I loved it because it wasn't that. I thought it was going to be this total ghost story, and Ethan Emery was going to get possessed, and he's going to turn evil and try to kill his family, and they have to kill him to stop him, and all this stuff. And I love Ethan Emery, Ethan Emery, so much that like the whole time I'm like, don't turn bad, don't turn bad. So, so that movie had me on edge. And then with the the the, the creepy bald guy from from. Uh, um, oh, what's the other movie? Identity. Yeah. Identity. Speaking of eye twitching, right? Yeah. Um, and his, you know the his craziness in that movie. Yeah, I I thought it was great, and I I can totally agree with. I I felt like it got a little, you know, kind of goofy, comic booky there in the final fight in the bedroom with all the fire, but uh, oh. You know that that's kind of where it went a little yeah. off the rails, but at that point it didn't matter. I was in yeah. When he breaks in home. that house at the end and just like instantly kills the safety of that girl, like he just ends yeah. the parents. You're just like, well, well, fuck. And I'm no, sitting there thinking, did. I'm sitting there thinking, there's no way that he when just he's dra- him. when he's dragging her up to the bedroom. Um, with the gasoline, I'm thinking both parents are yeah. dead at that point because you don't yeah. see what he does to the mom, and he just fucking shoots Dad Ethan Emery right chance. in the gut. He didn't get a chance, and that yeah, <laughs> he didn't get to do shit. No, and you saw that bullet go all the way through him. So yeah. I'm like, oh, he's fucking dead, and he doesn't move when mom comes out. No, he, it's just fucked. Yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. Well, well, uh, just um, you know, to let you know. Uh, this is from amazon customer uh from amazon one star uh they say had to turn it off 20 minutes in wasted 6.99 on this bitch the head bobbing scene was not what i rented a horror movie for dull and boring and made no sense from jump (laughs) that's it Wow. <laughs> so they didn't like it. Well, six ninety nine for 20 minutes. That's his I own know. freaking fault for not watching it all the what way there. <laughs> didn't um, pay to see that head bobbing scene, you know. Got to turn that shit off. Head bobbing It's in the beginning scene. when they're in the car. Just a little... That was awesome. Oh, with yeah. their head banging? Yeah. They're listening to music. That was awesome. That's what, made, yeah. that's what made me fall in love with that family was yeah. that scene. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so, Tad, what was the scariest moment you saw this year? Um, I'm trying to think. I would maybe say there's there's a scene. Did anybody else watch Hounds of Love? Yes. Almost. There's a scene where, um, well, basically the movie is a kidnapping movie. A girl gets um, kidnapped by an uh, older couple, but there's a scene where she sort of escapes from their, um, from their reins, and that scene was super intense and scary, so I would go with that. Okay. Man, it seems like there's been a lot of like. There were a lot of kidnapping movies this year. But I'd like to jump back to um, 47 Meters Down and get everybody's thoughts on it. Because again, I went in not wanting to like this movie. It was like, oh, it's just another shark movie. You know? And it really doesn't give you anything new, but like, there's a lot of great tense moments. Yeah. Okay. And I love I I love 
the fake out in the towards the end there. Oh yeah, like I got you good. It got me. It got me really good. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you know, huge spoilers, but like the one, the one girl is believed to be dead, and then she shows back up, helps the helps the other girl get out. They they make their way up. You know, but they got to take it slower. They're going to get the bends. And so they get up to a certain point and they have flares for light. And, um, and then sharks come attack. And, like, and that one girl gets just, like, munched on hardcore by a shark. But they finally get out of the water, get pulled to safety. And they're laying there and she's <laughs> bleeding out. But you think everything's okay. And she starts looking at her hand and her hand looks like it's, like, waving through water. And then all of a sudden you realize, oh no, she's still underwater. She's just delusional Oxygen right now. Starvation. Yeah. And it's this her nitrogen. Yeah, nitrogen. yeah. I guess she got the bends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, which they mentioned earlier on in the film yeah. too. So that was a nice setup for that moment. <laughs> the only the only thing I wish is that the movie would have ended on that shot where the camera is pulling back away from her as she's sitting there on the floor yeah. of the ocean laughing. It could have. I'm like that. Credit yeah. should have rolled right there. Yeah. If it like, was that would have less been. Hollywood movie, it probably could have. Would have. That would have made. That probably would have put that it movie into maybe into my top ten. It made my first pass list. It was. It was good. They might. End up being. My only issue with like I I really enjoyed this movie and it was intense, especially with it being you know you'd hardly see anything really, and that's what makes it so scary. Right. But. Yeah. My whole issue was was the nitrogen sickness thing just because you, you you know you mentioned how they referenced that earlier and they they say that but i'm like as soon as they said that i'm like well fuck now someone's gonna get that yeah. and i was just waiting yeah. the rest of the movie for someone to get it sure. <laughs> like, it was it was rather telegraphed it was you know i thought the same things like well that's exactly. gonna come into play but it's but it still got it still yeah. got me You can meh how you want. It still got me. So I, I was just the opposite of you, Mike. I went in actually really excited to see this one because of how much I enjoyed The Shallows last year. Now I know it has nothing yeah. like Shallows. none of the oh, same, yeah. none of the yeah. same cast or crew or anything, but just that it's another serious shark movie. Isolated it's not a water. fucking yep. Sharknado okay. Sci-Fi Channel Asylum yep. bullshit trying so fucking hard yeah. to be a B movie that it winds up being like a shivery little dog that pees all over the We know which one's not on Brian's it. list. <laughs> oh, I didn't even watch it. I've watched the first Sharknado and could barely make it through that, and you know the kind of crap yeah. I like to watch. I've, I've never watched any of the other ones, and I never will. But um, but yeah, the, the fact that it was a serious shark movie, that it's I mean, obviously, it, nothing's going to be Jaws, but aiming more for that than for like silly B-moviness, and I love that kind of thing, so I was stoked for this one, and it delivered everything I wanted. My initial reaction when I started to watch it was, Mandy Moore? (laughs) (laughs) But she did a really good job. I thought she held her own pretty well. And I think her innocence kind of lent to her character. She's always kind of bubbly and chipper (laughs) or something. I don't know. This I, I'm sorry. This made my bottom, uh, my bottom ten. Oh, <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, it's been quiet. Okay. <laughs> I, I felt like this was more. This was less of a shark movie than it was just being stranded at the bottom of the ocean. 
Um, which is even scarier than sharks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what's even scarier is just two girls yelling at each other face to face sometimes. So, um, uh, yeah, like that's kind of what I got from this. I I, uh, I went in kind of excited because just uh, you know, just like we were talking about the um, the shallows, which I flipping loved. Um, and so going into this, I just felt like okay, let's get a good a good shark movie going on, and and it wasn't that, and that, I was okay with that. Everything Matthew Modine said at the top, uh, you know, from topside, I guess if you want to call it, he, it happened. Yep. So I uh, I knew that like what well, when he explains that uh, if you go up too fast, you get the bends. Uh, but if you're down there too long with this, you know, getting oxygen from these tanks, you're going to start to hallucinate, and. I, what gave that away, I think, for me right away was that they're going up. They they just like ignored the bends thing and just went straight up. I'm like, okay, well, this is gotta be fake. Um, <laughs> well, they stopped halfway. I'm not sure that's how that works. Right? Uh, you have to go up like ten oh, or twenty sure. feet well, and stop for a few minutes, and then like you can't yeah. just stop once and call it good. The- well, see, that that's kind of what what this movie teeters on the edge for me. I'm like, like. I want to know. I need to know how much of what happened in that movie is factual or not. Like, I don't know enough about scuba diving to know that. Yeah, so who cares? Will that radio equipment still work that right. far below <laughs> the sea level? You know, shit like that. So I will. Just gotta take the word I, for it. I will agree with you there, Dustin. Sure. The magical exposition walkie-talkies got used way too much. They, you know talking earlier about it not holding the audience's hand all the way through it this one did and that that kind of weakened it a little bit for me but then the shallows also turn into a wily e. coyote and roadrunner cartoon for the last 10 minutes so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i love oh, uh, coyote that, that was by no means cartoon. a criticism it just That's why you like the shallows what what's your name Blake Lively. Blake Lively. Blake Lively. i i think i even heard Blake Lively at one point. Go, Phoebe. <laughs> I'm assuming she's the Roadrunner and Coyote's the shark. Right? I don't care if that shot was in the trailer, but when they do stop and then do the flares and the fucking sharks are there with their mouths open, poop in my pants. I don't care. It was awesome. <laughs> it was a nice it's jump. Fucking over awesome. Sure. Hell yeah. And I'm with you on that, Mike. The uh, the whole Sorry. part with um, where it comes back from the huge hallucination and uh the camera is panning back that should have been where it, it would have stopped because everything after that is just so insignificant yeah. you just don't need to watch it anymore yeah i mean it's yeah it's yeah. It's, it's 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 already fooled you but don't make a fool out of us and keep continue this on it should have just should have just ended yeah well and then to go back though to what i was saying too about how I don't know any of any of the sea science in this movie, if any of it's accurate. So that's why, like, because I thought that too when they're going up. I'm like, they're going up awful fast. If they spent the other, the first half of this movie worried about the bends the whole time, but I let it go because again, I didn't necessarily believe or understand. Ninety percent of the science right. they talked about is in the this bends movie. automatically deadly. No, they, they can know. they can yeah. put you in no, a no, decompression chamber and sort of force the, yeah. like a hyperbaric thing and force so the bubbles the end, out of your blood. You're like, 
You gotta get out of the fucking but, water. But, but they're <laughs> stuck out in the middle up. of fucking nowhere. Where do you think the closest hyperbaric chamber to them is? I mean, they could still be screwed. Because you don't have that much time before your brain dies. Once that shit gets yeah. in your blood, so... Cool. Dustin's bottom. Okay. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I thought oh, it was. I get it, but... Yeah. I no. I get. I'm, I get I'm, it. I get it too. I can't argue it not being on anyone's bottom list. You know, because it's not the. It, it didn't make my top ten, but I I still enjoyed it. I still had a good time with it. And for me, it was that first half of the ending that uh, that that got me. So. Anybody get a chance to talk about this? The Ted? Ted, did you? This one sort of, um, I don't know. I I don't know if you guys remember when this was coming out in theaters. There was, or the history of the movie, but it originally had a different title, and it was released on DVD, and then Lionsgate, I believe, bought it, and, and they pulled it from the shelves. But a few, <laughs> you know, some copies got out there. So, it like, the first impression I had of this movie was a bunch of, um, like, horror nerds that thought they were awesome were like oh i've seen i saw this movie three years ago and it's awesome and you know whatever so they were already sort of bringing this hype to it but i did not want to believe it and then i watched it and i i really enjoyed it um i also probably think that i enjoyed it so much because i hate swimming i hate the water i am extremely claustrophobic it hit on every nerve there <laughs> I, I'm like, if I got down, oh, yeah. if I got dropped in that cage and went down, I'd be like, open the gate and just let the fucking shark take me now. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'd be like, can I, can I shoot the flare into my this. mouth? Like, just kill me as quick as possible. <laughs> I, I would just, I would try to find the quickest way to die without drowning, just because I, I've, I've been to the ocean. I put my feet in, and I'm like, that's enough. I have the picture that my wife wanted, and I, I want to get back in the car and <laughs> get, get the out, of out of there because I do not. The, the, the ocean and outer space are two things I will never ever fuck with. Those two things are the most terrifying yeah, things right. to me in the world. You know, clowns, whatever, fuck them. But you know, the the ocean. <laughs> there's things that we have never seen and we'll never see at the bottom of the ocean, and that terrifies me. Mm-hmm. Like Brian was saying, we are not uh-huh. humans. Are not to be are not made to go underwater. There's a reason the equipment's so technical, why there's so many issues, and that movie played on every one of them for me, more so than uh, than a lot of other movies, just because they put put them down there. Um, more so than, you know, it's like the sharks are just a little added uh, thing to this movie for me. It's like they could, you could edit out the sharks, oh. and I'd, I'd probably be scarier for me. What we really <laughs> need that we haven't had other than the tv movie adaptation of peter benchley's beast is a good killer giant squid movie yeah because yeah. fuck sharks yeah. giant squid are goddamn terrifying yeah squid you small squid are terrifying man those things are fucking weak <laughs> well, you know if you think a giant squid just because of their size are scary but humboldt squid the six foot long ones that live in the gulf of mexico that communicate by changing the uh color patterns on their skin and, and bioluminescent light waves and stuff those things attack and kill people on a regular basis uh, yeah some squids be- have like those like they have the beaks right oh yeah all, all squids have the beak yeah and, and the humboldts are big enough to <laughs> crazy creatures 
Like, I love watching documentaries on those things because you'll see, like, I've seen documentaries where they've got divers at night in the Gulf of Mexico trying to catch Humboldt squid on film, like, doing their weird light shifting thing. And one, <clears throat> one or two of them grab the diver by the legs and just gun for the bottom of the ocean. And this guy's oh, just fuck. getting pulled through the water at like 20 miles an hour by these hungry squid freaking the fuck out and he, he kicks them off but I mean that that is the scariest single thing I've probably ever seen in my life just that image of a diver being dragged down by a squid <laughs> so I will never feel bad about eating calamari cause you know <laughs> squid are assholes yeah exactly <laughs> they're trying to eat us so you know it's only fair <laughs> I've, yeah, I've fair. seen videos where they like, you know, there's like a crack in a boat and they somehow squeeze their fucking jelly little bodies out of them. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I love learning about Tad. This is great. So, so, I feel like I could segue right now to yep. another film based on everything that Tad said. Because he said his fear of the ocean and his other fear being space, and then mentioning jelly-like creatures. What did everybody think of life? Oh, that is not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> um, uh, life was okay. Yeah, yeah, it was the middle of the road for me. It, it made neither it. of my lists. It was fine. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make it didn't make either of my lists either. But it was. I thought it was still. I thought it was still a fun movie. Jason? I fucking loved it. Yes. He was so I gushing about this I movie, I think you overreacted <laughs> a little. No. Why would you talk me down <laughs> from being happy? You know <laughs> what you just said? Like, you just tried to talk me down. That's what we do on this like, show. Isn't it great? <laughs> you cannot enjoy this. <laughs> I, I ended up having to watch it twice because I... I, I fell asleep the first time in about the middle and I felt like I missed something big because I didn't get why Jason why you loved it so much I'm not saying it's a bad movie I it's it's a f- great movie it's fun but like you were acting like it was movie year so yep. yeah oh well, still is <laughs> but what but I'm giving you oh, the floor here to tell us why why <laughs> why it was so impactful for you because uh, it was cool <laughs> I told you why. Now you I have to tell all why. these people. That's right. Oh. Well, and the rest. Of that's the world. right. Everything we say, we have to say yeah, twice. Because you're on the radio, you weren't recording when you were telling Mike why you loved it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the point of having a podcast. You're not supposed, or was you're I? Not supposed to talk about it until we get to the fucking show. <laughs> Good luck. I try not to. He just won't <laughs> shut up. Shit out of him. Yeah. Because this is what happens, and he won't well, say anything on the show. I loved it because it was good. And great, and I was in it the whole way. It was yeah, and I was too. Uh, it was all about the ending oh, yeah. for me, yes. uh, because I I fucking didn't see it coming. Uh, I don't. I mean, I try hard to never ever look ahead in movies in general. Sure, that's and a, good, a good philosophy. Important to me. I don't give a fuck. I, I don't. I know that I'm not going to win a prize if I figure out who killed who. <laughs> You know, except I'm going to ruin my six ninety nine and tell about it. <laughs> but you know, so why the fuck look ahead? That doesn't, you know, I want this piece of entertainment to, to entertain, entertain me. You. So you just right? allow yourself to get sucked in, no matter. Yeah. So I'm fucking in this movie. 
all yes. the way. Every little fucking thing. I'm like, holy fuck, how are they going to get out of this? And then just from the very beginning, they're like, this is so fucking interesting. You know, they they found a cell. How fucking yeah. cool. Oh, my God, there was life. And then it just doesn't stop growing. And it, you know, and then my enjoyment doesn't stop growing either. Because just with every new growth it's just like something new this fucking thing can do how fucking cool this is oh shit it's going bad you know and then it's just like how the fucking us dummies beat this thing and it's just all the way all the way to the end and it totally got me and like i it, it really was the scariest moment in all the films except for 47 meters down yeah was the ending i've never been i fucking had a hard time going to sleep because i was fucking scared mm. at the end of the movie when they start they get to the thing you start to hear noises you know when the boats pull up and you start to hear things you're just like what the what the fuck what 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 is that what that sounds like his voice and then you know and then it oh my god i just i was so great misdirect because the end of that movie yeah i mean i was in it where like sure this is a space movie sure this is probably the future but, like, it was on a realistic l- l- world. You know, I mean, it was us. It was our future. So, I mean, I was like, I was in it. I just was so terrified for Earth, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I wasn't scared for just me. I was scared for all you guys and everyone I know and just the oh, I, world. I, it was just like, I, oh, I appreciate fuck. it, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the whole movie, yeah, I think I... I see what you're saying. Cause like, like, I've never been, movie... I've never let the twist, I mean, the twist was so good, and it's such a down, it was the downer of all downers, like, oh, yeah. there's humanity, bye. You know, like, it was awesome, yeah. because it was so scary. I know how you could get yourself into that, into that mindset, too, of, like you said, being scared for the planet Earth, because, like... It, it was already a downer the, ending, they, but... The whole, throughout the whole movie, it was really... Sciency and grounded uh-huh. and like like so one small fucking move and then that is it could that really fucking happen <laughs> like you know somebody come down from the space station with something that shouldn't be on earth I really need to watch this one yeah, again because I don't even remember the ending <laughs> oh, my. oh really I can't I don't even want to talk well, about I, it but I was seriously I watched it really late at night which was a mistake so I was kind of in and out oh, of consciousness. That was for all of us. But <laughs> that was what it was like for the first time. Did I anybody else it, see it in theaters? Because I saw it in theaters. Lucky. I I, I really liked it all, all because you know I like I said earlier I'm I'm terrified of space and to me whenever I watch <laughs> um, any type of alien movie I'm I'm big on aliens I watch ancient aliens I think uh, I think that it's crazy that people will believe in religion but not believe in um that there's other life forms on other planets like the the you you know the galaxy is infinite but there's no other life yeah right but this i don't know when i watch movies i try to think of how original their take on an alien creature is and this one was really cool just because like you said it started as a cell it grew it was not like something. Oh, yeah, it was evolved. not something that we yeah, have necessarily constantly. seen a whole lot of in movies. Where it's like a, a good story can be ruined if the alien creature is so um, predictable or something we've seen before. Um, so I felt like uh-huh. 
they did a really good job with this one, and um, it, it had some really fucking scary mo- moments in there. You know, right from the get go when it when it turns on them, it's like, oh, they're fucked, and there's and and it, oh, there's yeah. no good way out of this. But I also felt like, and I, I tried really hard not to do this in my mind, but the whole time I'm watching, I'm I'm going. Um, uh, this, this is great, but I really liked Arrival better, you know. And I'm, I'm like, why am I comparing the two? They can they can both exist and be both be great, but for some reason in my uh-huh. mind, yeah, I was psyching myself out and telling myself yeah. Arrival is so much better. But it's like, you know, I'm glad but that it's a totally different story. Right, right, and yeah, it's really stupid for me to even compare the two. And I I do enjoy both, so I just need to uh, separate them and, and love them both for what they are. But it didn't make my top list, and it wouldn't even come close to my bottom list. But it'd definitely be an honorable mention. I really enjoyed it. From the hour, yeah, yeah Sorry, I mean, it... I was just gonna no, say different. from the hour and change that I did see of it before I started fading, I liked it better in 1968 when it was called the Green Slime. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, he said he liked it better than the Green Slime. That's I, a compliment. I feel like oh. that's something. No, I said I liked it better in 1968. Oh, uh, okay. way better. This didn't have a rock right, theme right. song or Richard Jekyll. So <laughs> there's a there's a, a moment in the movie or an, something they did that is a big spoiler that I won't mention. But they uh, it, it sort of made me in my head like I, I almost cheered. I was like, yes, like they, it was brave of them to do something that they did at the beginning of the movie that um, most studios would would do. Oh. I was just gonna. I almost said all that, but said it. You know, I was yeah. like, "That's what I liked about it because it was an unsafe right. move, and it, ma- it makes the audience unsafe." Like, oh no! Basically, what thing. it boils down to, without giving it away, there's a moment, like the first <laughs> moment in this movie, um, and then you realize it makes you realize no one's safe, and I yes. think that's uh-huh. why it was done that way. Oh, and I and I love I love when in part in that scene, like it's one of my favorite parts of the movie is when. The, the room the that it's in goes bad, and uh, the guy we're talking about <laughs> is going towards the door, and, like, the guy outside and them share just a moment with no words. They just have that moment of, like, you have to shut yep. the door now. And, and they both understood it and what they had to do, and, like, that was acting, and that was awesome. I just I loved that moment so much. This one I felt really didn't get a good shake. Like, we saw it in theaters. There was no one there. And I was like, I was almost expecting just the way it was marketed and put out. I'm like, this has really big names in it. It looks kick-ass. Like, why why isn't this a big deal? Why? What am I missing that why why aren't um, people raving about this? And and so when I went to see it, I'm like, this maybe this really sucks. And and I'm um, and I'm getting my hopes up. Yeah. And then when I saw it, I'm like, nope. There's just people. People like shit movies, so I guess, you know. <laughs> but doesn't have Marvel in front yeah, of it. Yeah, it just or... was like sad that we were seeing it in such a dead theater. I'm like, you know, it's nice that there wasn't someone ruining it for me. But I, I enjoy seeing <laughs> you know movies succeed that are good. Yeah. yeah. This movie for me is I'm right with everyone on this. I'm it's none of my top ten. It's an, another honorable mention, but I think maybe what we're struggling to say why it's an honorable mention is because it's got all those spacey things that we're used to. Um, you know, the airlock, the spacewalks, the hidden alien, you know, like the, the guy who's got the baby at home. I mean, these are all things that we've seen before and it doesn't really 
cross the line of hey this is new and inventive but what they do do what you know what they what we know and what they do is good sorry um what they do is good so but again i i just felt like i had seen a lot of the parts uh in other movies and it's just it none of it really stood out i enjoyed it i had fun with it and i'm with jason on the ending for sure like that was rarely does um a movie end and just like leave you scared like you can walk out of the theater and be like Oh. oh man that was scary but like leaving you scared that's like yeah. a whole different feeling yeah like and that's what this did yeah yeah also too i found it fascinating and scary too like throughout this movie we're seeing this creature grow and evolve and become something different each time right like there's always something new and different about it each time it grows and you don't really see a hundred percent what's going on in that capsule but you know the guy's not dead, and you see like webbing shit everywhere. But you don't see the creature. Like, what the fuck is this version yeah, of the creature? Now? Yeah, I'll tell you what. I don't. I'm. Sh- I mean, I'm setting myself up here, but you know, in this two-hour movie, that's probably a lot of green screen. I don't think there was one moment you're like, "Oh, the effects took me out of it." Yeah, that's like, true. They were good. Yeah, like yeah. it was solid. It was obviously a bigger budget movie than half of these, but. I don't know. I loved it, man. And what's I funny about it. that is, like, I see something like this, and um, I don't even think about that. It's so the the um, effects were so good that I didn't even think about. Oh, you know, I, I saw that shot or this scene. But if I see, if I'm in a, watching a different movie and something um, wasn't great, like my criticisms on it, I'm I'm instantly pulled yeah. out, and I'm instantly going to think about that when I when I'll associate that moment with a movie. Where if something's good, I just don't even think about it, which is sort of a bummer. But it's it's a compliment <laughs> on this movie is that I was it none, there was nothing to distract me, so I was completely pulled into the the story. Yeah, and I I see what Dustin's saying too about how, and that's where I was kind of thrown off at first, Jason, about how much you love this movie because it really didn't feel like. I mean, structure-wise, and like your sci-fi tropes, I didn't feel like there was anything new. But like just, like Dustin said, they just they just did it really well. But at the same time, the other on the side, other side of that though too, like I think I appreciate for the fact appreciate it more for the fact that they didn't really try to do anything new. I mean, we just look at like a lot of these movies from this list from this year of 2017. It's like a lot of movies that have really tried to. Um, think way outside the box to the point where we are sitting here scratching our heads is this a horror movie you know and so a movie that you know when i'm watching it it reminds me of you know um of alien or reminds me of um even like undersea movies like labyrinth or or or, um, deep star six and and so i appreciate it even more on that level that you know we don't get movies like this that even though we've seen seen these tropes a lot before but we don't get to see them anymore and we kind of miss them so yeah it makes my day that you sat through a whole sci-fi movie <laughs> there's That's that awesome. too well, it awesome. took twice twice even <laughs> yeah man ryan reynolds caught a fucking satellite with a space robot arm a thousand some miles an hour how fucking cool is that all right i'm sorry <laughs> just excited i liked it <clears throat> 
I'm excited that I'm excited for you that you liked it, man. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I like movies. <laughs> Wait, so if Brian didn't see the obvious segue to this movie, what the hell did you think he was gonna say? <sighs> you know. Oh no. Alien fucking covenant. Nah. Oh. oh. <laughs> see, that's where I. I'm, I don't want to talk about movies that not everybody likes. <laughs> Because it was good. It was better than the last one. It was good. Okay, they're both utter fucking garbage (laughs) and belong nowhere near the alien universe, but Prometheus was so much fun because it was so stupid. And this one had none of that sense of (laughs) playfulness or it wasn't goofy. Like, Prometheus looks like somehow... Hollywood accidentally funded an alien knockoff from Italy in the 70s or early 80s. But this just is... Covenant was dreary and lifeless, and I did not want to find out that the xenomorphs were the end result of a rainy day project by a (laughs) bored robot. What the (laughs) fuck, Ridley Scott? (laughs) I mean... But they're, no, Michael Fassbender. Cool. Yes. But he's in Prometheus, too, so you can watch that. No, it's not. How is it cool? They're scary because they're what, alien. What, what would you the, have it be? The uh, you, Nothing. That's just it. I don't want to know. The idea that the universe is such... Well, it's way yeah. too late for that. The idea that the universe is such a hostile place that it could create such a life form is way more frightening than any explanation you could ever give. Nature hates us. There are scary-ass space monsters. End of story. Good enough. And what a great idea it was to end the movie with a shitty 10-minute student film fanfic remake of the original to remind you that you could be watching one of the greatest horror movies of all time instead of Ridley Scott's alcohol-soaked ego-taking visual form. (laughs) (laughs) He mad. I really, really, really hated this movie. (laughs) No. Well, I already know Brian's bottom number one that yeah. takes two spots. <laughs> I, I look at everything after <laughs> Alien Three as just not very good fanfic. Like, to be to be perfectly honest, I haven't watched a single one since Alien Three. You're not missing much. Missing that, buddy. Oh. Well, it it goes kind of back to what Jason was hinting at. I sometimes it's kind of a chore for me. To sit through like sci-fi films, slow ass sci-fi, slow ass sci-fi films. Yeah, I mean, if it's like Star Wars and shit, yeah, yeah. There's more than three colors in Star Wars movies. Yeah, exactly. And there's things blowing up and people shooting at things and and Wookies. But <laughs> yeah, but when it's all in like one dark drab ship with like no flash, no flashy colors, or you know, it's just this boring. Boring background and sterile monotone. People floating quietness. through space, and then a monster shows up and attacks. And see, I love I that kind of it, stuff. I, and that dreary, boring drabness <laughs> is precisely what made, especially the first one, so good because it looked. So I mean, this is such a generic thing to say about these movies now, but it, it was a lived-in world. Like they're space truckers. It's not flashy. That thing is sure. just a big-ass long-haul semi floating through space back to Earth. Sure, and I agree with you, and I I totally agree that the the first Alien movie is one of the one of the greatest horror films, one of the greatest sci-fi films, 
of all time, hands down. Is it a movie that I watch repeatedly? No, I honestly can't even remember the last time I watched Alien. So, it's just, it's just not quite my cup of tea. Is anyone on here going to um, defend or put pro, or the new um, Alien? What was it, Covenant on their their top list at all? It's not on my top well, list, but I put it as an honorable mention. Yeah, I liked it, but I just thought it was a top ten. It was cool. It was a cool alien movie. And people are so yeah. wrapped up in, in in the universe in those first few movies that they can't let their guard down to see anything new, uh, even if it is a, <laughs> a robot inventing the alien, which I thought was... I thought that was cool. I didn't, I didn't really care. But, of course, I'm not as invested in this universe as maybe other people are, so... <laughs> Uh-huh. Who are you referring Sorry, to? Sorry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I like that me and Brian don't that, agree I, I on stuff. That's just the... And it's funny, though, because last year you and I were the ones who were agreeing and standing up for Phantasm Ravager against everybody else. <laughs> yes, we were. We were. How? <laughs> well, that's right, they were, yeah. Oh, God. I definitely remember Brian, because I, I just was in shock and awe. we got to have parity with this. I mean, we, if we were all to agree and disagree on all the same things, it, this wouldn't be a good show. So Yeah, and this is a bad parody of an Alien movie. So. <laughs> 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 uh, See, next. that's part of the problem, though, is I was actually excited for this one. Because when the trailer started coming out, I thought it looked neat. I thought maybe they were actually going to get the train back on the rails after Prometheus and make a good movie instead of just an entertainingly stupid one. Brian, did you see the 20 minutes (laughs) of footage they didn't put in the theatrical cut? Have you seen anything other than... Jesus Christ, there's 20 more minutes of this shit? No. (laughs) The 20 minutes explains a lot of stuff that are what people were complaining about big plot holes. My problem is it explained too goddamn much already. Okay, okay. (laughs) I don't want any more explaining. So that's not not a good... uh, Are you referring... Are you referring to like the prologue they put out online before the movie was released? There's the prologue, and there's an extended scene um, with Michael Fassbender's uh, creation of killing the um, uh, the creators. I can't think of what their names are in the movie right now. The engineers, yeah. A little okay. bit more to that scene that makes uh, brings a lot more to light. Um, I just can't remember what it is right now, but I do remember watching it like, oh, why didn't they put this in the fucking movie? And then when the Blu-ray came out, they're like, we got the 20 minutes of missing footage. It's all there, all in the movie. And I'm like, oh, well, that will be much better than what was in the theatrical. Because walking away from that, I went to the theater and seen it. I'm like, there's there's missing stuff here. There's obviously something missing uh, just from the way that it's cut. And lo and behold, there was. And it's incorporated now, so... I was just curious if you'd seen that. If it would make it even better, sounds like it won't. We'll just leave it at that. I, You know, I <laughs> after seeing Prometheus in the theater, I didn't see it again. I found the Blu-ray on sale for like $4 one day and figured it's probably worth that. So when this one winds up in the bargain bin, I might consider picking it up and watching it again. But like I said, Prometheus, I thought, was just stupid fun, and this one just made me angry. Because also, after the ending of Prometheus, I was all geared up to see the adventures of a plucky space archaeologist and her broken robot tooling around the galaxy in a broken spaceship. I agree and, with that. I was ready for that. Or in a stolen too. spaceship. And then it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of robbed with robbed that. 
with this one. Yeah. When they put Danny McBride in the cast, I was sort of hoping for, like, Kenny Powers in space, and I didn't get a fucking single scene of that man. Nah. <laughs> he was actually pretty good in the movie. I, yeah. I like him. And he's good when he's just, you know, acting and not being funny guy. I and mean, he's really funny. I like him in most of right. the scene Me of too. It, but I liked him. Like, he was one of the few bright points. Yeah, <laughs> he was movie. one of the best characters in this one. I've- See, and that's, that's good to know, too. That's good to hear, because, you know... I just heard so many people complain about what what's Danny McBride doing in this, you know? From the get go, yeah. Yeah, from the get go, <laughs> and I'm just like, give the guy a chance. Give the guy a chance. Do we all not forget that Aliens also has one of one of the main characters was a stand up comedian? So, really? Who? Oh, Paul Reiser. Paul, I, I Paul Reiser. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know he did stand up. I just knew he was in like sitcoms and stuff, but I've never seen stand ups. We've only seen him sit, no standing. Yeah, he's, he started in stand up. Yeah. <laughs> well played, sir. I will say this has the best like um, Michael Fassbender flute solo that I've seen. Oh yeah, out, out of, of all, all flute solos I've seen. I was hoping that was the extended scene. <laughs> there were some cool things you in it for, for how much I was how, for how disappointed I was in this movie. There were some really I like the really weird scenes, like the the scene where he's playing piano. For some reason, I like that weird stuff. And then when I the stuff I hated the most was probably what I feel. I feel like he plugged into this movie because he got so much backlash over Prometheus. Like the shower scene really pissed me off. I was just, this is so stupid. An alien tail comes around and kills a couple who are messing around the shower. Like, what is this? You know, this well, is not. Yeah, that's part of the whole. Like the last ten minutes of the movie are are a remake of the first one. She's like, why a, would you do that? But a really piss poor remake. Oh, awful! That's what yeah. that's what I was saying. Like that, it reminds you, like, oh, I could just like walk out of the theater and go home and put in my Blu-ray of Alien and enjoy myself for a couple hours instead of this. You'll always yeah, yeah, I know. I, I <laughs> I'm not one of those people like, oh, this ruins my childhood because I can I can separate in my brain like like I said before, the first three are the stories in the Alien universe to me, and the other stuff is like kind of Elseworlds or those what-if comics, you know, like... But what about 20 years from now? Well, you know... Well, maybe the studios... I know, you'll maybe the studio will not be... You know, they will pull their heads out of their asses and let Neil Blomkamp make another one with Sigourney Weaver, and then we'll get a good Alien movie again. Well, yeah, I mean... Do you realize how old Sigourney Weaver will be in 20 years? I don't... That doesn't have to be in 20 years, I'm saying, because... Get it done oh, now. Okay. I saw it. I saw the other day that um, that they were going to make another one, and the studio pulled the plug on it already. Yeah, um, I saw that too. Because Covenant was received so badly. And now they're so, owned by Disney, so yeah. Right. So my hope is maybe they'll you know either bring Blomkamp back in, or at least just hand the reins over to somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. Like happened with Star Wars. Look, now we're getting good Star Wars movies again. We'll get some yeah. indie director to do a PG-13 alien movie and really piss Brian off. <laughs> don't oh, don't oh, even man. say that. <laughs> so, so, and Jason, you may not want to listen to this next thing I'm going to say, but okay. do we feel like then that maybe is 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 it kind of the same scenario? Because it's interesting you brought up Star Wars in this too. Like Ridley Scott is a genius for the original Alien, alien movies, and then he's made two you know movies that are not very well received within the exact same franchise that he 
created. George Lucas made, you know, three awesome Star Wars movies and then, like, came back and did prequels that are very well, are not very well received. Could it be the fact that, um, that uh, the studio gave them too yes, much power. Yes, and that is it's interesting to bring that I up. I feel that way for George, for sure. Uh, my buddy Scott Ashland, when he did reviews of all the Star Wars movies, he made a very good point talking about the original ones, that George Lucas is not a particularly good filmmaker. What he is is a fantastic producer. He knew to get the right yes. people for every one of those jobs because he didn't direct those movies. He didn't make the special effects. He, he was no. just... the you know, he wrote them, and it was all his idea. But then he knew how to delegate exactly. that to all. And then, as it went on, when the prequels came out, it was like, "I want all of the control, all." And then yep. he fucking ruined it because he didn't let anyone else do anything. And it's the same way. Like, first of all, you know, the Alien movies. It's forty years on from the first one, and Ridley Scott is now a near incomprehensible alcoholic. If you've seen any of his recent interviews, um, and. You know, it's entirely him. And Prometheus was written by Damon Lindelof, which, my God, who let that guy near a computer? And I can't remember <laughs> who Covenant was written by, but I mean, somebody who thinks they're really clever and blatantly is not. But in the first one, Ridley Scott was, you know, responsible for knowing where to put the camera and, you know, getting a performance out of his actors. But you've got H.R. Giger and Carlo Rambaldi and Mobius doing the fucking art direction. You've got Dan O'Bannon and, uh, you know, the script was rewritten, granted, but, you know, originally it was Dan O'Bannon. It was the vision of a bunch of different people across the board. Each department was a different thing. And so it wasn't entirely Ridley Scott's vision. He was just doing part of the work. And now, since it's more, you know, him in control, it's Ridley Scott's alien, and now they're fucking terrible. So I think it's the exact same scenario where he just, you know, it it, it should be more of a group effort instead of this one one or two-man ego trip. Exactly, yes. Yes, film is a collaborative, you know, art form, so. Couldn't agree more. That's kind of my thoughts on it, too. Oh, who hasn't uh, brought up a movie yet? Um, Has everybody had a go around? I don't think I... I don't think you did or I did. So go ahead, Terry. Um, (laughs) I don't know how many people watch this one, but I'm just kind of curious to hear feedback on Amityville, The Awakening. I, I watched it. Watch it, Jason. You watched it though. I did. I'll let you guys think. Yeah, good, bad, no. Or should I just talk about it? I, I was nervous as fuck to watch it because I don't watch any of the Amityville <laughs> movies, or or hardly any that are ghost type movies. Well, but I thought it was a lot better than those. I yeah, thought it was gonna I had, be. I mean, my expectations I had were low, zero but zero expectations for it, <clears throat> and. uh I don't know if it's because of that or just because I don't know, but I I actually really enjoyed it. Like I was very surprised. I mean, it's definitely don't get me wrong, definitely cheesy. Like there are some some major cheese moments, but I don't know something about it 
really resonated with me, and I, I had a lot of fun watching it, and I knew that I liked it, because as soon as it was done, like, I was, like, reaching out to people, like, well, have you watched this? What did you think? Or, oh my gosh, you need to watch this. You need to tell me what you think. Like, so I knew that I liked it, even if it's kind of silly, but I don't know. I mean, the whole... I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, the whole premise is that um, a new family moves into the Amityville house, blah, blah, blah. But this time it's different because it's a family with a a son who is in, like, a, a vegetable state, which you can already, you know where it's going already. So he's know. a vegan? Yeah, I'll show myself the door. Bye, guys. So yeah, so spoiler alert: he ends up getting possessed by the spirits of the Amityville house. But it's kind of interesting because I I mean, the family's headed by Jennifer Jason Lee, which I was excited about because she's awesome, and then. This boy is the twin of a, a teenage girl who's also living in the house. So it's kind of her going through high school and dealing with her brother being a vegetable from... I don't, do they even say what... The, there's some accident that she caused, and I can't even remember what it was that caused him she to She was be. sexting. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Um... <laughs> I don't like when Dustin says sexting yeah, that way. Um, <laughs> I think I like it too much. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I mean, you know that he's going to get possessed, but I just thought that the... I mean, they had a prosthetic for the body, like, because he's in bed and he is, like, literally, like, curled up in the fetal position, like, his whole body. Like, it's not really this actor's body. I can't remember his name. He... Played is the, the Joker. kid from Shameless? Yeah, it's a kid yeah. from Shameless. Yeah, kid from Shameless. He was Joker in the new Gotham show. Cameron yes. Monaghan. And he's pretty good. He's a solid actor. He was a little cheesy yeah. in this. I mean, he's always a little bit overacty, I think. But he still did a good job. But, I mean, yeah, it looked good when he was in bed. I mean, it was obviously just his head oh, like, yeah. coming out of the pillow. And then they had, you know, it was. And then there are times... There's times even if it's some of them are just like in this girl's dreams where he he's like getting out of bed and like crawling and like there are moments there that are very reminiscent of Zelda and Pet Cemetery like that creepiness which I think I'm just perpetually scarred by that so <laughs> see yeah I mean he's all like curled up like even more curled up and weird than she was even so they did a really good job, I think, of some of that, and and then, it, spoiler alert, it turns out later that, you know, you think that, oh, the mom just chose to move there because the house was cheap, which is the usual trope, but apparently she moves there on purpose because she thinks that there are spirits there, and she's wanting them to possess her son. <laughs> like, it, it gets weird. Yeah, and this is a universe where because, uh, you know the movie exists, like yes, the first movie. There's so oh, many yeah. meta things. They watch in this, the original movie at the house. Yeah. I love that kind of shit. And she moves them there because this is where murders meta. take place. So oh. you know that makes sense. Well, well, because she goes and I mean it's a little 
But there's no yeah, hope it's for a the boy. Dumb, but she goes into this whole thing about how, you know, she's tried to rely on God and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, so I just thought <laughs> I, I gave up on that. So now I'm going to try to go for the devil or whatever. You know, it was kind of dumb. But overall, there wasn't a lot of like religious imagery or anything. Like there weren't really, really any priests or anything. I mean, you do have Kurtwood Smith. Sweet. Red Foreman coming in. Yeah. Awesome. He, he's like a doctor uh-huh. who's trying to um, help the family with the son and whatnot. And there are some flies, which is kind of an homage back to other things. And I don't know. I mean, it's a little dumb, but a lot of fun. I thought it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. And creepy. This movie has Bella Thorne, and I'm. A, she's in a couple movies on this year's list. Oh, what else? She's she's very talented. <laughs> what else was she in? The Babysitter. Ah. She's also in the first season of Scream TV show. Maybe the first episode. Mm. But yeah, very. Was she uh, the cheerleader in lady. The Babysitter? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. The she's, good looking one. She stars in many of Jason's favorite <laughs> um, internet videos. Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm casting a movie, so I'm looking for. Talent. I will say, I did Stop not at. see this movie, but the story of its release is probably more terrifying than the movie itself. Oh right, and yeah. I'll, I'm gonna say too before you get into it that that's one of the reasons why I stayed clear of this. Oh, movie, I don't know this. Apparently. Honestly, I remember what? it was filmed like six years ago. I don't know ago. the full. S- yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, when did we see the trailer first? I first saw the trailer for this movie back. Was it two years ago now when Texas Chainsaw 3D was... Yeah. We went and saw that in the theater. theater. I, I remember seeing that. the trailer for it back then. Anyway, what was what's the whole story on it? Oh, it, it, I mean, it just it got filmed, and then I, from what I understand, they were sort of counting on certain... certain. There, there's The story's changed over the years. Um, I've sort of followed it through the producer, Daniel Farrens, who you might also remember from a, a very cursed yep. movie, Halloween 6... So don't ever, don't He's ever let this show. guy near your yeah. fucking movie because it's just gonna, <laughs> you know, something bad's gonna happen. But it's had like it's had probably ten release dates and it just kept getting pulled and then new release date. But from what I understood, and I could be completely wrong, but what I remember was the studio kept saying we're gonna hold off until this like either Bella Thorne or the the kid who uh, the redhead kid or or Jennifer Jason Lee she's gonna have. They were waiting for one of these actors to sort of hit it big so they could use their name of a promotion. And then they just they kept pushing it back another six months, another six months, another six months until the point where they they got to the point where it was so delayed. And then, um, unfortunately, it was, uh, from what I remember, it's a Weinstein production. And, and oh, when yeah. that terrifying story came out, they're like, well, fuck it. We just had to put it out for free. And they put it on Google Play for absolutely free for anybody to watch. Because wow. at that point they were like, we can we cannot possibly make a dollar off of it with his name anywhere near it. So fuck it, here's your movie after six years of waiting. <laughs> it's, it's just a bummer. Wow. Like like Bella wow. Thorne, Bella Thorne was yeah. probably not even legal in that movie, Jason, and now she's you know <laughs> now she's like you know now she's probably old enough to you know drink, but it's just like. One of those things. It's it's it sat in production hell. It sat on the shelf forever, and if I, when it finally came out, it made you know it made nothing because I think it was actually the lowest. Um, there were stories about how 
think it got put into like ten theaters. It made less than like it didn't even make a thousand dollars. It it made like ten dollar average per screen or something crazy. It just it was like a wow. complete disaster. Wow. Yeah. That so sucks because yeah. it's really not too bad. It's like because it's not that a, bad. I mean, you know, <laughs> a sequel to a franchise that always already seemed to have kind of run its course, like. It's actually like kind of a relief from some of the monotony. Like it was a, a little new, different new when they it. tried yep. to do something. Well, I'm I'm friends with Daniel Farrens on Facebook. Obviously, don't know the guy at all, but watching him sort of go through this, I felt so bad for him because he would post like, you know, a story from Bloody Disgusting. He's like, "This is the first I heard that it's it's actually coming out this you know next month," and then that time would come, and he's like. Well, I haven't heard a thing, but I'm guessing it's not coming out tomorrow because I don't see it in theaters. And uh, watching it through his eyes was just heartbreaking. But the crazy thing is, just like in November, he announced he's been um, hired to write and direct another Amityville movie that's not any relation to this original series. It's like, why would you fucking go near it again? I would just... Oh my gosh. I would say, no thank you, um, anything else, literally anything else. But I guess he got to work, but it's like... I, I think after that nightmare, mm. I would probably just step back. Mm. But th- th- they could do a story about the release of this movie. It'd probably be like a, a documentary. Probably be <laughs> really interesting. Yeah, no doubt. It's also Blumhouse, it is, so yeah. there's a little credibility to the quality. What did, what did you think yeah. of it, Dustin? Sorry. <clears throat> um. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wake um. him up. No, yeah, no, I'm here. Um, it, I feel like with Amityville, it, it's 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 like the rinse off and repeat thing. You know, they come to the house and somebody gets possessed, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's, and that's generally what happens. And there is a new spin on that with the kid who's in a <laughs> vegetable state, as Terry said. Um, I thought I thought the main girl was a terrible <laughs> actress, but if this is early in her career, then you know, then I guess that's to be. Ex- you know, expected. Um, I just, you know, the whole sexting thing and the whole, uh, the, the friends coming over who just, you know, disappear. Um, uh, I just, uh, the, the salt line that is just kind of like shrugged, like the, you know, the one yeah. kid comes in, he's like, Hey, you got a salt line out there. And then like, that ends up being like the biggest <laughs> part of the end of the movie. And, yeah, I didn't say uh, it yeah. was cheesy. I mean, that's... I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know and, and I will say, again, this is not on my top ten, but it's not on my bottom, just because there is enough there that's new and different with an Amityville movie that, um, you know, you could watch it. You could watch it and feel like there's there's something there worth watching. Yeah. I wish they would have played a little bit more with the character, um, with, with the brother character being in the bed with the uh, the computer stuff that he's talking back yeah, and forth. the eye sensor thing. So yeah. Uh, the best part, I thought, was when she asks him, because uh, she feels like she's talking to her brother, if, if you're, it, are, you know, are you trapped in there? Is some, something else there with you? And he's like, yes, you know, spelling it out on the computer screen. That really built, built some tension. And um, it's just kind of all went away you know there was just i don't know a lot of jump scares false jump scares that uh were just unnecessary yeah. it just seemed kind of cookie cutter there for a little bit but you know like i said it's not on my bottom 10 it's just 
just there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> cool. Cool. Uh, Tad, what yeah, what other cool. movie should we talk about? I've What's got one next? that almost, and it's very very close, almost made my top ten, and I'm going to relate it to to something on the um, the podcast. I'm going to go with Happy Death Day because today Yay. is Jason's Woo. birthday. Happy birthday, Aww. buddy! Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You having any deja vu right now at all? I'm, I he, he's, he's stuck <laughs> recording this podcast over and over and over. <laughs> over and over. But I, really, I, do. I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, when when the trailers Thank and you. stuff Me came too. out, I was like, man, a, a killer baby movie? What the fuck is this? We don't get a lot of <laughs> we don't get a lot of slashers these days, and this one was a lot of fun. It didn't take itself too seriously. It was sort of a it, it got a lot of slack. People were saying, "Oh, it's Groundhog Day with a you know a baby slasher," and I'm like, "That worked out great for me. That's I enjoyed awesome. it." So, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, sold. So I <laughs> yeah. I like I said, that's all you need to say. And I'm there. Top ten until something else bumped it out, but I really really enjoyed it, and it's it's right up there. So I I will. Definitely watch this one again. It's it's a fun, great movie. So much fun. Yeah, that poster is pure '80s, and it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like Blumhouse. Yeah, did it justice with the marketing, everything about it. it was, they just they knew what they had, and you know, it wasn't marketed as something that wasn't. Yeah, that. Yeah, I. No, nope. nope, oh, you sorry, first. Go ahead. Just saying, I loved this. This is definitely in my top mm-hmm. ten. And it, you guys might be surprised to see how high it ranks in my top ten. But, yeah. And, yes, it's very much Groundhog's Day. It, you know, but I, that's what sells me on it, you know? Because there's, there's moments in this movie that is, like, almost note for note of what happens in Groundhog's Day. Only they put a horror movie, an 80 slashers horror movie spin on it. And that's awesome and and they don't try to hide it either i mean there's a straight up groundhog's day reference at the very end of the movie so you know this movie was just, it was a lot of fun um some some cool kills and um total like, mystery that's all you're in it. yeah like, yeah like, like how the fuck are they gonna get out of this for real <laughs> exactly so and, and you know a couple great moments of like I didn't see this coming you know when 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 you think that you know she kills the the serial killer that's comatose in the bed and when at first I'm like really it's I the know, serial killer I was killer. gonna be so pissed if that's you how know? it ended I would not have liked this movie yeah. if that's how it ended <laughs> but then she wakes up the next day and it's the same day the again fuck? and I'm like oh shit it's not over oh my god so. Oh, it was just a lot of fun. I thought it was. I thought it was funny, and yeah, it just Super totally fun. delivered for me. I loved yeah, it. I, just uh, what were you gonna I, say, I'm Brian? right there with you. It, it's also in my top ten. Uh, from the first time I saw the trailer in the theater, I was like, "Oh, this looks super cheesy and fun." And then it turns out like it's not even so much cheesy because the movie doesn't take itself at all seriously. It knows it's ridiculous, and I love oh. that kind of sense of humor without becoming parody. It's not like nudging and waking the audience like oh isn't this stupid like it's cleverly funny and like you said some of the twists there are so goddamn many twists and turns in this movie i could not believe it and a lot of them took me by surprise and this is another one that we go to a lot of movie the kids and i went and saw this one too and you know we all really enjoyed it i the uh 
Kmart Blake Lively and that other you know, the main guy they they have really good <laughs> chemistry together like their relationship yeah. is a lot of fun um they just really bounce yeah. off each other well he had a mystery science theater 3000 poster in his dorm room so thumbs up for that oh yeah that's <laughs> right he did yeah. some other the cool movie. stuff too at a repo man one and a couple other things i forget but the mst one sticks in my head but and and that you know that poster being so prominent kind of lets you know like they know how to make a fun movie and how to make it funny and you know they understand what they're making but yeah this one was just an absolute treat and i'm looking forward to watching it again i only caught it once in the theater but i'm sure i'll buy it eventually yeah this is this is definitely a must buy for me and again like there's a lot of straight parallels to groundhog's day in it even you know because like she starts off as this like bitch character you just absolutely hate and she goes through this goes through this journey where she has this big arc and she turns out to be you know a sweetheart at the end and she gets the guy at the end and it's just like bill murray going through that transformation and getting the girl at the uh, end that. so you know there's even there's even a suicide <laughs> montage so. yeah i went and saw this in the theater with my wife and she really enjoyed it too but the one thing that i thought her funny her sort of observation that i didn't even think about was she, she sort of watched it and said you know Oh, this this girl fell for the sort of sweet nerdy guy simply because he did not uh, rape her when she was passed out on her birthday. And <laughs> she's like, she's like, it's pretty bad when like society is like, oh, he didn't rape me, he's mine. You know, it's like, <laughs> what what a dreamboat. He didn't take advantage of me. Too true. Oh. This is a movie I would have written, and. You know that that's how much I feel like it connected with me. So, so I'm guessing, yeah. yeah, that's gonna be really high up on your list. Just definitely, yeah. we need more of this. Like I, I'm sure it didn't cost that much, and I assume it did, you know, reasonably yeah, well at the box office. Well. Not, not yeah, number of records, well. but good, good. And that's like we need more kinds of horror movies like this. Just fun. I, I don't want to say simple or basic because it's, it's not. It's still but, smart. But yeah, very, smart, very smart. That's fun. why I didn't want to say that it was simple or yeah. basic because it's not. But just that you know they can have fun and they can you know have some surprises in. And I didn't really even like. I know it's rated PG thirteen, and usually that's just like fuck this. I'm not going to see it. Red flag. But I didn't really let that bother me because I knew this wasn't like I wasn't going to the theater to see a brutal exploitation movie this time around. So I didn't really care if there wasn't any blood. I just wanted to have a good time, and I got to deliver that in spades. Well, I don't feel like I was no. missing anything no, by being PG thirteen. No, you know fine. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And oh man, and I'm with you. We we just we need more horror movies like this. Like it just it just seems like things have either gotten just have gotten too dark at we times. We did the Babysitter. That <laughs> same. Oh, fun. I know. There's a lot of there's a lot of great movies that came out this year that oh. that are that are in, in this vein. But <laughs> you know, just sometimes sometimes when you watch movies over and over you know uh, one went after another like this like you know cramming for this list and gets a little depressing at times oh like you want more horror comedies oh, i see well just more light-hearted horror, horror romps you know it doesn't uh-huh. have to be always so you know kidnappy or <laughs> rapey or just so dark and serious or overly artistic or whatever so it's okay to have fun when you make a horror movie exactly thank you that's and it's okay to be 
dark and brooding for two hours. Yeah, I'm saying okay. there's plenty of room in this world for both of those movies. Absolutely. Okay. Sometimes, if some, if we, I feel like we're more in a day and age where the one outshines the other. Or overpopulates the other. You're, you got yeah, that, I like... I don't agree with that, face. but... Yep. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, what's another movie, guys? Gerald's what's Game. That? Yeah. I'm just I'm just throwing one out cool. there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That could be another one of the the everyone was asking what their their scariest scene was. Not necessarily scariest, but most what the fuck holy shit moment. Yeah. Of the year. Uh-huh. The degloving scene. Holy oh, shit. Oh boy. <laughs> so good. So oh good. man. Holy hell. I watched that one twice. That's good. Yeah. And a Netflix original, which is exciting. And you just hope that they yep. keep cranking out awesome content like that. And they had, they did quite a few of the ones from this year were sure, yeah. from them, so that's awesome. Yeah, there's a couple of Netflix that are uh, releases that are great, especially Gerald's Game. But then there are some that are just complete fucking garbage. But let's talk <laughs> about Gerald's Game because it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super simple mm-hmm. concept. Stephen King book, which I haven't read this one, but yeah, I've always seen this title come up when I'm searching for like Stephen King books. I never really knew what it was about until this movie came out. Because yeah. that's a weird title. Like you just don't, yeah. it just doesn't grab your eye like you know Pet Cemetery does, you know. Mm-hmm. And you seeing this come up, I'm like, oh, this is a. I've seen this. this is Stephen King's. I don't know what it's about, and I read the description. I'm like, oh wow, this is an excellent idea. I bet this is great. And watched it, and I, I fell in love with this movie. I thought it was excellent. I mean, it's for the people who are listening who don't know, it's basically about a, a, an older couple that go to a secluded cabin mansion thing out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, they're trying to spice up their love life. The husband um, puts uh, his wife in handcuffs and, and you know just simply he just has a heart attack and dies, and she's stuck there, stranded on the bed, uh, having conflicts with her inner monologue and and with her husband who is dead also inside of her head, it's <laughs> uh, just having you know it's just it's great dialogue I thought and um, <laughs> just gruesome gore, um, flashbacks, flashbacks, side stories, everything that you know it's probably definitely in the book but done so well. I mean it was just it was just excellent. And you got the giant from Twin Peaks in there. He's creepy. <laughs> Isn't that um, Lurch from the Adams Family, right? Like, I don't know. That would make uh, sense. Yeah, I think so. That's how I know. There's only one. There's only one weird dude now that uh, Tiny from Devil's mm. Rejects passed. So we're left with one giant <laughs> for every movie. He's got the market cornered. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went into this movie completely blind. Um, the title didn't intrigue me, but all the people saying, holy shit, check this out, intrigued us. I watched it with a group of people, and my wife nearly, I swear, like punched through the wall and left the room yeah. during the, the gloving scene. And it, it was, I just love watching people freak the fuck out during a movie, yep. so that that alone got it points. But the idea that you can make a movie pretty much set in one room on one bed and make it that great, uh, that's not easy to do, and they made it look easy. 
No. They made it look really easy and made it look great. It was it was awesome. I love that shit. Isolation horror is like one of my favorite things. It's hard to do it well, but yeah, like you said, they just knocked it out of the park. They did a really good job. Both those actors mm-hmm. were fantastic. Yeah. yeah, the pacing of it was really good as yeah. well. Because you think, well, how much can she talk to herself um, being you know, handcuffed to a bed? And, you know, they, they did it very well with her inner monologue uh, with, you know, like those those flashbacks, which are incredibly revealing, which, you know, show how she can, you know, overcome. If she can overcome that, she can overcome this uh, type, type scenario. Um, just, I wouldn't say it's like a... a uh, like you guys were talking about, um, Happy Death Day. Yeah, it's not a fun watch. <laughs> you know, like having a great time watching right. it. But you are, uh, in, you're, you know, you're in it. You know, when you're watching it, you're enthralled yep. by it. So, I mean, it was. You're tied yes. to the bed with her. You're just stuck there, having to go with for the ride with her. Are we circle jerking it? I think we are. Why? Is there a review? <laughs> okay. I pulled this one from Netflix. And this is a one-star view, well, review. Because, well, I, don't, I, I tried looking for it for other platforms for reviews. Um, I feel like Netflix, you just get some random people here. But um, this does, the Netflix doesn't tell me who it did. So it's just a random Netflix viewer. They say they make the female character act as if she is the most helpless woman in the world. She literally didn't do anything to help herself, and the hallucinations of her dick husband was completely unneeded. The hallucination of herself was interesting. Definitely wouldn't recommend this movie to anyone. What was she supposed to do How to help herself? she helpless? Strapped to a fucking bed. Like if she didn't She'd do some of the shit she did, she would have just like died of thirst, for one. Like Eight. she was. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Eight people found that helpful at the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> at the same time, being the most helpless you could be, <laughs> literally. Why didn't she just get up oh. and walk away? Yeah. <sighs> oh. Right, uh, with, the, the crowd with these reviews, so but the people who are leaving these reviews, these are just random. But you know, this could be a, a you know a ten year old writing this review. But uh, I thought the ending was as, as Stephen Kingy as could be, though. It's like a heck of a turn, and the whole epilogue. You, I don't know what you call yeah, it. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Just the the talky it's ending. A, it's a little abrupt. Went on a while. I I agree with that. Yeah. But it. At the same time, I think exactly. I still like that. Like, I still like the way it, it went. It was jarring for me when I was, was watching it, but I still liked it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, the reveal of the giant being real, I think, could have came out a little uh-huh. bit more to where for the viewer, we're like, oh man. So that was a real dude collecting body parts like, yeah. around the area. Like it just kind of like it showed over her shoulder of like a news article that that guy was real, and I felt like uh, a cool reveal, but maybe could have been presented to us a little bit better. Yeah, 
Do you think the ending helps, or do you think the movie needed it? Needed, like, the reveal of that character, or or just that whole, uh, yeah. over the dialogue? Or the whole I end. Yeah, I think it... Uh, I don't know. Because before that, she's pretty much... Uh, it, it's uncertain. You know, you see the two people after she's crashed her vehicle coming from their home. Yeah, you assume yeah. she gets help, but... Right, and I think that the... I think that it just could have been handled a little differently, maybe. The reveal of the giant. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I liked I, it, but I felt like the ending wasn't as strong as the rest of the movie. Yeah, it felt tacked on to me. Like, yeah. Really, is like we really, not stretched out, but we spent so much time with her strapped to the bed, and we got every thought, everything. We went through the whole thing. It was grueling, and then... It was like, and real quick, this yeah. guy that was in the corner of the room that you saw a few <laughs> times, by the way, he was really there. It wasn't part of imagination and <laughs> credits. Yeah, it was just like a, a tone shift. It was weird. But, you know, and... But then she went on to help people. Sure. and uh, I don't know. I guess I when I, I agree with all that, but it was like, eh, while I'm watching, I'm like, well, this feels so Stephen King-y. I'm forgiving. Of well, it. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, go ahead, Terry. I was going to say, the feedback that, because I, I hadn't read the book, and then when I kind of, I think I posted something about on Facebook about watching this, and the feedback feedback that I got was that the book kind of ends in a similar way. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. I heard yeah. that, uh, so it makes me think that they really followed the source material yeah. closely throughout the movie, and they just wanted to be true to the ending. Right. It's a double-edged sword with the Stephen King book to movie, so I mean, it's... Nobody's going to be satisfied. Not everybody's going to be satisfied with it, but no, yeah. I, so it makes me wonder how close they they stuck to it. Have to give that one a read for sure. Cool. Did anybody else have any more thoughts on that one, or can we move to the obvious next movie that sort of I feel like is almost uh, a sister movie to this one? So it came out the same time, yeah. same. Nineteen, I'm waiting for someone to speak first. <laughs> I don't know. Nineteen twenty-two. I felt like was uh, another another one of those. I mean, it's clearly another Stephen King Netflix original, but it was. Uh, yeah. It was com- obviously completely different story completely different everything but another yeah. another one they did a really good job with Whew. yeah okay i liked it too <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't sure jeez terry i wasn't sure like i thought that i mean it's a very different i mean it's some people probably don't even consider it a horror movie but i mean there are enough horror elements in it for sure and it's a much slower burn but I I really enjoyed it too. I thought Thomas Jane was excellent. Well, he's awesome. good, but he's Thomas Jane. Like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like the way he talked the whole movie without opening yeah. his like, teeth. He's just he's just always wow. him, and for some reason, whenever I watch him and things, I get pulled out of it because I just don't think he's the greatest actor ever. But really, <laughs> but. He did a great job in this. He did. I thought this was his best performance, one of the best performances I've ever seen from him. 
but but he's still Thomas Jane. <laughs> well, just real quick, because you mentioned um, him, Thomas Jane's performance pulling you out uh, or pulling you away from the, the film. This person from Netflix says, one star, this is garbage. I lasted 15 minutes. Thomas Jane's performance is cartoonish and immediately pulls the viewer out of the film. The production design is good, but I'm not interested in watching an animated postcard. So, uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, that huh. viewer was definitely pulled away from his from his performance, which I thought, man, I thought he was excellent. I oh, it, this great. is. I watched yeah. the trailer before. I watched part of the trailer because Netflix trailers are notorious for showing the whole entire fucking, fucking movie. Um, so I stopped yeah. halfway. I didn't realize it was him until I started watching the movie. He does such a good job with this character and so believable for that time period that man, this is like like one of the best I like performances I've ever seen him do. So I don't know, like it didn't pull me out at all, but I just thought it was great. Yeah, no, it was. I, I still really enjoyed it. That was my only negative tick okay. on the movie okay. was him. Yeah. Uh I will say for me though this doesn't make my top, doesn't make my bottom, because I didn't feel like it was much of a horror movie. I mean, you know, it's got Stephen King's name on it, but I don't know. There really wasn't much horror there. Scene with the mom was pretty gross. Rats crawling out of a woman's head. Like, that was pretty fucked up. Yeah, there was a lot of imagery, you know, zombie wife wandering around the house. Yeah, the very end. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff to me. I felt like... uh, I could. That, I sort yeah. of debated that with. I watched it with my wife too, and she really liked it. And I, I mentioned something about it being on you know a list, and she's like, "Well, I'm, she sort of said the same thing. Well, I'm not sure. Is that would you consider that horror? I'm like, well, oh yeah, definitely, it's horrifying. But you got to look at it. You know, it's a period movie, like, and that affects it greatly, like, because there's not going to be a ton of just overt. You know, I'm. I mean, they kill her. And they throw her in the fucking well, and then you see her wandering around. But there just wasn't a lot to contribute to the horror back then, aside from... It reflects to a exactly, simple Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's a pretty simple idea. You know, they murder the wife, and then they just live with it, and it eats at them until they can't take it anymore. I it's mean, like a 1920s version of Super Dark Times. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Less swords and uh, yep. more, you know, strangle is it strangling and smothering, choking. Yep. There was no, yeah, and there was no element of accident at all. It was pre pre planned and predetermined and. Yeah, the manipulation uh, Thomas Jane puts on his son to just like, well, this yeah. is what we got to do, you know? Like we have no choice. Yeah, that's fucked up. I mean, it's... (laughs) Even if he's right, it's fucked up. Are you you saying they're right for murdering the mom? (laughs) No! We've we've all been there when, you know, we're angry at our mothers, but, you know... Uh Well, and I thought... I kind of don't know actors' names. The the actress is really good, too. She's done tons of stuff, but... Even though she, most of her speaking was at the beginning of the movie, you know, just. Yeah, because he's dead the rest of it. 
Yeah, but she does a good job at being dead, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like the, the... I forget the guy's name in, in it, but maybe Harlan, the neighbor, Neil McDonough. I don't know if he's sort of the tall, like, sort of stoic, handsome... Uh, I th- he was the daughter's dad yeah. that, you know, his son married. I, I love that actor. Oh, yeah. I think he's awesome. And he didn't have much of a, a meaty role in this movie, but anytime he pops up, I, I enjoy him. So I agree. There was, And this movie was, you were saying, like, sort of going back to even, like, uh, Happy Death Day is, like, we don't want to call it simple, but this movie is simple. There was, like, you know, it's a simple, it's yeah. just like... Not to compare it again to um, what we were just talking about, but it's like with Gerald's game, it's there's when you when you put it on paper, there's not a whole lot to this movie at all, but it's well it's well done. It's sort of not necessarily a slow burn, but it's it's a movie that just sort of eats at you rather than jumps at you, you know? Right. It didn't make my top top list, but it it's a contender. It's definitely up there. I, I thought it was well done. Yeah. yeah, that one's bumped up. That one got bumped off my list, and yeah, so that's that. Cool, cool, cool. So, what do you think? Maybe, do you guys want to start getting in the list? Yeah. Well, I, I was at least going to say at least a little more rapid fire, less well, in depth. You know, I don't. Well, know. I think maybe we can get into that yeah, when we do the list. Okay. Like, I don't think the okay. list is the end. I think it's just. And then we Touch can drop in yeah. some title. If yeah, there were exactly. any that we talked about on honorable mentions that don't get on someone else's list, you can bring those up, I guess. Yeah, yeah sure. sure. We're at yeah, 216. Not doing oh, too okay. So, uh, let's start with the bottoms, though. That's always fun, <laughs> right? Bottom. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, Brian's back all of a sudden. He's been quiet for an well, hour, and now, you, now I, he's back. I didn't really care much one way or another about Gerald's game, and I didn't see 1922, so I didn't really have a whole hell of a lot to add. I know. No <laughs> chance. Yeah, I didn't get to see 1922 either, and I had to step away during the conversation of Gerald's game, or else I would have put in my two cents, but it's past, so we can move on. So start with you, Brian. I'm curious to know the bottom four. Oh. I mean, I already we're just know gonna the first go through one, all of them. <laughs> Yep. Each person do their whole list instead of going like everyone's five, everyone's four, everyone's whatever. Okay. Well, my number five is The Mummy. And it's not so much a full on hatred because I, like I said, I only have. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I have a really hard time watching movies I know I'm not going to like just for the sake of a list. Like, that seems like a complete fucking yeah. waste of time to me. Because me I too. Ha- I, I have it has very to be by accident. time as it is, and so many movies to cram in. Why would yeah. I watch that? Like, I yes, I know I watch a lot of crap, but I watch fun crap. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, stuff that I... Right. Stuff it has to be I by enjoy. accident right. that it lands so, yeah, exactly. on the... So all that the movies that wound up on this list are all things that I was at least mildly looking forward to and just wound up being really disappointing or really fucking bad. But um, The Mummy... Like I said when we were discussing the Dark Universe a couple episodes ago, there's a lot of stuff to like in it. Like, um, yeah. uh, Sophia Boutella is really good as, as the mummy princess. You know, there's some neat stuff in there. Russell Crowe. Uh, uh, yeah, Russell Crowe. Sorry. <laughs> Forgot his name there for a minute. Uh, is cool as Dr. Jekyll. Um, totally. And 
it's more just a wag of my finger at Universal for dropping the ball on the Dark Universe. Like, have some fucking faith in the material. People want to see these movies for the monsters. We don't need Tom Cruise. Just, just make a goddamn monster movie. Yeah, that's all I ask. <laughs> yeah. Number four is Jeepers Creepers three, and and, yeah. and it has yeah. nothing to do with the ickiness of Victor Sell. No, I, I knew no, nothing about no. that when I saw the first two movies. I'd never seen any of his other movies. Most people did. Same here. Right? Yeah, I'd never seen Powder. I didn't. I'd never even heard of Ghost House at that point, or Clown House, excuse me. Um, so, especially the first one of those, I really liked them, and I was excited for the next one, and yeah, you know, too. kept getting put off and put off, and. Even when the icky stuff came out, I'm like, well, okay, you know, other people besides him worked on this movie. Like, I can, I listen to black metal, who are, you know, a lot of the people in the old school black metal scene, you know, burned down landmarks and murdered each other and, like, beat gay people to death. And, like, mm-hmm. I can separate <laughs> asshole artists from their art to a certain extent. So. Yeah. The Creeper is now some kind of a cult James Bond with, like, a black magic. With a fucking black magic oh, gadget mobile. Oh god, yeah, the this fucking movie truck. is just an incoherent fucking mess. Like calling Yeah, yeah. Calling the characters bad. one dimensional would imply that they have any dimension at all. <laughs> the, the fucking god awful asylum level digital effects and composite shots, like just there was yep. nothing <laughs> good about this movie at all. <laughs> Not really. 100% agree. And I'm with you too. Like, I can separate, you know. Art from the artist? The art from the artist, especially when it comes to this franchise, because I love those two first two movies so much. I remember seeing the first one in the theater and being blown away. Right, because it away. came out when, it, like we were talking earlier about the 90s horror movies on. being so neutered. Like, there was nothing like that coming out at the time, and it was such a breath of fresh uh-huh. air. And I know there's some people who say that the the tonal shift in that movie, when he, once he's revealed to be like a winged monster as opposed to just some mysterious psycho, um, is what kind of ruins it for him. But it only enhanced it for me because I felt like we finally get a new mm-hmm. monster, a new a new mythical creature with its own set of rules and. And whatnots, and and then the when with part two, it only enhanced that by giving us the rules. You know, it feeds every twenty-seven years or, or whatever. So, I'm I was so looking forward to the third one, and and I tried not going in with too high of expectations. Yeah, you know, it was, it's always been kind of doomed. But this one just yeah. threw all those so, rules yeah. and everything built up in the first two movies completely out the yeah. fucking window. What the hell happened? And tried to say it took place right after yeah. the first one, which really bothered me too. Like, it's the next day, and then all of a sudden, you know, this super mega truck can do all these things that was not even referenced at all in the first movie, even though the whole first half of that movie is nothing but dual. Yeah. Right. And that and it works because, you know, and yet all. You just th- assume the creeper killed sorry, somebody yeah. and stole their truck. Like, he didn't build the fucking right. truck. He, he killed someone, stole their trench coat and hat, too. Like, it's just part of his disguise. It's fine. He's a scarecrow. And yet, you could do all these things that, like... That completely impossible. Physically impossible. Like, those metal bars that come down in the back, where do those bars retract up into? Right. You know, it's Not like... Possible. 
it's like three or four inches of the, from the from the top of that to the ceiling of the truck, and yet, you know, six foot long spikes come uh. shooting down. What? Like yeah. it felt like no thought was put into this at all, and like this the the mega spear that would shoot out of the tailpipe <laughs> for what? endless endless lengths of uh-huh. with perfect <laughs> aim. It was. I remember, I remember, maybe it was on the commentary track for part two, or it was an interview on the disc or something. I have to go back and check. I want to find this quote where Victor Silva said that the reason why he created the 27-year mythology for the Creeper is so that we couldn't do a whole bunch of Jeepers Creepers sequels. He wanted to keep it one or two films and that'd be it. So I feel like this is the third the, the fir- third film is him really saying, okay, yes, now I'm finally going to kill this franchise. Because that's what it <laughs> fucking does. I think I'd be okay with the truck doing stuff, but it was just so poorly executed. I mean, it was if, so if he the had top. rigged just was, a couple The truck of, was a bigger character than right. the Creeper. If he had just rigged a couple of security measures, like if there was... You know, he he just like welded a bear trap somewhere in the cab that if someone fucked with it, it would like snap on their arm or something. Okay, fine. But all the ridiculous like physics defying stupid shit, and he had a or he can drive it by right. standing now, on it. What the fuck is that about? Yeah. What? So, so now the truck <laughs> it's is almost as the if death truck. Yeah, yeah like yes. it's, it's like it's its own <laughs> being, like its own sentient being. <laughs> Because it's it's shooting that spear out with no, I mean, there's not there's nothing that trips that spear. It yeah. just happens. So it's like the truck is willing to, is is doing that, and it's obviously driving on its own. Because like you said, the creeper's standing on top of the truck. Fucking hate the truck. I love the truck in yeah. the first movie, well, it's and not I hate the same now. goddamn truck either. So that doesn't really help things any. No, that's oh, true. But, yeah, and. You know, we knew the Creeper had a weapon, because I think even in the first one, he has that little ninja star thing, but it looks organic. Like, you could kind of assume that you could imagine him, like, Uh down in his lair, you know, pulling a couple of his teeth out or a claw Uh or something and, like, extruding some of whatever it was he plastered those corpses all over his lair with and, like, kind of gluing it to get, like, it's some kind of organic thing. But, like, all the things in the truck are these, you know manufactured metal gadgets like you said with the spear and that it's just ugh, so stupid and what about the thing with the freaking severed hand and like you touch it and you could see shit but that right. goes nowhere oh my god I'm getting pissed <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then it's the the big return of the girl yeah yeah uh-huh. I, I I just heard someone, and she's in the freaking opening credits too. Gina Phillips, the star of the first movie, is supposed to be back in this movie, and she's all she is is just there at the freaking end narrating it, which that narration doesn't even happen through any of the rest of the movie. <laughs> Setting us up for another sequel nobody wants. Yeah, if you didn't watch it, don't, it's bad. Did anybody else watch it besides the no. three of us? No. Don't. <laughs> yeah, uh, seriously, no, I, don't. I, I saw it for like, free and I wanted my money back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not good. Oh, it's so, just poor so disappointing. And like, I can forgive the shitty CGI. Yep. But it is really shitty CGI. It's a bit, yeah. Um, I'll I can forgive okay. it as long as the story's still good. <laughs> yep. And it it's just not. It wasn't. No. 
There's nothing, literally, I can't think of a single thing that's redeemable about this movie. I mean, the Creeper makeup still looks pretty... But it was so cheap that they couldn't even afford the the little animatronic that makes his little predator wing things flip out. Like, it was just just a mask. (laughs) Oh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh The whole five seconds the Creeper's in the movie... And then they, they, they set up the, 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 oh, the well they set up like the anti demon battalion SWAT team of like special forces cops oh, yeah. that nobody explains why they're there or what Yeah. Okay. And they set it up and again poor and again yeah. it goes nowhere because they just basically gun themselves down. Because the freaka truck is super mega bulletproof. Ricochets. Oh, and it drops little. Um, I forgot about it dropping little um, grenade <laughs> right. all over the all over the ground too. Uh, okay. What <laughs> the hell? Like I'm, I'm. I seriously think he purposely did this. He no. purposely did this to sabotage and destroy, destroy, keep the franchise and from going see, that further. Is, seems to me is such a missed opportunity because that whole twenty-seven years thing means it would be really, really easy to have a future sequel in space. <laughs> we need Creeper in space. I'd st- as bad as this one was, if they did Creeper Four in space, I would totally watch it. Sounds like his <laughs> truck's already a spaceship, so yeah, might as fucking well be. Yeah, I know, right? That's how that's how it, it opens. Explain something. Like, opens the same way as Aliens with a salvage vessel picking up the truck, floating. <laughs> no, it opens. It opens like the end of uh, Back to the Future, where it's like roads. We don't need roads, and then the. <laughs> the truck sprouts wings and flies, flies off, off into, into the air like the van at the end of Christmas Evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't even need wings. Just fuck you, physics. We're going to space. Because <laughs> we already said fuck you, physics, right. throughout this whole movie. Yeah. All right. Okay, so what What was yes. that? Number four? Number three okay. is Leatherface. Yeah, I was worried that's going to probably show up on a lot of people's lists. I was I didn't expecting this it, one to... But... I, I, I still have a feeling it might pop up on somebody else's top list, considering the reaction my Facebook, Facebook yeah, posts. Maybe. <laughs> Stay tuned, motherfuckers. <laughs> I want to slap the taste out of the filmmakers' mouths for how clever they must have thought they were pulling that idiotic goddamn switcheroo halfway through the oh movie. Oh my god. Where the big mute kid that you're clearly supposed to think is leather That was awesome! No. You're supposed to think this big <laughs> mute Why? Because it didn't go the way you thought it would? Because it was, it was, awesome. it was just annoying. Okay, so oh. the, the big kid, who I, through the first half of the movie, I'm thinking like, they're for this being his movie, they're not giving him much to do, and that's kind of annoying. And then he dies, and I'm like, wait, what? Oh, you have got to be fucking kidding. Yeah, yeah. The head of that state-run kids home says at one point that the kids will probably go to prison next year, meaning they're almost 18 years old when they escape. So we're supposed to believe that that scrawny, short little motherfucker, at an age when most people are usually done growing, somehow in the event you know, after the movie, after the credits rolled, underwent a six-inch, hundred and fifty-pound <laughs> growth spurt that turned him into a pre-verbal hillbilly murder tank just because he's a Sawyer. <laughs> so it's his destiny. Fuck that shit. That's he not a. He hasn't started eating human that's, meat. Yet. That's not a human meat will do that. That too. is just bullshit. That is lazy bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, we still all really love each other. It's good. <laughs> well, if Jason didn't make the movie. I'm not mad at him for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a story we didn't even need in the first place. I mean, the whole... I mean, didn't we already have a, a prequel for Leatherface? The Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw, the beginning? Yeah, or? prequel to the yeah. remake. Well, I've, I've given up... I've given up faith a long time ago about there ever being any continuity in the Texas Chainsaw yeah, franchise. Just, that prequel was because, the remake, though. It had this is this is supposed to be like yeah. I uh, mean, Drayton and Nubbins are characters in this one. This is like, but that's good. the thing. The next movie's gonna the next movie could totally recon all of that. I mean, they they announced that we ha- we're the, ha- the next we one have is s- a reboot, completely starting over again. Why? See. <laughs> Because that's this franchise, apparently. I mean, how many movies are in this franchise? And there's only, like, three or four that have any connection True. with each other? I mean, there, like, were, there were a few good, like, kills in this movie. The, but, the gore was good, but it just felt completely yeah, some good gore. soulless. Like, it was yeah, just there exactly. for its own sake, but they weren't, like... If you're going to have a... You can tell when a movie's really gory and the filmmakers are just, like, reveling in it. And this felt like it was just added because it was expected. Like, they didn't really care about what they were doing. The whole thing just felt kind of cold. Like, I don't know. It, the whole thing it, was, like, a setup for it's that really, clever thing they, they thought was clever, which wasn't clever at all. Basically. It's really tough, too. It's really tough, too, when you're when you're like monsters or in this case future monsters are your protagonist in the movie that's always hard that's always a difficult thing to pull off for me anyway but i mean i i still had fun with the movie and like the bit oh i i I, I just the stuff in the third act i thought you know when he gets back to the house and everything i thought all that was pretty fun and that like well uh, talking about the gore being cold like the part where the it's basically like a brief little nod to necromantic. What was the purpose of that other than showing you that these two secondary characters oh. were scarier than our theoretically main villain? I, and then what the hell is with Stephen Dorff's character, who at the beginning of the movie has a very legitimate reason to hate the Sawyers, <laughs> but suddenly halfway through he becomes William Forsythe's character from Devil's Rejects. Like, oh, he's a corrupt cop who, who hates teenage delinquents and and runs down kids to hunt for that prison and then so we're supposed to hate him and then right at the very end of the movie we're supposed to feel bad for him again it's like pick pick a fucking character exactly that's and that's my point too of like it's really difficult to make your bad guys the good guys of a movie and if fucking rob zombie can pull that shit off then these guys should have been able to I don't know. I find it always a difficult thing. And I, I mean, as much as I love Devil's Rejects, I don't necessarily think that he that Rob Zombie completely pulls oh, it off no, either. I'm one hundred because the William Forsythe character in Devil's Rejects is just so forced. I yeah, feel, he's so. but the, but the Firefly family aren't like I I love them from start to finish, and that's the whole point. Like, I just absolutely yeah. do not for one second buy that skinny little kid as Leatherface. Like if you if they were trying to sell him as the hitchhiker, okay, or you know he could have been one or Chop Top, you know if if it had been one of their other stories because he, you know he wasn't a bad actor. 
He could have played right. a different character. I just, yeah. there is no fucking way in hell that guy becomes the six and a half foot tall, 400 pound slaughter machine. It just makes no goddamn sense. Mm-mm. I do like, you know, being a fanboy of, of this franchise, I do like, uh, I do like some of the shout outs to, to some of the other films. Like, they call the hitchhiker character, they call him yeah. Nubbins. Which is like the only ever t- only ever time you've heard that character's name ever been said is part two when it's just Leatherface carrying right. around his corpse. And unless you're a hardcore fan, you don't realize that that's the hitchhiker from the oh, first no. movie. I told when when they said Drayton and Nubbins go out to the barns, like oh hey yeah it's it's the corpse from part two. I mean I I got it because I love yeah. part two. So that's I, actually probably my favorite one of the bunch, yeah. weirdly enough, but. It, other than the original, yeah, it's probably my favorite still as well. Although I'm not the biggest fan of the score of Part <laughs> 2. It's just, it's so jarring. It's a little too jarring for me. But Anyway, that's not <laughs> what we're talking about. Okay, anything else anybody wants to say about Leatherface before we continue on with uh, your bottom <laughs> list? Well, well, my 1 and 2 are both Alien Covenant, and I already went into depth about how much I hate that movie so I guess I probably don't need to spend any more time talking about that <laughs> okay alright so um, Tad what's your what's your bottom list um, mine we already went over Alien Covenant I don't feel as strong of hate as Brian does I just think it was disappointing for what it could have been um, I don't have them in order because I I don't. I have my top ten in order, but the bottom it didn't really make much of a difference. They all were in my bottom. Um, these are all pretty easy. I'll just <laughs> I'll just uh, list them really quick, and then if there's any that you guys wanted to talk about, or if you saw them, which I don't think there's one on here that I don't think anyone. I hope no one else saw. But um, <laughs> I will go uh, Alien Covenant, um, Jigsaw, which I don't know if anybody else saw. Boo to a Medea Halloween. Jesus. <laughs> friend, friend, friend request and flatliners. Those are yeah. my bottom five. Um, I don't even necessarily feel like I need to give friend request or flatliners much time. They just, <laughs> they, I mean, I went in knowing they would suck. I watched them by myself in the theater. There was no one else in the theater during either showing for those. And it, and, you know, I, it's understandably and makes sense that there was no one else in there. Jigsaw was not a horrible movie, but for a franchise that was such a big part of horror for such a long time, to come back after a long layoff and lay a flat egg like like it did, I felt was very disappointing. And Boo 2, I wanted it to at least be stupid funny, and it was just boring as shit. So. I was going to say, I just want to know why you watched Boo 2 on my dear Halloween. Like, because I have, hate yourself that much? I, have, Halloween. I have movie pass, and I see just about everything in oh. the theater. I have that, too, but I also okay. have standards more than you do, apparently. <laughs> that, that surprises me. I, I took, like, a group of, like, five of my friends. We all went after a uh, night at the bar. We were all like, let's go see a movie. And then I was, like, jokingly, hey, we should go see Boo 2. And none of us had seen the first one, but we thought at least it will be, like, laugh out loud bad like like you know really really fucking stupid but it might be funny to my drunk friends and everybody just ended up on their phones because we were the only ones in the theater it was so poorly done 
it's I don't understand how these movies succeed, and it's yeah. it's uh, it, it was unbelievably bad. They they obviously filmed it to be an R-rated movie, and then they decided they wanted to make it PG-13. So they went back and just overdubbed all the swear words, and it looked oh, like Jesus. it was it was like a Japanese movie, cool. like all the all the the dialogue didn't match to the mouths, and they just clearly didn't give a shit. So, some of the some of the oh humor God. was really really fucking dark. Like there's uh. One of the seventeen characters that Tyler Perry plays is an an old angry <laughs> pimp, and it, he just gets his jokes get really dark about how he like slaps women, and there, there's a there's a part where he's like heavily heavily trying to hook up with a girl who's clearly underage, and he makes jokes about her being underage, and it's just like how yeah. how is yeah it was, isn't Tyler Perry like a big Christian filmmaker yeah. like isn't aren't his movies all meant to be like warm and fuzzy Jesus family friendly things? This, so this that's one, a like I weird. said, yeah, it, it it was very jarring because it was I was I was thinking this, this is going to be just really dumb uh, fart and dick humor and <laughs> it was like they're this really dark old pimp who was talking about some some I mean they dropped like a, a ton of n bombs and I'm like is this PG thirteen like. I feel really uncomfortable watching this, and I, I don't. Who's laughing at these jokes about him like molesting a seventeen-year-old high schooler? Like this is fucking weird. So, <laughs> so no, Tyler Perry, your movie's not funny. It's not good. There's no redeeming qualities to it. It was the worst hour and a half I spent in the theater this year. At least with friend requests and Flatliners, they were, they were, they didn't make me uncomfortable. They didn't make me feel like uh, angry that their success, like. I don't understand how these, how how did that movie get made? Go to a theater, succeed enough, and they'll probably do a third one. Like I just don't. There was nothing redeeming about it to me. His movies always make money, but I can totally see how a a group of drunk people could come to the decision that that would be a good idea to go see that. So it, it was like three weeks after <laughs> Halloween, and I was like, we went up to the ticket counter, and I, I said, uh, they know me there because I'm there several times a week, and I'm. I said, you know, oh, Medea Halloween. And she's like, ha, 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 so what are you guys seeing tonight? I'm like, Medea Halloween. <laughs> and, and, and she's like, no one has seen that since no, really. um, at least a week before Halloween. I'm, I'm not sure why it's still here, but are you, do you really want to go see it? And I'm like, yes, give us our tickets to Medea <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> and it was a poor choice. I, I felt like everybody, was, we, were, we were pretty excited to go in and just have a stupid laugh, you know, and it was not that at all. We all sort of left bitter and angry i i must say absolutely the best <laughs> thing to come out of the episode is the the image of drunk tad belligerently demanding he be allowed to see <laughs> I, I the sad part was i was a, i was probably the only sober one there so oh so i maybe maybe they Way to ruin it well <laughs> They, I don't know. I it was my idea, so maybe you know I have no defense. I was the sober one that came up with the idea to go see it, and the, and my drunk friends were like, "Yeah, let's do it." But it, man, don't don't watch it. Not that I have to talk any of you out of watching it, but it's not even worth a fun like. It's not even worth it's. it's In spite right, of yeah, it's not even something that we'll laugh at or with. It was just fucking waste of time. I really liked Flatliners. Yeah, Did you? I thought it was alright. Yeah. Yeah. I, from the moment the trailer came out, I thought the trailer was kick ass. Um, 
I thought the movie was kick-ass. It almost made my list. I felt it. I was. I thought it was I awesome. It was, the whole I felt time. It like it was a waste of talent. There was a lot of really good names in it, and it just didn't do anything for me. It just why yeah. why they remake it with these good people and do nothing with it. Yeah, it was kind of meh. I never really been a big fan of the first one, so I didn't really. What have do you mean, do nothing? Yeah. They didn't. Like I, they just didn't change anything, and they could. I don't know what they could have done with it, but it just felt like oh. Is it pretty much just rehashing? It felt like it to me, but I mean, not. I don't even. I don't even hold. Yeah, the, I don't even hold the original like, to any what? any kind of standard. I don't even like the original, but yeah, I, okay. I love a lot of the cast in this new one, and you know, it's still. It didn't. It didn't offend me in any ways. It was not Boo Two, but <laughs> it's. It it just didn't. It's like why why what am I doing here? I don't know. I, I was watching it. And I just. I was. Why did we need this? We didn't need this, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it was alright, but it didn't impress me. It didn't make either list. It was just kind of in the middle somewhere. Okay. Jason, you can defend it was if you want, Jason. I'm good. I said I said I liked it. <laughs> it's a remake. It wasn't nothing new, but I thought it was entertaining. Friend request just felt like uh, they took every. I was too scared every, to try that. Yeah, it, yeah. I every didn't like cliche it of every modern horror movie, the worst cliches you can find, and put it in the one movie. It was yeah. The, 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 the weird goth girl who draws. Uh, oh, it's just terrible. Stupid shit, and she's uploading it on the social media. It's like everything I fucking hate about <laughs> modern society in the one horror movie. Yeah, and it's got a great it's got a great life lesson. Um, don't be nice to the to the loner, loner <laughs> yep. kid in school, because they'll turn out to yep. put a curse on you. Yeah, so don't befriend that yeah, lonely uh, kid in dark clothing that shops at Hot Topic. Cause oh wait, that, that was all of us. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's like the worst. Of, like, I think he was being yeah. His his sarcasm came off as like clearly a horrible message, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that one was pretty dumb. Like, I kind of liked. I thought they could have done something cool with like the witchcraft and the Black Mirror thing. Although they just stole that from the show Black Mirror, I'm sure. But I don't know. Dumb. Yeah. Like I, the, sc- yeah. the scariest part is that she can't delete her statuses on Facebook. Oh Give me God. a fucking break. Like, I really, I really, <laughs> really, really would have liked. Like it'd be cool for someone to take a movie like this and make it a satire. Good. Oh. Like I think yeah. that lends itself to that because people take social media to the way way brothers. too fucking seriously. <laughs> no, not like fucking Wayne's brothers. Oh. Like straight up like play what it straight and just be, you know like, oh my god, look at the coding, it's all moving, it's crazy witchcraft symbols. Ooh. I don't yeah, know. even the nerd who usually saves the day, he couldn't figure out the coding because the witchcraft was taking over all the computers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, special. It's like they just use technology yeah. to um, conveniently fill every plot hole that they could possibly have. It's like, mm-hmm. well... I guess I guess she's just gonna have to live with these horrible suicide videos on her Facebook because no one can figure out how to delete them off of Facebook, and the, her even her nerdy friend who's trying to hook up with her can't. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, it's just so yeah. We should just move on to something else because it's not worth the time talking about it. I just want to see a, an inversion of that. 
since that's like the new thing in horror is supernatural computer stuff, where the nerdy guy being able to code like completely saves the day because witchcraft and evil spirits are all ancient shit and they know how to work computers even worse than me. <laughs> so that it so that it totally like you can stop them with really boss computer skills because well, it confuses them. <laughs> to, to, to the movie's defense, uh, <laughs> that that nerdy kid only oh. uh, right clicks and it's hits inspect on Google Chrome, which any of us could do right now if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, and bring up the yeah, coding yeah. of the website. That's all he did. It's true. Aww. <laughs> I know that I get it. Like friend requests isn't very good. There is a high standard set in this genre a long time ago when it came to um, say, uh, satanic computers I, and I, I, know, I know no exactly movie's going to compete yep. with evil sp- <laughs> yeah, evil speak yeah. exactly where you're going with that <laughs> <laughs> nothing will ever live up uh, to right, yeah, for, no no I don't know why they keep trying um, but that's still I don't think the dumbest of the uh, theatrical films from this past year well i'll get to that when i get to my list uh was that it for yep, your list Tad? okay terry what about you all right um i'll just start with five friend request um four i had Leatherface. three rings did anyone else watch that nope don't it's fine no there's they like try to it's got leonard it in it, so it has for him it. in it forever but there's like I thought you were pumped Me? for it. Who? You and Terry. I oh. mean... Well, I like the franchise, but I've heard nothing but bad I things, like so the it first American scared one. me away. The second one, all I remember is that there were deer. And then this one... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, um, it's just dumb. Like, they try to... Like, there's a okay. hidden video within the video that people didn't see before. And... This girl, like, they they have, like, this chain going. You know how, like, if you create a videotape in this one, you create a copy of the file, and that saves you. And they keep passing it on. Like, there's this giant chain in college. and Oh, now they just break the rules, and it can be a file and not an actual VHS tape. But then there's, like, this girl. She is like, oh, we have to go save her and set Samara free. And then she, like, gets reborn in the girl, and that's the end. I don't think curses work that way. I don't think curses care too much about keeping up with modern yeah, technology. It was, so, it was a possessed freaking videotape. It should it, stay and a it was freaking at possessed a certain videotape. point, but then it morphed into, yeah. So you said there, there's, a, you, there's another video embedded in the original video, you said? Yeah, there's a hidden video in the video oh, that okay. you've watched before. So they missed a great opportunity <laughs> for a tagline. Evil has picture in picture. Oh, <laughs> nobody from like you're in the yeah, wrong business. Nobody, buddy. Uh, t- Twenty-five years and younger remembers picture in picture. So, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same people who uh, who don't remember. Video I will tapes, say yeah. the one redeeming thing that I really love out of the Ring um, franchise would be in like Japan, where they brought out Samara to throw the opening pitch of a baseball game. Yes. Have you, yeah. have you guys yeah. seen that? That's funny. Yeah. Yes. That's probably the best yeah, thing to ever awesome. come out of the series. It's best just so awesome. That was part of the marketing for Sonic. Sonic versus Sonic. 
Did you call it Sudoku? Did you call it? That's, now that's the next movie. Is, that's the yeah, next verse. Yeah. With a book of Sudoku puzzles. Like, God damn it, I don't understand. <laughs> How was that movie? Um, but yeah. So I I hadn't seen it. Brian, did you see that one? The Sonic Oh yeah, the it's, a, one? it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous, but it's so much fun. I, I really one. like that one. And it's on Shutter, I think. Yeah. I keep meaning to watch it, but got so kind of burnt out on J on J horror ghost. It's just movies, like so. yeah, the whole stringy-haired ghost girl thing got real old real quick. I, like, I absolutely love the first, the original Ring. That is a great goddamn. Oh, me movie. too. And after that, it's like eh, whatever. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, that Sadako versus Kayako one is so fucking silly. It just it's so much fun. What they should do is okay. here. Here's here's my pitch for the next Ring movie. Uh, there's an infected file that people are putting up on torrent sites, and when Jason sends them through email to his podcast members, it, <laughs> they die one by one from downloading them. How about that? Um, no, because <laughs> that's us, dude. If they finally get out he's of this only, loop. He's only going to send them to on me because I don't like any of the recording movies that he likes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you wouldn't be able to open the file anyway, Brian. So you're safe. And to, and to be fair, since like no one else in this group watched it, we would all be alive. So it's just <laughs> Terry's the only one that died. Playing with backfire. Aww. Sorry, Terry. <laughs> continue with your list, please. Yeah. Before you do die, we have a lot more lists to go through. So yeah, so, please continue. So number two. Uh, Kuso, I think Mike didn't. You try to watch that one. <laughs> you tried to get me to watch that. You asked me if it yeah. was good, and I just Tricker. said vague things. You should watch it. Yeah, yeah you tried to pull a mic. And I know. It didn't work I tried on to him. pull it on yeah. both of you guys. I'm like, yeah, you guys should should watch that together. Yeah. Do it. Well, sadly, I started watching it before you pulled that. Yeah, nonsense, I know. So. But- and then, and then I'm like, I watched 20 <laughs> minutes of it. I have to finish it. It took me three settings to you get through the get whole through freaking it, thing. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. This movie, like, I don't even know if I can technically say it's bad. It's just... Can you technically even say it's a movie? It's like all segments, and it's like super fucking weird and artsy, and I think everyone who made this movie was fucking high. And it's just, it's weird. And I don't understand. It was a Shutter it's, exclusive, it, which is why I watched it. Yeah. It's as if Troma okay. made Amazon Women on the Moon <laughs> okay. with no humor, no jokes, and no coherent stories. Yeah. Basically. I mean, there's like a giant poop plant. In a swamp. Don't say things like that. Brian's back in. <laughs> That's like all. Pretty much all I remember is the big poop plant. And then there's like there's some. I mean, there's it. some really yep, gross out things in there though. Like there were a few segments, like maybe one in like a doctor's office or something. There were some that were they like made me want to puke. See, and here's the thing, like. If you take like an ABCs of Death, right? Twenty-seven little mini films, you do, or twenty-six. I don't know my alphabet. Um, I thought you were counting the wraparound. You had it until you. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, there's no time for things to be drawn out and boring. Yeah. So you think 
a film like this that's literally just like skit after skit, segment mm-hmm. after segment, that would be the same thing. But shit is so fucking drawn out yeah. and boring. Like the like the bald kid that goes to the school and it's like exciting. and he farts so he gets kicked out of class or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And what? It just tastes fucking ever. He's just walking along the freaking <laughs> water and he comes across that like whatever the fuck and and then it's like then it moves on to the next segment. I'm like, what was the fucking yeah. point of that? Why did I watch all that for that long? <laughs> I mean, it could be nonsensical and and bizarre like that, but don't draw it out to the point where I'm like, what was the point of yeah. me watching that? If you're going to show me something avant-garde like that, show me something avant-garde and move on so I don't have to dwell on it. <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking weird. Do not recommend, yeah. unless you just... No. I don't know why you would watch that. Sure. Um, but anyway, my number one is... The Bye Bye Man. <laughs> oh my yes, god! That's on my list too, and that's the one I was saying. The I think is the, one. get me to watch that. The, the oh dumbest god, theatrical. So yeah, that's dumb. way dumber than Friend Request. There's baby talk in this movie. There's dialogue that's literally baby talk. <laughs> like, but the whole, the whole. I just hate movies like this where the whole premise is that. Oh, you know his name. So if you say it or you think it, he'll get you. Like, okay. But at the end of the day, who is he? Where does he come from? What are any of the rules? None of it. It just didn't make any sense. And what is with that freaking, you know, bratwurst blown up in a microwave-looking dog thing of his? The yeah, Bye Bye I Man's know. pet dog that looks like a freaking hot dog that was in the microwave too long with four like, legs. Literally, just convenience rules for the pills. Only, the yeah, only one thing in this whole movie that I remember or at all enjoyed was they had one of those scenes where it's in a dark room and they have, you know, like the inanimate object, like a coat turns into something. Like there was one of those, and I fucking hate those. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's scary. And then the rest of the movie sucks. It's it real so bad. bad. And it even has, like, Faye Dunaway in it. Like, how sad for her. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. See, this yeah. is exactly the kind of thing I was talking about where I find it hard to watch movies I know I'm not going to like for the sake of a list. I avoided this one like the plague because it's exactly the type of thing that yep. I cannot stand. Yep. But now you're telling me... That there's a bratwurst monster in it. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and I kind of want to no, watch it no. just to see what the bratwurst monster looks like. No, you don't. It's not really a bratwurst no, monster. No, you don't. He's making it sound better if bad than it is. <laughs> If bad CGI pisses oh, you okay, off, okay. then this this dog is going to piss right, you off. Mind. It is the worst... It's the worst hairless freaking CGI creature I've ever seen. <laughs> It's supposed to be his dog, but like, why does he have a dog? And why does it look like, why does it look like, a, you know, some kind of demon dog? And it, none of it, none of it is explained or makes any sense. The only rule is that you can't say his name because if somebody else hears their name, they're gonna die too. And but like, there's no rules to the death. It's not like again with the ring where you're yeah. gonna die in seven days. It's just no, everyone it, who just knows who he is has to die. 
It's just yeah. Dumb. So it could be uh, tomorrow. It could be twenty years from now. Who knows? Yeah, I'm glad. I don't know no. why I didn't immediately think, oh, it's going to be bad CGI, but I, that didn't occur to me. So yeah, no, you you shut me right back off on it again. <laughs> <laughs> you could just Google the sausage monster. Oh. I'm sure that won't bring up any weird results. <laughs> <laughs> It is so bad, and it is so poorly written too. Because again, I, 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 because so there's the whole thing that goes on in this movie is you can't say his name because if somebody else hears it, they're part of the oh curse now too. And the whole thing. And so, so they, so the main character talks around the guy's name so much. The bye bye man's name. First of all, bye bye man. That sounds like baby talk right ever. there. But it just comes off as so poorly written dialogue because he he talks around the the name so much that it just it comes off as like you know dialogue I would write. It's, it's just it's so dumb. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Like the only reason, like the whole premise of the movie is that at the beginning they show p- this guy like killing everybody with a shotgun because they. That was a pretty bad yeah. scene. Yeah, I mean, I like, cool. cool, this is intriguing, it's like, it's at just, the beginning, and you're like, yeah. why is he murdering people? It's because they know the bye-bye man, they know his name, so he murders everyone that knows his name, and then kills himself. I'm like, oh, okay, and then the whole it's reason over. that it comes back up is because someone had written his name in, like, the bottom of a drawer in an old house. But wasn't it that guy? The guy that was killing right. everybody? So he's the fucking idiot, you know, because he didn't even follow his own rule. Dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. Dislike. But who was that guy in the beginning, though? He I don't familiar. remember. You can't, don't say his name, guys. All right. <laughs> anyway, good, good guy let's guy. move on to another bottom five. Yeah, that was all that yours? Was number, my number one. Okay, so um, Dustin, you have ten. Uh, I'll be uh, super quick. Um, I did have them rated uh, number ten, a cure for wellness. I just thought it was boring. Uh, not a very good story. Uh, number nine, uh, forty-seven meters down. Uh, we already talked about that. I already kind of explained what um, I didn't like about that. Uh, eight. I was kind of feel kind of bad after we started talking about it. Uh, Leatherface is my number eight. There's some good things there, but I feel like if they just made a few more changes, it wouldn't have made my bottom uh, ten, but it, it wouldn't have made my top ten. Uh, just some, I don't know, like, I, I, it was really unrealistic how they all fit in that dead cow, uh, <laughs> like, and it was like a, I don't know, Hermione's purse from Harry Potter or something, but like, Very true. it just, <laughs> I forgot about that scene. Like, that really, like, oh. They were all in there? Like, it was just, it kind of, like, really took me out of it. Have you ever climbed inside <laughs> of Jack House? By all the changes, you mean an entirely different movie. <laughs> okay, I laughed really hard when they're uh, breaking out of the sane asylum, and this guy in a wheelchair just shoots out the fucking window like a bullet, and it's just like, where, where did that come from? Like, it was so funny. I'm like, okay, maybe I might like this, but then it just uh, didn't go down the right roads. Uh... <laughs> Number seven, XX. I think it's the only anthology movie I watched uh, horror-wise the entire year. These these were just terrible stories. I felt bad because there's. Uh, I felt like this was going to be a great thing for like um, you know women directors and you know having their own 
uh, avenue and creating, you know, these stories and putting them together. And, you know, uh, I just, it was not good. None of them were good stories. To me, anyway. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it was hit and miss for me. There were, I think there were a few I liked. It's been a little bit since we watched it. Yeah, I thought there was... I thought there was a few that I like, but honestly, right now, I can't remember any of them. They're bad. They're all bad. Uh, <laughs> number six, might be some controversy with this one, uh, Split. Um, I did not think... I, Whoa. I'm sorry. What? This is a misstep from M. Night. I thought the Grandparents movie was great. I just want to let you re- remind you that I am not a, a hater of M. Night. The Visit, you mean? I, the, oh, yeah, yeah, The Visit, yes. I loved The Visit. I thought Split was kind of like a step down from that. And I had to stand up. That's that's how you got me riled up now. (laughs) He's standing right now. Uh, We can get into that a little bit later. Uh, Let's get through these. Uh, uh, Number five, House on Willow Street. This movie is just garbage. Like, there's just... Oh, thank goodness. No story. Um, (laughs) There's nothing explained, really. There's nothing scary about it. I just, like Brian, uh, I should have just did the thing where it's like, I know this is going to be bad, and I shouldn't have just watched it, but I did anyway. Uh, Might be some controversy with number four, uh, Creep 2. You guys already knew that I didn't like Creep 1. Creep. I just sat back down. Creep 2 is worse. (laughs) I have to stand up again. Uh, it's, oh, it's somehow they managed to make it more boring, uh, uh, worse dialogue, <laughs> and even a worse ending. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, hey, you know, the, I I love. Um, I can't even think of his name uh, right now. Mark Duplass. Uh, yes, Mark he's so good. He's such a good actor. And like mm-hmm. this is his oh, yeah. and his brother's movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it should be good. It's not. Uh, number three, and you might might not recognize these last three. Uh, maybe you will. A uh, three, clinical. This was a Netflix release. Just absolute yeah. fucking garbage. Just oh man, it's just that's it, like all these reviews I've been reading from one stars. Like like they're all like, don't do it. Wish I had my life back. But this is definitely one of them. Uh, number two, <laughs> don't kill it. Just because Dolph Lundgren is in oh. your movie, that's it. Make it good. Uh, the beginning of this movie starts out balls to the fucking walls. What happened? Oh, Dolph Lundgren happened, and a shitty story happened. Like that's ugh. I liked it, man. It's it's made by the same guy who did Big Ass Spider, Mike Men Mike Mendez, and I don't know. I felt like he did the same thing for you know shitty sci-fi channel giant CGI spider movies. That he, you know, I thought he did the same thing for that that he did for like you know, demon possession movies with this one. I thought it was, I thought it was just like nonsense yeah, gore fun. To me, it played you know? like a feature length version of one of like the first couple of seasons of Supernatural, like one of the fun monster of the week episodes. Like it, yeah, it, yeah, everyone seemed to be having a good time. I love Dolph Lundgren, so like yeah, I, I, I do too. D- didn't I didn't make my list of top movies but i enjoyed it um and then my number one uh another i think this uh i think this is another netflix uh movie be afraid um just it i thought it was supposed to be a movie about sleep paralysis and uh being um tormented while you were in sleep 
paralysis? No, that's nothing to do with this movie at all. It, it says I it in the description. Another, oh, I think there's another one that's like that. that but it has, sense. don't get me wrong, this Be Afraid has it's sleep paralysis, the, but there's also... This, okay. I was just saying, is this the one where it's like the the reason behind the things you see when you have sleep paralysis is like the ghosts of people coming back to and they one point they go into a cave and there's some monsters that they don't really explain. Yes, that's yeah. exactly it. I wish it yeah. was more about sleep paralysis. <laughs> and, uh, these monsters, we don't know where they come from. We don't know why they are. Uh, we know that there's kids been sacrificed to these monsters, but we don't know why. And yeah. it's just absolutely ridiculous. I, I Man, these last, the one, two, and three here, I really wish I had back to put into movies that I didn't get on my list. But if, if you're listening, please don't. Please don't. Yeah. Not these I, last three. It's so bad. That one actually was going to make my list, but I couldn't remember any of the actors who were in it, and I forgot the title. <laughs> but yes, that was <laughs> fucking awful. So he does have five now. Good. <laughs> yeah. That's my top... That's my bottom ten. Okay, Jason. And he vows oh. for it to be less next year. <laughs> yeah, that's part of his New Year's resolution. Yeah. Okay, my number five is basically just because I couldn't find any more because I like most of them that I watched, but Cold of Chucky. Yeah. On your bottom five, right? Yeah. It was in oh. like, it was my best, least liked, you know. Like, so you didn't hate it, but you it's still not that had I to hated it, five. but I didn't think it. Was it's that good? Okay. Y'all Did you watch saying? the uncensored version? Or the net? Uh, the uncensored version is pretty brutal. I think I watched ne- yeah. I think I just watched I the really Netflix. liked it. I think that's where I watched it. it I mean, it. it's no like- seed of Chucky, but... <laughs> oh, shut your face. There we go. Well, that's the thing. That's why I'm loving this franchise, the direction it's taking now, and I can't wait for another Chucky movie because... It, it, these last two movies, I feel like they're working really hard to try to make all the movies fit into this mythology. Uh-huh. And that moment when, um, uh, his hands? the the Fiona female oh. Tiffany, t- t- oh. when Tiffany shows up uh-huh. and everybody recognizes her as the actual actress, I'm like, that is a total nod to yeah. see to Chucky because that's the whole plot of see to Chucky. I loved Curse. So when they figure out how to work Glenn into yeah. it, and, oh. and it still makes sense, then I'll be like, oh wow, this, these guys are genius. Anyway, go on. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. I, I, don't, I didn't think it was that bad, but I don't think it was... This. Multiple Chuckies was weird, Not right? As as that's, what, that's what did it, it was for weird. me. I liked it, but like when that part came up, I'm like, ah, okay, tone it down a little bit. <laughs> uh, number four... Uh, the Void. I really wanted to like it, Ooh. but it was it was just kind of too I slow. I didn't love it either. And and I wanted to because it's monsters and it's indie and I I liked all this stuff, but man, I just I just I don't know. It was hard. Okay. I think maybe you'll like it, Mike. But now you a, said the magic word though, slow. And if you find a movie too slow, well, I, I just slow don't. and hard to follow. I don't know. The cool stuff was cool, but I don't know. Uh, number three, Jeepers Creepers 3. Sucked. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I wasn't uh, positive. Uh, oh, I should have probably rated that this lower than that. Uh, the 
Number two, the Institute. That was kind of that was James bad. Franco yeah. directing. Oh yeah, I started watching it and fell asleep. Okay. Yeah, it was just kind of a turd. Like, okay. I don't know. I just, I'm like, Boy, it was boring, and, and and not. That's probably why I fell asleep. It was like, period movie, but like, s- s- just like cheap enough that it was like way obvious that this wasn't done very well. I don't know. I I just it was hard to take in because I'm like, well, James Franco, fucking. I mean, I, I, I like the guy and a lot of the things he does, mm-hmm. and or he directed it. I thought, yeah, and yeah. stars in it, he, yeah. and he let all that stuff happen that wasn't good. <laughs> so it just was confusing. I'm like, is I this, mean, is bad he makes some odd choices sometimes because he has an English sure. degree, so he delves into some of the weird kind of. Oh. And that's what it. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a pet project that. Someone should have told him that wasn't a good idea. And he's James Franco and had money and just kind of made his own thing. And he probably shouldn't have because, I don't know. So does that go back to the talk earlier of too, of, uh, well, too I think much it, control? Yeah, not enough editors, <clears throat> but I don't think it had enough money to be as good as he thought it was going to be. Hmm. I don't know. I was disappointed. Remember that or is this something that he, you know. And that, the acting wasn't. Oh, yeah? Uh, it mm-hmm. just wasn't as... Fake mustache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Accents all over the place. Number one. <laughs> I-, I thought about being mean, but I'm just going to say it is residue. <laughs> I felt tricked. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was going to wind up on your bottom list. God damn it. God it's damn in it, my I top hated list. It. Surprise! <laughs> I know, I know it is, and that's fine. I and I, I can, I can totally see why. And I want to know why you did. I totally can. I'm, I'm very curious to find out exactly why you didn't like it. Uh, help me, Mike, because you're on this page too. Yeah, so it's, front. it's on my we'll, bottom. We'll be friends with Brian for a second, th- <laughs> and tell him why this movie's well, bad. Well, this is all just to get back him for Leatherface, right? <laughs> right. Okay. So, well, no, that's uh, why I didn't want to say anything. I just feel like it's residue. Let's move on. No, uh, I just didn't understand the point of any of it. It was a little too smart for me. <laughs> I guess. I guess. It's... Too smart for me too. It just it all felt just so utterly pointless. You know, and it was it got really slow at times because I was I was invested for the longest time, like when um, Max Hendrum gets his head blown off and he keeps talking and he keeps talking and it cool and his and his character keeps coming back as just like this stub of a head with a with the tongue hanging out and he keeps you know talking through the movie I, I loved that shit, um, and. Uh, the scene in the, the that little fight scene in the closet with the monster? No, no, oh. no, no. In the uh, earlier on when um when he's getting chased because he's got the package and they and that other guy, him and the other guy has that in like fight in yeah. the garage. Oh, that's yeah. where it was. I thought that was a kick-ass scene. I loved that scene. I loved the weird the weird um relationship between those two guys. They kind of like they kind of team up but they don't like each other, but they Act like they like yeah. You know, I just I don't know. I think it it mostly weird. came down to I couldn't follow it. Yeah, but then when it, when he gets the book back it. to his back to his 
place and starts to read it, it just at that it's, point I'm just like, so this doesn't make any goddamn me, sense. Like, yeah, it felt really overwritten. I yeah. just couldn't follow it. It was too smart for its own good. And I just didn't see any point in any of it. The only thing I got out of any of it was the relationship between him and his daughter. And if that's the whole point of it, I feel like um, like they wasted so much time <laughs> and so much by it. If it definitely feels like an overly smart John dies at the end, without as much fun as what John dies at the end has. Because, like, shit doesn't make sense, and there's so many questions at the end, and I don't understand the point of the book or and any of it. that's what so. I liked about it, but I'll get to that when we get to the top lists. Okay. All right. Well, that's mine. So you're left. Okay, so my bottom five um, should hopefully go pretty quickly, because I think all of them have been said at this point, well, except for one. So number five was, was Residue. Uh, number four was Prevenge. Sorry, <laughs> I could not get into that movie. Uh, probably because I have a penis, I would assume. Oh, um, Mike. And we have just lost every female listener. Well done, Mike. <laughs> well, no, I actually was listening to another podcast that had that has, has a major. It's kind of like our podcast has a majority um, male cast, but and and they had one female on. They were talking about super dark times, and she couldn't get into super dark times because she felt. It was more on a guy, a teenage guy perspective. No, I, I get it. And so they they yeah. said, well, we had the same kind of discussion, but only opposite several months earlier when we talked about Prevenge. The guys didn't get Prevenge because it was more written for a female perspective. No, I, I get so, it. I was just giving you shit. I've, it obviously didn't right did make my bottom list, but as you, you might remember from when he did the woman director's episode, I didn't really like it either. It, it, well, I didn't think it was awful. I just did not give me what I thought it was going to give me. Yeah, same here. So, uh, Number three was uh, Kozu. Number two, Bye Bye Man. And number one, Jeepers Creepers 3. And Jeepers Creepers 3 beats out Bye Bye Man only because I like the franchise so much and it really hurt my feelings on how bad part (laughs) Jeepers Creepers 3 was. Okay, so, the bottoms are out. So, we've bottomed out. So... Uh. Uh, let's get go to, to the positive. What's that? Let's get to something positive. Yeah, let's get positive. Let's do the top ten. Who wants to go first? Don't know. Jump at once. We're scared. Uh, let's go. We're scared. What's that? Oh, well, we'll start with you then, Dustin, since you <laughs> you talked first. Talk That's what you do. Yep. Uh, number ten. It. Thought it was solid. Um. Got a lot of praise. I felt like it it had to be on the list. I mean, it's the biggest horror movie in a long-ass time ever. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Number nine, Get Out. I just thought it was solid as well. Uh, Not really a horror movie, I thought, but just, I mean, it's... And see, when I say that, I get in trouble because it, <laughs> uh, it, it was it was good. Um, def- there is horror elements. As Jordan Peele himself said, it's not a horror movie; it's a documentary. It's a documentary, <laughs> or it's like a uh, you know, social thriller or whatever you want to call it. Um, number eight. The he said what's the T that? word. You said the T word. I did. I did. I said thriller. Oh yeah, you Thri- hate that thriller. <laughs> It's I been do. a long time. I'm sorry, Mike. 
Welcome back to the show. <laughs> uh, number eight, The Belko Experiment. That movie was just badass, fun, right? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. It was a good time. Like, Gory. there's nothing to you, know, you just pop it in and just have fun with it. Uh, number seven, The Void. I just thought it was cool. I thought it was like a lot of throwback to like um, John Carpenter's The Thing with some practical effects there. And I didn't really like the story much, but just on like the effects alone, just kind of won yeah, me over. Sure. Yeah, the effects yeah. were awesome. Um, and I didn't like. I just didn't think the story was that cool. Uh, they should, probably should have just had you know be less of a story and just more just freaky shit. Um, number six. <laughs> And I'll see what happens here. Death Note. <laughs> I like uh, it. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Man. it. Yeah, yeah. I like a lot it. Of, oh lot my of hate gosh, on the internet, you should though. see it. Yeah, but I've never seen I've the never anime. Seen the anime. So. I have never read the manga, but I have a lot of friends who have are big into yeah. both, and they hate it. They are. It's just they have completely yeah. just destroyed this movie, and. I was able to go into it fresh. I guess what? And it was yeah. good. It, it was bad. not bad. And you know what? It was it's, good. A, it's a it's a um, I had a lot of fun with it. Adam Wingard, is that right? Like Win Wingard. It's oh, it's yeah. his movie. Oh, it was. It's his movie. Like it's an Adam movie. It's not like this was for uh, the, that fan base cuz it, it was, was not, not for, for them. them. And he made it in his own vision and you can tell that that's what it is and i really enjoyed it and i think the the the, the campy yeah. death scenes are <laughs> excellent <laughs> like just you know the shit that happens in that was really cool i'm right there with you it's not on my list but i really enjoyed it uh, i thought willem dafoe is awesome as riak i, yeah, I find so it good. bizarre that Be anime perfect. fans are whining about violent death scenes because have you fucking seen any anime Jesus. Oh, right yeah and uh <laughs> I've, I've only seen the first points? episode of the anime. As some, I really liked it, and I need to get back to it. But um, just drawing comparisons from that one episode to this, I thought they gave Light a lot better motivation in this movie than they did in the show. Unless more comes to, to, to Light. And more comes right. to Light Light. <laughs> because <laughs> in the show, he is given the book. He, you know, Ryuk explains to him how it works. And then he's like, I'm going to test this out on this random bad person I see on the news right now. And it happens to kill him. And so he goes, oh, I can become a murder superhero. Awesome. Whereas in the movie, it gives the character of Light a much more personal reason because he tests it out on the person who murdered his mom. So it makes way more sense that he takes this power and runs with it, I thought, in the movie than it did in the anime. So... And you'll find a lot yeah. with the people who are into the anime and the manga that if anything is different, anything is different, whether they've done a better job in the movie or not, uh, they're going to hate it. And oh, that's yeah. and I've come to terms with that when people talk about it. And so, I mean, yeah, green assault. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number five, it stains the sands red. I thought this movie was Fuck really yeah. good. Woo! It started off kind of like, eh, I don't know, but it kept getting better and better and better until the end. I'm like, no, don't uh-huh. stop. Please keep going. Like, you need... Yeah, I kind of wanted like, to keep going, I was like, this is where too. it's going to get really yeah. fucking good. And it stopped. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's that's okay. I I, I liked it a lot. Uh, I thought it was really clever. Just the, you know, lady walking through the desert, um, being followed Const- by a yeah. zombie. Oh, so uh, much fun. So great concept. It's different. So it was new. I really, I just thought it was kind of like a, a little 
a breath of fresh air um, with that. And then it got into some 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 cliches that it, that happen in zombie movies, but I enjoy. So it didn't really uh, hinder at all. I just felt like as it went along, it got better and better and better and better. Um, number four. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, hold on, yeah. I want to I touch more on this. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I kind of wish we would have talked about this one earlier. We spent more time on it, but because uh, I love this movie too, and and this one came recommended from Brian, and it actually worked. It actually um, worked. <laughs> the funny thing, no, this but wasn't like a recommendation, on... though. This is a I saw this at Best Buy and thought it sounded interesting, and I said, "Hey, has anyone seen this?" And apparently, you took that as a recommendation, but oh, oh. Well, just your description of it like hooked yeah. me in and and it was totally that. And I agree with you Dustin that like I I could have kept watching and watching and watching, you know, uh, you know, it didn't need to end, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, I would have been happy if she, if she just never got out of the desert, uh-huh. if the movie ended with her n- never getting out of the desert cuz that's my favorite stuff, just that whole time spent one on one with her and this zombie and it kind of almost turns into a um you know, what Stockholm was that called? Syndrome. Oh. Stockholm oh, yeah, syndrome yeah. where she ends up you know, caring for this creature that's trying yeah. to eat her, you know, and the zombie <laughs> and, gets reversed. And it's lur- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And so, oh, I just I had so much fun with it. And it just, it's so clever in some of its um, devices. I like how she uses, um, the life raft to yeah. tie around the zombie so he, he can carry her, her shit. Yeah. And, you know, and at first when the movie started, I'm like, knowing what the movie was going into and i saw you know this woman in skin tight leopard pants and slutty top and you thought these were the first kills of the movie right like i wanted to okay i wanted to blind i I had no idea like oh these are the first two people who die by zombie and then we'll see our main character (laughs) that didn't happen but go ahead well i was assuming this was our lead and the whole time i'm thinking while they're in the car i'm thinking oh my god if i have to follow this stereotype slut vegas woman for an hour and a half i'm gonna kill myself because i hated her from the second i saw her because of of her stereotype but you know what i don't think you could have told the story with a smarter stronger yeah. woman yeah. you, you know what i mean her on the journey and like she was learn. if she already knew how to do all that stuff it wouldn't be interesting but seeing her figure it out is fun now, you're not only watching her learn, but I think like anybody who's just a little bit smarter could have gotten out of that situation a hell of a lot quicker. Yeah. And she's a little bit more complicated than you know she leads on to be about with her uh, son, and then uh, obviously the two yeah, guys that yeah. find her in, after the the dust storm. You know, it's just a terrible thing that you know would probably happen if the world was, you know, the society was breaking down and. And, you know, it kind of builds her character um, to where you're rooting for her instead of just rooting against her. And that's that was that that's kind of what turned the movie around for me, because she runs into those two guys and they they rape her or well, one of them does. And it's like, you know, because when I'm watching the beginning of it, I'm like, it's going to take a lot for me to root for this character. I uh, t- t- but and, and, and obviously rape, rape exactly. shouldn't do that. But I mean, the way they told it and the way they they written it it's just by that time 
I'm already starting to root for her, and then that I'm like, oh jeez, this had to happen. Like, oh god, is she gonna make it out of this? And then you really start rooting for her, like even more. He's like, she's got to get out of this. She's got to make it. She's got to get to that airplane hangar, and she's gonna be all right. And you know, everything she's running into is just you know just one problem right after another. And it's just like I said, it just it just got better and better as it went along. And it's been a long time since I've watched a movie that's just kind of started where I'm like, well, fuck this. And at the end, I'm like, no more. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, you know how much a fan I am of wordplay. I love that the title does not at all mean what you think it means. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's the biggest part. I mean, the zombie is just is finding her because she's on her period, right? I mean, that's the impression mm-hmm. I got. I mean, she's yep. bleeding, and he smells it, and he's just following her. So, I mean, that would that's terrifying in its own right. I just love the concept so much. Just. Middle of nowhere, just... Would she place fetch with the dogs? <laughs> <laughs> or like you're on just on a plane, and like you can't even go to sleep or you die. Like, I mean, you're not... And it's so slow, you know, you're walking, can get away from it, but... It's like if it follows and you're out... The same thing, you're just like you couldn't get away from this impending doom. Yeah. There was no place to really hide, and it's yeah. so cool. Just the one-on-one part. Yeah, that was the biggest part I was invested in. And by the time we get out of the desert, you know, she, she her, you know, she's had that arc. So now you're invested in her. So when it, things happen at the airport, ha- airport hangar, you know, you're still in into it. You know, so yeah, no, great movie, uh, love it. Number four. Uh, I loved this movie. Went into it blind, like I said, most of these I did. Uh, better watch out. This is probably going to be on my yeah. list for next year for um, Horror Christmas. And it was, oh yeah. man, it was so good. And it spun around to something that I wasn't expecting at all because it's following everything. I'm like, okay, I know what this is going to be. And then it turned out to be something that I had no idea what it was going to be. And I didn't know where it was going yeah. next. I love this movie. There needs to be a sequel. Uh, called You Better Not Cry, and it takes place the same night in the <laughs> hospital with the kid. Like, nice. that would, like, like, total Halloween 2, you know? Like, just go that route. Yeah. But I'm sure that the boy in this movie, who is probably on the edge of puberty, is probably already, like, six foot five by now and got, you know, a beard. So that's probably out of the question. But I don't know if we want to ruin this for everybody, but I just so, thought this So was... he turned into Leatherface, is what you're saying. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not quite. I wouldn't say not quite. I, I don't know. It was an excellent. Uh, it was an excellent movie. I, I did not know what to expect, and it kind of blew me out of the wa- water. So, uh, better watch out. Was number four. Uh, and it had both the kids from the visit. Yeah, I, I, was the first kid in it. The main boy. The main boy was the friend. Stoner best friend kid or whatever. Lisp rapper kid. Yeah, yeah, I, I recognize yeah. him. But the other, oh, the girl. Oh, the girl was girl. the girl. The girl was Shit, the main girl. I yeah. Notice that. That's awesome. How crazy to have both those kids in the another <laughs> yeah. movie together. Uh, yeah, excellent. I love this one too. Hell yeah. We're all, I'm, we all agree. <laughs> I'm such a sucker for uh, Christmas horror and. Realistically, this one didn't really have to place take time around Christmas at all. Just the story really right. didn't have anything to do with Christmas, but 
but it also true. But it doesn't hurt it at all. It actually, no. you know, makes it fun. And like you said, um, I watched it with a couple friends, and none of us saw any of it coming. And that's what I, I love when a movie takes everybody by surprise. Like, oh, except Leatherface, we all fucking hate it. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. No, no, Keep just, going. I, I love Keep going. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a fun surprise, and uh, I felt. Everybody yeah. in the movie did. Uh, the performances were really strong. Uh, the, the, it had a lot of funny moments, a lot of holy shit moments, a lot of scares. It had everything I liked, you know, in a movie. So I just we wish we would have seen the impact of the Home Alone paintball or oh, this paint was the can most to the fucked face. up remake yeah. of Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally is. Yeah, I would love to have seen that too. And it's almost like maybe there might have been, who knows? Maybe, we, you know, I watched the Amazon uh, rental. So if there's, you know, I saw the Blu ray at Walmart. Maybe there's some kind yeah. of added scene. I, or I, I watched scene. it on Shudder. And I would assume if there's going to be an unrated cut, they're going to play it. Yeah, you're right. And, it, and since there are other scenes that did not pull the gore punch, I think they did that on purpose to make it more impactful, to let it be like. We're just oh, yeah. gonna let you oh, imagine yeah. how gross this one. Yeah, is. yeah. <laughs> because the the visual of the blood and the yellow paint coming down that looked like pus. Like, yeah, I think that's way yeah. grosser yeah. than any exploding head effect they could have had. So right. Oh, absolutely. Um. So yeah, that was better. Watch out. Sequel coming out. Better not cry. Uh. Number three, which uh really wasn't a surprise. I heard good things. Annabelle creation. Um, I liked the first one. Not too many people did. I thought Annabelle Creation was pretty cool and uh, how they uh, introduced uh, Annabelle and then uh, incorporated yep. that to the to the next movie. And by your silence, I can tell most of you probably hated it. So. <laughs> well, I thought it was perfectly good. I didn't see it because I still hadn't seen uh, the first one. So I didn't I see the know. first one, but I liked. I watched this one and liked it, so I didn't... Yeah. I don't, think you really need to see the first one it was all right <laughs> oh, okay. i mean it is i mean it does happen right. before so you could watch this one but I don't there's know. some cool parts in the okay. first one i really liked so that's that's yeah, oh, yeah that's good i sort of expected this one to to uh not be good and then i started hearing recommendations right. so i checked it out and it didn't make my top list but it didn't uh it wasn't a waste of time i recommend checking it out yeah I uh, felt no. like they did a good job with something that probably that realistically, you know, should not is not something I would necessarily uh, think I would enjoy. And they did a they did a good job of polishing a turd. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's part. That's part of. It's part of a good yeah. series. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for uh, the Conjuring universe, even though this has nothing to do with it. I'm I, yeah. I'm more yeah, and more, uh, and I'm invested in the, yeah. those movies, so I'm going to watch every one of them. Um, number two, uh, Gerald's Game. We already s- discussed a lot about Gerald's Game. I thought that was a solid number two. Uh, number one uh, is Mother. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, Mother! Because it's exclamation point. Um, but <laughs> Mother's your yes, number one. I know one. you guys are probably... Crazy. Holy moly. I, uh, I fucking loved it too, man. Bold. I loved this movie. Oh, I it was this awesome. Movie. I was so into it from the first minute. I don't like... Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, but I, I like um, Javier Bardem. So I, I can't ever say his right Bardem. name. Bardem. Yes, 
uh, I thought the camera, the way this was directed, the way the pacing. Oh, fuck. This, this is how I dream when I'm having a nightmare. Me too. And it, this is, and that's, I was absolutely terrified from the second half uh, to the very end because it was, I, I, it's so hard to explain without giving so much away that, um, gosh, and I don't spoilers know. Spoilers are fine. I mean, just say it. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm sorry. I don't even. I, I don't even know where to start with it because it was. There's this is a ride. The oblivious, the oblivious intrusion that you experience in this movie, uh, yeah. because there, uh, it's Jennifer Lawrence and Javier living in a home out in the middle of nowhere. Somebody shows up. Javier is a poem writer, apparently one of the best ever for some reason. Uh, uh, these people show up and they just kind of, they, they come in and they're just, they're all up in their shit. They're throwing out their laundry and they're, they're, they're just, it's like a, 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 an invited guest who is just completely going, I can't even think of the words Whoa. to say, like just using all your shit and then just not caring about it. Like, it's and it, it escalates and it keeps going and it keeps going to the point <laughs> there's almost like a third world country in a house I and mean, it's just so fucking crazy well the most jarring part for me in this movie is it's not necessarily just that the guests are being so fucking rude but it's that just the juxtaposition between javier and jennifer's characters how like He's just like, yeah, come in, come in, you're welcome. And she's just standing there like, you know, like a normal person. (laughs) And she's just like, why the fuck are you inviting these people into our house without talking to me about this? Don't Like, why are you acting like it's okay? Why is this weird? Why are you being weird like this? Like, it's just very unnerving watching it, for sure. Sink is not bolted. Do not fucking sit on it. (laughs) It was sort of funny. Go ahead. It's sorry. like a, um, it's like a money pit, but a horror movie. Like, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, that was a bad, 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 not Tom Hanks movie. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, I had my brother and his family, and my sister and her family, and like all of my family at my house this weekend for Christmas. And I sort of jokingly told my wife before they were coming over, I'm like, this is going to end like mother. <laughs> and I had no fucking clue how right I was and how, like, my brother has a two-year-old and a four-year-old and my sister has a three-year-old. And they just fucking, like, tore up my house. And, like, I look over and my nephew's carrying, like, a porcelain snowman. I look over and the other nephew's, like, climbing my Christmas tree. Um, I, I go in the kitchen, my brother's eating all of our fucking food, like... They all brought like track snow in my living room. I'm like, holy shit, this is this is mother. And my wife had to like go in the other room and just like chill out for a while before she murdered somebody. And when I saw the movie, I was like, this is literally like um, a fever dream I would have. This is honestly like freaking me out. Like, I was, I was, I don't know. I was almost like sweating watching it the first yeah. time. I was like, holy, like as it build yeah. up, I'm just like, oh fuck, like, and that that really got me. See, like I. This has mixed reviews, so, I mean, like, either people hate it or love it. Because, yeah, the first couple of acts of the movie are really anxiety-ridden, and I was just, 
I was mostly anxious because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, I could not... I, It was just weird shit, and I didn't understand why any of it was happening. And I couldn't understand. And then by the third act of the movie... Like, I had inklings earlier on, and then by the third act, they just kind of punch you in the face with the whole allegory of the movie. Yeah. And I was just kind of still annoyed, but I also thought it was a really creative thing. And then I also was pissed off that I was sneakily watching a Bible story. Spoiler alert. <laughs> But that's what it is. The whole thing is an, is an allegory of the yeah. Bible. But it's not super preachy or anything. Like, it's it's done really well, and it's an interesting take on it, but... A little that and a little about the Earth and the environment and right. Mother, Mother Earth. Right, Mother Nature. A that I too. mean, that's the whole part that I had an inkling about watching in the first parts of it. I'm like... Is that where the title comes from? Because she, like, does this weird shit where she touches the wall yeah. and there's, like, a beating heart. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I mean, it's just an, it's an odd movie. And having watched it and kind of figured out things. And afterwards, I, I also found myself having to read up on it just to make sure I was right. Oh, like, yeah. I didn't figure out shit beforehand. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And then, like, I had ideas, but so then when I also went read about it... Because, you know... It wasn't obvious? Well, because it... Enough? I don't know. It like, I shouldn't have to read up on things. I guess I'm not really a, a religious person. I mean, I went to church enough when I was younger, I guess, to understand most of it, but... Eh... Well, I don't know. Once I read through the allegory stuff, I'm like, holy fuck, this was yeah. genius. Yeah, I mean, it's a really smart way to do it, but I think I was mostly just mad that they snuck in making me watch a Bible story without me realizing I was watching a Bible story. It's <laughs> 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 what I was mad. But it, was, it was creative as fuck, yeah. though. No, it that was camera well work. Sure. It was Aronofsky all the way. And it's, yeah. it's one of my honorable mentions, because I liked it enough but not enough to make my top 10 number one fuck i saw it twice in theaters i, I wasn't it. ready for that i don't know if you'd like it mike i'm sorry buddy that's okay uh so who's next um jason go through yours uh-huh my number 10 just love their face <laughs> i liked it Another chainsaw movie. Yeah. Who cares about the switcheroo? What does it have to do with anything? You want to start it up again? Nope. Uh, okay. Number nine. <laughs> number nine was uh, um, the eleventh hour last night. I'm like, oh shit, I can get this on Amazon. And we watched it, and it was so awesome. And I don't know if uh, the killing of a sacred deer. Saw that on a lot of lists, but I didn't know where to find it. And it has and it, it has Colin Fuckface in it. And, and he still, still watched, watched it. it. Good Colin job. Fuckface. I was still watched right? it. I know. And yeah. he was great. See? He was great. Yeah. What's it about? Fucking told you. Maybe I should I watch it in Bruce. About this one, so. Isn't Nicole Kidman so, and him? Nicole yeah, Kidman, yeah. Nicole Kidman and him. 
Um, uh, I forgot the dude's last movie. The Lobster? Anyway. The Lobster. Uh, it's uh, just a family film um, where some bad things happen. Um, what's awesome about it, I don't know, it's just like the craziest um, monotonous dialogue with this super polite family. It's like bizarre how close to normal talk it is, but it's not. And so it's just slow and artsy. But there's manipulation and kids and... I can't... I don't want to... It was super cool. Watch the trailer. It's just this psychological madness falling apart, family falling apart at the hands of another kid thing. And then just, just like... Uh, it's out there, it's, there's some odd, it's just odd as fuck, just because the dialogue is just bizarre, or just bizarre enough. I'm not doing a good job. That's why I don't explain movies. It's really cool. Uh, number eight, uh, better watch out. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Number seven, it stains the sands red. Fuck yeah. Number six, happy death day. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Number five, uh, no, we didn't talk about it. The babysitter. God damn it, I loved it. Lots yeah. of fun. It's a lot of fun. That was so fun. That's very, fun. One very... of the only successful comedy horrors Netflix. of the year. Really? I didn't think so. I didn't like it. I'm sorry. And, and directed by sorry. fucking oh. Mick G. Right. <laughs> I know, right? That's what I thought Who helped it, though. Because... Charlie's Angels <laughs> coming back after like a 10 year disappearance from filmmaking and making a really great horror comedy see, see but and, and as soon as i realized it was mcgee after watching it um i was like that eh, makes sense yeah because about the quality. here's a little confession here i really like charlie's <laughs> angels you know what that, that that may have sounded like an indictment what i said i actually enjoyed those movies too i'm just saying i would not have expected <laughs> oh, to make a horror movie is all that i was getting at and I, th- I okay, think that's gotcha. what made it but, so different than everything else we saw this year is like an outsider making a horror movie yeah. that he didn't, um, it didn't like go by the rules. It was completely, and, and that's why I think it also sort of split people down the middle because I saw a lot of people absolutely hated it. And it was for the same reasons I absolutely huh. loved it. They're, they hated the, the sort of weird oh. sequences where things popped up on the screen. They didn't like that it felt, um, very, it was like wacky and sort of crazy and fun. I'm like, that's the things I liked about it. But I guess it just depends on what you yeah. like. But I, I had a blast with it. Yeah, I keep thinking about how much I enjoyed like the jock giving him a chance to keep going. And yeah. I'm like, at the time, it's, I'm like, this isn't real. This wouldn't. But I'm like, this is fun. We were when we were discussing for before about Leatherface and like, um, you know, a movie where. Just keep They're trying to make yeah. Well, I'm not the only one. Oh, no. um, trying to make the good the bad guys the good guys, and you end up with a movie with no real likable redeemable characters. Um, this took this is coolest. kind of the opposite of that. Like every character in this movie, I liked and and loved, even the bad guys. Yeah. Well, they took they made this girl the coolest fucking girl. I know. Ever. So I was a little heartbroken when it turned out right. she was like the ringleader of the of these evil teenagers. 
So I was kind of heartbroken because like I just I could have just watched a whole movie of this Them guy too. you know having fun with his cool kick-ass babysitter. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. But yeah, it was awesome. Loved it. Number four, it. Number three, I pr- I probably still have a bruise on my left <laughs> forearm. <laughs> Wait, this was three for you? Uh huh. Okay, continue. Yeah. Um. At the end of the movie, split when the tie-in to probably one of my top five ever movies, and one of our favorite movies. But Mike fucking bruised my arm from hitting it. Huge spoiler, but the second I oh. second I saw Bruce Willis appear on the screen there at oh the end God. of Split, I freaking just punched Jason right in the shoulder. I got so excited. Anyway, yeah, I love loved the movie. I thought he was did an amazing job acting. The story oh, was fun was and cool. I mean, I, until the tie-in, you're like, okay, it's kind of getting. Out of hand a little bit, maybe, with the crawling up the walls and stuff. Yeah, I, I was on board the entire time. The ending was just sort of like icing on the, on the cake. You know, it was it, it could it didn't even oh, need yeah. that, but adding that was like fuck yeah. Yeah, for me, yeah. Once it did that, it's like oh my god, this makes so much more sense that this he's this is part of that world now. It was just took it to another level of fucking awesome. Oh man, I loved it. But I loved it even more. Number two, life. Number two, it got bumped out of number one. But yeah, life so good. Number one, I got to fortunately go to this weekend. I got to go see The Shape you of bastard. Water. God damn it! Stop playing anywhere. You son of a bitch. Yeah, you want to hear all about no. it? So in the. First five so that concludes oh. this episode. Oh, of come on! Yes, yeah, that's one. one you're not allowed to spoil because it I, literally just every, hit the theaters. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that it's still in the theater somewhere in Chicago in another couple of weeks when I'm there for B Fest, and I can see it then because yeah. like it, it's not playing like within a three hour radius of me fucking anywhere. I mean. In general rule, you should never get your hopes up a lot by what anyone says. Unless it's your model for fucking Toro. But, but all I can tell you is, like, all the things you think it is, it is, you know. It's as, it's as awesome as you think it's going to be. There's there's nothing bad about it. It's so fucking good. It's, it's perfect. I've heard some arguments that it's not horror, though. What would you... Um... Can you, but okay, so thing, can you say any of his movies are really straight horror though? Well, I mean, maybe this is a discussion we should have had at the top of the movie. You know, like I feel like at least in our household here, that the definition of horror is only getting bigger instead of getting smaller. Like, there's no body count equals horror, or how many gallons of blood right. equals horror. You know, like, I, as much as I know Mike loves subgenres, I think, like, maybe less is better. I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't seen is it, that, so I have no um, 
you know, argument for or against it. So I was just curious what, I mean, you obviously gave it your number one spot, so you think it's horror, but I was just sort of thinking as far as, uh, I know it, you know, I know the b- basic premise of the movie, but I didn't well, know as far as, is there some real scares in it? Is there... Um, yes, there's definitely intense okay. things. There's definitely blood. There's definitely a creature monster. Then I'm on board. Um... You know, but you know, it's also a love story. You can have you that can, in a yeah. movie, can't you? Um, are you just not even gonna look at me when I talk to you? No. Oh my god. Anyway, I'm hoping like our th- our theater yeah. here. What they usually end up doing is they don't get any of the good um, Oscar nominees until they're actually like until the nominations come out, and then they're they sort of wake up and realize it and they bring them all for like a week and I have to like scramble oh, and go yeah. out and see them right away in, in like February. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping, hoping that they, you know, I couldn't even believe they're not playing in Iowa City. Like, they said, you know, it went wide. Right. I'm like, not very wide. I had to go all the way to Des Moines to see it, which is a three-hour drive, but... Yeah. yeah. Michael Shannon is, of course... The best bad guy. You get that guy wound up. He's, he's like awesome. the highlight what? of anything. I don't know. Yeah. That's amazing. He's the big bad. Yeah. That's awesome. That makes me way more excited for the movie. The girl's great. And and then it's just it just drips of Del Toro. So mm. it's, it's Guillermo Del Toro making his version of Creature from the Black Lagoon and it took Michael Shannon to get you excited. Damn. I mean, I was already no, no, no. Excited, but I, yeah. I fucking love Michael Shannon, yeah. so that made me yeah. like triple excited. Doug Jones, yeah, the for sure. Doug oh, Jones man. rules. It's, it's good. It's he's, good. I'll shut up. He's the man. Okay, you lucky son of a bee. He just he put it at number one it? just oh, for yeah, obviously that was number one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really wasn't that good, but I I just had to save it. <laughs> now I now I understand why Split was so much further. I, I thought first, for yeah. sure that'd been your first. Well it was life. And then split. But then I mean I know you really liked life, but really, above split. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, um, yep. so who we still got? Tad. All right, I have some a good portion of mine we haven't talked about, but I won't drag them out. Um, number ten, I had the Black Coat's daughter. Did anybody else yes. see that? I thought it was, was really it? great. I did. I read next to nothing about it. I just saw the poster and it was on the list. I went and saw it completely blind, and I ended up really loving it. It's dark and moody and creepy mm-hmm. and and um, foreboding and. Everything I like about it is sort of a slow burn that the, the whole time you're wondering what's happening, what's happening. They wrap it up really nicely. Um, number nine, I did Hounds of Love. Which, yes. Yeah, another <laughs> another super violent, um, weird Australian horror movie that I didn't expect to love. And it I, every time I, I kept sort of these latecomers I, that I didn't think you know, would would do much for me. Kept uh-huh. I, I'd watch them, and they slowly started bumping out these movies that I really loved. That one included. That that story is pretty basic. A uh, girl gets uh, kidnapped one day, and um, by a sort of a o- older 
sort of weird and creepy couple and yeah. um she's held in a house and tied to a bed but not not in gerald's game way in a in a much more rapey version somewhat based on a true crime story i believe yeah i haven't read too much about like the history of it i don't know the director i don't know much about it yeah. but i i watched it it's on hulu, hulu up. yeah and it's it's awesome it's intense and terrifying and uh scary Number eight, I have a dark song. Did anybody else watch that one? Mm-mm. Oh, uh-uh. That one is on Netflix. Netflix, I believe, and it is an Irish in- indie horror movie, and it's very much like a. It's it's a it's definitely like a cult slash sort of um, satanic, weird movie. I love stuff like that. It, the cinematography on it's awesome. The performances are great. Basically, this this um lady's grieving the death of her murdered son so she gets this um like a occultist hires an occultist to perform uh a rite in that in this old creepy house and and i won't spoil any anything else that happens in the movie but it's definitely up my alley if you like um i don't know i'm trying to think of anything like it but it's it's Maybe uh, House of the Devil, but not. But it's less. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's 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 not in that throwback style. It's modern day, but it it's another sort of. As you can sort of tell by my list, it's sort of a. Um, I like the stuff dark and moody and and weird and I don't know. I it <laughs> it, it did well for me. Did anybody else watch that one? Mm-mm. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, number seven. I put raw did anybody else watch raw yeah so good that one was uh a real out there take on the cannibal movie yeah. uh it it started off slow and then ramped up right when a big moment happened and it got really really weird really really quick and i loved it yeah uh-huh. and the whole tone of that movie is That's really good. weird too yeah uh, but i th- at first i was indifferent to it and then as the movie went on and i sort of got used to that tone i i really enjoyed it so number yep. six i had one well, can i say I, something about that real quick yeah I'm sorry. absolutely no. um i did like raw it was on my honorable mentions but uh jesse harris from amazon one starred this movie and said <laughs> the movie was not in english <laughs> so yeah that was her that was her review oh. that was the review <laughs> that was well, I think the definitive <laughs> word has you. been spoken on Raw now. Fuck that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, really, I thought I thought the review would have been like, I didn't see Eddie Murphy once. They're not wrong. <laughs> exactly. There was like no red leather like suit and no. I thought the performances in that one were good. There was some truly terrifying moments. It wasn't just a uh, gross out. Like I th- I thought going into it, I might just be watching a gross out cannibal movie and it wasn't that at all it was something completely unique and different to anything i'd really seen and i loved i love the weird stuff like that number six i have one that i don't think anyone else saw and i won't go i won't do any spoilers on it because you guys will be seeing it soon i'm sure and it's victor crowley nice oh yeah Ooh, made the top yeah. ten. Cool, that's, yeah. that's exciting. It, it was a return to form, I felt like, for the series that 
I don't know. I, I, I like the second one probably the most. And I know Brian, I think it was Brian that did not agree with that when we no, talked I, about I, I 100% love the second one. Yeah, okay. Because I, I didn't care for the first one, didn't want to see the second one, had nothing to do one day and watched it, laughed my ass off and loved it. So, yeah, the second one is yeah, my favorite. Th- this one ramps up everything, and I felt like um, he, uh, Adam Green sort of felt like, uh, if I'm going to go back to this series and I'm going to get this sort of weird, he did the, the road show. I got to see it in a theater full of people. Half of them had seen the movies and loved them, and the other half had never even heard of this, but they, they wanted to see what it was about. And it actually works that way because you it has a lot of throwbacks to the first couple of movies, but you can go into it without seeing the first three and, and still enjoy just the creative, uh, brutal murders of Victor Crowley. And just for that, cool. uh, the the kills alone in this are bonkers and balls all crazy and fun. <laughs> and uh, I think you guys will enjoy it too. I think it comes out in February on DVD. Just in time for the Oscars. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Number five, better watch out. We've all spoken about that, and uh, I loved it. Christmas horror, n- another one on the list to watch every year. Yep. Number four, Super Dark Times. Yeah, I really, nice. I, I actually start like I, I think it was either Facebook or somehow maybe someone I follow on Twitter. I don't remember, but I heard about this when it was sort of hitting the festival circuit, and I knew it would be right up my alley. And um, I actually, you know, saw it right. I, I saw it uh, all the trailers and stuff as they were coming out, and just was so excited for it and i'm glad it lived up to my expectations i loved it 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 scared me it made me uneasy and that's why it's number four number three i'm surprised this title has not come up yet on this podcast is the devil's candy yeah this one kicked ass has ethan embry has heavy metal has you know a, a tortured artist uh just everything about it man this one really hit heavy and hard and came out of nowhere and was kick-ass. What'd you guys think of it? Yeah, we talked about that briefly, I, I think. Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. I, I don't know if you were well, yeah, you had stepped did. away at, at that moment, Ted, but I freaking loved it, too. Um, first of all, I have a huge man crush on Ethan Emery. Um, <laughs> I, I will watch anything he's in. I even watched that... Um, that that series on Netflix, Grace and Frankie, with uh, um, the old Lily, Lily Tomlin, uh, and... Lily Tomlin yeah. and Jane Fonda, because he plays one of the sons on the show. Well, that show's so, funny without him. Jeez. Um, oh yeah, no, it's a great show, but <laughs> but Ethan Emery. What made me turn it on in the first place is I found out <laughs> Ethan Emery was on it. So, um, so yeah, I and so I was so invested in it from the beginning. And, like, the movie did not go down the road I thought it was going to take. That was my biggest takeaway from this movie. Like, I thought for sure it was going to be, you know, this house is haunted. They move into this house. He's going to get possessed. He's going to turn evil. And the only way to stop him is to kill him. And you can't kill my Ethan Emery. So I'm going to hate this movie because it's going to be so stereotypical. And it totally wasn't that at all. It totally wasn't that at all. And, like, because he starts doing these, like, paintings right he's doing these paintings that make you think like he's going down this dark path but no these paintings are actually to try to help 
help save people, which I thought was interesting. Like, I thought for sure. So it, it totally threw me off. And it turned out to be a completely movie, completely different movie entirely. And it, I just, I loved it. I had a lot of fun. I felt with like it, so. if, if uh, yeah. I, I really loved it and I felt like, I can imagine like anybody who's like you guys that you has with uh, anybody with kids like watching this. It probably really you know hits home. So oh, it was, it was tough during the, especially that moment when she was uh, duct taped up yeah. in the bathroom. Oh, I was freaking out. Yeah, like yeah. I was, you know, I was freaking out watching it. I'm like, I can't imagine watching this as a parent and how much more it might. It would be either better or worse, but either way, it would affect you a little more. I also like this is like a family of like non-conformative family members, right? You know, the son and the daughter, or the that's not the son, the father and the daughter are like these big yeah, and they heads. sort of bond on that. Yeah, and so again, I thought the movie was going to go down a different road. I always wanted to write a script where, where it's um, don't judge a book by its cover. Where I wanted to take like. Again, it's kind of the same thing. A family of metalheads move into this like nice neighborhood of you know you know these like church loving people, whatever you know, high morals, all this stuff. And it turns out you know they're the evil ones, and you know the the, the heavy metalheads are the, are the that, good guys. And the kind of, this movie kind of does of that. My family surrounded by Trump signs in all our neighbors' houses. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, but this movie kind of does that. I, it kind of flipped that coin for me because I went in, you know, with with those same expectations. Of, you know, these are metalheads. They're moving into this haunted house. Ethan Emery's going to turn evil, and you know, not, you know, but like these like monstrous paintings here. He's painting are actually warning signs, and not him turning evil, but like him. You know, these are signs to help him save the day. Because if it wasn't for that painting. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have known that the guy buried those kids in his backyard. At yeah. The end. You know. So. And. Yeah. Just a great. Yeah. It was so and much a little fun. TMI, but um, sort of appropriate for this one. You got. You said you were talking about it earlier, and I missed it. But I missed it for like the most metal reason ever because I had to leave the room because I'm sort of dealing with I think a kidney stone. So that's like the most. Uh, that's Aww. like the most hardcore reason to miss out on the discussion earlier. So. <laughs> That's Sorry, I skipped part of the podcast. I was peeing blood. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. Oh, no. So, number two, anyways, oh, number two <laughs> was Mother, which we already discussed in length. I loved that one. I saw it twice in theaters, and uh, I loved arguing with people who went into it that a lot of my Facebook friends who aren't movie people saw Jennifer Lawrence and they're like, oh, I'm going to go check out Mother. And they got on and instantly were <laughs> set saying it was the worst movie they ever seen. They absolutely hated it. Thought I was an idiot for enjoying it at all. Wow. Did not get it. And it was a lot of fun um, arguing with them back and forth. But yeah, I really loved Mother. And number one, but, I know what I, I know what I said five minutes ago, but is it a horror I movie? I think so. Yeah. That was easy. <laughs> no, Sorry, no, I it's, it's, yeah, it's it's horrifying to me. I would consider it that just because yeah. it the way I don't know. Sometimes I think about how right is is Black Swan. Yeah, a horror I think movie? about how a movie makes me feel, and that was one of the most horrifying feelings I've had this year, definitely. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. And number one, I will say, is Twin Peaks: The Return. No. Um, <laughs> oh. He wants I, to I know. It. And since we're not doing TV, I will say that um, that was my favorite thing of the year total. Overall, everything was Twin Peaks: The Return. I, I fucking love that. I think it's. Oh, just so crazy and brave and lived up. like nothing else I saw this year or maybe ever before. It's the most loony, crazy, awesome thing I've seen in a long time. So I will give it my quick endorsement. But my number one favorite horror film of the year is Get Out. I felt nice. It, nice. And, and I felt like it was almost the safe pick, but I cannot argue against it. We saw it. We drove to Galesburg to see it because it wasn't playing here. And it blew me away. It was it was funny and um, scary and topical and so smart and so unexpected out of Jordan Peele. He directed the hell out of it. He wrote the hell out of it. I mean, just just a cool movie. Just a great movie from the beginning to end. I loved it. Cool. There's my yeah. uh, top ten. Nice, nice, nice list. Um, who still needs to yeah. go, Brian? Uh, number ten, okay. the void. the The lead up is better than the end. The wheels kind of came off a little bit toward the end, but the effects were awesome, and there's lots of creepy, weird stuff going on, and it's a monster movie. So, yay! Yeah. <clears throat> uh, number nine, Cult of Chucky. I like the weirder Sweet. the Chucky movie, the more I like it. I mean, y'all know my favorite one is <laughs> Must. The, well, well, I think Curse of Chucky was a better movie. This one is just like I like that it. Took like yeah. you were saying, and to keep they keep expanding the mythology, and I'll always be on board. For, like this is one of those movies, like Jeepers Creepers three, fucked with the mythology and that made it shit. <laughs> Some movies can't pull that off, but it seems like for whatever reason, every time they add shit to the Chucky universe, I just get a bigger kick out of it. And uh, because it's still because it, it's still staying true to what right. came and it's before still it. Brad Dourif's Chucky, so like, that helps. well, yeah, that's true too. But like, see the Chucky. It felt like that was such a derail from everything that came before. Even for me, it felt like a derail from Bride. But the fact that we're getting into the territory now where they're even tying Seed of Chucky into into this mythology and and keeping it... And it feels like they're working really hard to make sure that everything that's happened from the first movie to now um, is still part of the mythology and they're working really hard to make sure it all makes yeah. sense. And, and a lot of times that doesn't appreciate work, the effort. Somehow they yeah. manage to make it all at least half-assedly hang together. And the way the way <laughs> Andy smuggles the gun into the asylum is fucking brilliant. <laughs> I, I, oh, I forgot how he, he did it. He, how did he, he do sews it? it up inside another good guy doll, which he cuts the hair of. So oh, that yeah. when oh, all the yeah. Chuckies bring that one to life and they're making fun of its haircut, that's how he knows which doll to tear apart and get the gun out of. Like, that just, oh my god, that right. was great. <laughs> and the dialogue between the Chuckies when they were making fun of his hair was fucking <laughs> hilarious. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I wish that Brad <laughs> Dourif had got a little more to do. Like, I think they spent a little too much time on him being like, wow, I, I'm almost kind of jealous of the doctor who runs this place. He's a great villain. Like, you're fucking Chucky. You're not jealous of anybody. You don't give a shit. But, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's not perfect, but it's a lot of fun, and I really, really liked it. Uh, number eight is Residue. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I, I know I've brought up the name 
before on the show. As uh, Ramsey Campbell is my absolute favorite horror author, and his style of just unreliable reality, the way he like he's a, a true successor to Lovecraft, where cosmic horror just completely fucks up everything. It doesn't just a monster that eats you; like it just tears the world apart at its very fabric and makes nothing make sense. Now, then there's a line to tread with that, because if you make a movie that just doesn't make any fucking sense, it's a shitty movie. But if you make a movie where the parts that don't make sense kind of put you on the back foot and become unsettling and weird and off-putting, and it's like that that's how this movie works. Like when he's talking to the head-blown-off Matt Frewer character on the phone, like you hear Matt Frewer's voice <laughs> when he's talking to him, but... When at one point the thugs break into the office where Frewer's corpse is sitting, it's just flies buzzing around his head. But the buzzing of the flies become a voice that speaks to. It's about a detective who gets a hold of a package that contains a book that's very much like the Necronomicon, and he's supposed to deliver it to somebody. And there's these two like warring factions of gangsters who are after it, um, and he of course ends up opening the package and fucking his entire life up because when you touch the book like the contact with this weird goo that comes out of it is almost like a, a neurotoxin that starts fucking with your head and again it's not perfect there's a bit at the end where he and his daughter have both touched the, the gunk that comes off the book and are seeing each other as monsters and that gets a little silly but overall just the whole like as soon as he's opened that package all bets are off and you have no idea what's actually happening, whether whether what he's seeing is real or whether it's all a hallucination. The, like I, I, the time Yeah, I, I love that kind of shit. Like, I, I just eat that up with a spoon. I love it when nothing is reliable and the whole movie is just making you feel unsettled in a very basic, primal sense through the whole thing. But anyway, yeah, Residue is awesome. Uh, number seven, 47 meters down. We talked about that a bunch already. It's a great right. movie. Number six, Maybe number yes. six, better watch out. Loved it. Had no expectations at all going in, other than I knew that it was a home invasion movie and it was Christmas. And then I saw Patrick Warburton and assumed it was going to be funny. And it is, but it sense of humor is pitch fucking black. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number oh, yeah. five, Happy Death Day. Again, talked about it a bunch already. Saw it in the theater, loved it. Number four is one that I really am sad that I had to miss the zombie episode because I really wanted to talk about it, The Girl with All the Gifts. I yeah. had, had overlooked yeah. this one a bunch of times because the title is so fucking stupid. <laughs> it, it sounded like... It sounds like a movie that Jennifer Lawrence would normally be in, like something with the, you know... I don't know. It... What, Sounds like a yeah, lifetime it does. movie. It, it just seemed like not a thing that I wanted to see at all. It was good. And it was... I wouldn't even consider it a zombie movie necessarily, but I guess it kind of is. But it takes its... its the, the central idea of where the zombies come from is such a great pulp paperback original, like cheesy discount rack horror novel idea but at the same time kind of ripped from the headlines of it's a fungus that gets into the, to a human's brain and turns them into an eating machine or you know it, it takes them over which is 
happening in reality in the insect world with uh, some species of ants and with uh, bees for a long time. You know, honeybee populations are declining and no one can figure out why. It turns out there's a fungus that gets into their brains and essentially turns them into zombies, just like in this movie. So it's kind of a cool ripped from the science headlines uh, idea. And I just absolutely fucking loved it. It was so cool. Number three, It Comes at Night. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you were asking at the top of the show, scariest moments, it takes a hell of a lot for a movie to truly disturb me. And like I said, it was all in the sound design. You don't really even see that much disturbing imagery in the movie. But there were a couple of parts in this movie that scared the shit out of me just because of the noises that it was making. And I loved that. Uh, Number two was It. Again, I think it was the magic of the particular theatrical experience that I had with it, but I I really loved it, and I'm looking forward to, you know, buying it and watching it again and seeing the second one. And my number one is also Get Out. What a incredibly ballsy movie to make. Mm -hmm. And, like Tad said, it's funny, it's scary, it's crafted within an inch of its life and sometimes that can can hurt a movie when you just you and you can see every little rivet and every little you know tweak the filmmaker made but in this case my god (laughs) what a great flick and i thought it was going to be such a bummer at the end like you know it's such Uh a cliche to say i was on the edge of my seat but like yeah i was like leaning forward going oh my god no it can't end like this please don't let this happen and then it you know, it relieves that tension with a laugh, and it's so great. But and it, I don't want to be that guy. I hate saying movie. This this is an important <laughs> film, but in this day and age, in our political climate in this country right now, this is an important movie, and it's yeah, it, it's a great horror movie, and it's a great piece of art. Absolutely. Ah, another awesome list. So, is no. else gone? Dustin, if you... Me? Who's left? Terry. Gosh. Oh, I'm sorry, Terry. <laughs> so this is what happens when I don't pick you first. <laughs> yeah. Forget about me. Okay, um, I'll try to be fast. Uh, ten, Amityville The Awakening, just because I really liked it so much wow. that I had to give it a spot so people would fucking watch it, maybe. Um, Nine <laughs> Hounds of Love just watched it like yesterday and loved it and had to add it on here Eight The Babysitter tons of fun awesomeness Yeah. Seven It Comes at Night loved it yeah. loved the ending weird but oh. perfect in a way uh, Six Gerald's Game talked about that one Five Super Dark Times my list is mostly Ooh. downer movies, I think, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> four, Happy Death Day. Loved it. Wish I would have seen it in the theater, but I'll probably yeah, buy it too. because it's awesome. Definitely. Three, The Black Coat's Daughter. Uh, loved it enough to put it up to number oh. three. Like, yeah, I fucking love wow. that movie. I watched. It was one I watched pretty early on this year, and it just... It really caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting to love it as much as I did. So moody and so dark and just loved it. 
Where is it now? I don't know. Where, I it's rented on Amazon, it. Amazon Prime, I believe, for free. Nice. Okay. Hmm. Uh, two, the Belko experiment. Just fun, balls to the wall, horror movie. Loved it. Yeah. Um, and then my number one is also Get Out. Get out of here. Oh, shit. Get out. Okay, okay, okay. Just good. (laughs) Just want to say something. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. Give us a review. One star by Kara517. (laughs) Wait, for Get Out? Oh, my God. And let me tell you, this is like stepping on landmines looking at the number one star, or just one star reviews in Get Out. Uh, She says, dumb, dumb, dumb movie, Skeleton Key was way better. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Let me guess. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say most of the people who left one star reviews for that, their user avatars are like rebel flags and pictures of Trump and that kind of shit, right? It was tough to find a one star review for this movie that wasn't fucking racist. It's just unbelievable. Oh, Really? That made me sad. This movie made me so mad I had to go out and burn two crosses. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, Bill Hillies. <laughs> See, Dust- <laughs> Dustin, I think you have a new job on this show, man. You need to be back more often and just con- cons- consistently interrupt I'll with l- one-star reviews. I love the sub so fucking. Yeah. They're so fucking hilarious. <laughs> Skeleton Key was better. Oh, I know, okay. it's out of fucking nowhere. Like, well, uh, uh, okay? Like, I'm sure a lot of movies are better. What does it have to do? This is just... Yeah, yeah. but why is this one bad? Play yourself, Kara 517. <laughs> well, this, this one's sort of funny because it held, like, 100% of Rotten Tomatoes until this one, like, troll reviewer that or critic gave it a negative review just pretty much to make it put it at 99% to be the guy. So it sort of makes sense, you know, the the one star review is sort of fitting for that that guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe Terry and Tad felt the same way they didn't bring this up when we were going through more in depth just because this one is best served cold. <laughs> if that like you should go in not knowing as you know knowing as little as sure. So I just didn't want to talk a ton about it. And spoil it, but it is. Fucking I feel awesome. like we. I think we probably already did at some point. So, I mean, before this episode. But. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, that leaves the master of ceremonies. That's me. Okay, so here's my top ten, and it should go pretty quick because I think we've pretty much talked about everything. Um, so number ten, Cult of Chucky. Woo! Yeah, I'll, I keep I keep loving where this franchise <laughs> is going. Space. Um. <laughs> oh yes, that's gotta happen. That's not the logical conclusion of franchise <laughs> sequels. It worked it for Leprechaun. It looked for worked for Hellraiser, and it worked for Jason. It's gonna work for everybody. Okay, uh, number nine, Devil's Candy. Ethan yeah, Emery. love yeah. you. Ethan only got nine. Stop. That's how good the rest of these movies are. Oh, okay. Uh, number eight, The Babysitter. Lots of fun. Number seven, Belko Experiment, also oh, lots uh, of fun. Yeah, the, um, just one second there, Mike. Um, I got I got one for this one. Uh, Disciple <laughs> two six four four has probably the best rebuttal out of anything 
anybody has ever had of not liking the Belco experiment. Disciple2644, okay. one star says, I did not order this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Belco experiment, I just got to ask every, you know, everybody real quick. It kind of seems like unanimously was mostly liked by everybody. Oh, yeah. Um, when I first saw the trailer, I took it as to be like, you know, a dark comedy. Yeah. Um, I, at the end of the day, I still thought it was going to be funnier than what it was. Um, but what'd you guys think? Did you guys pick up on the dark comedy? Yeah, for sure. That's why it didn't make my list because it was still really good, but I was expecting like just brutal, vicious satire and I did not feel like that was what I got. So it was still a good movie, but just okay. didn't quite hit the yeah. gore fest. That's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's why it would make the list. I, it, the gore was great, but you know, I, I wanted more than gore. I, I wanted to like tear apart, uh, you know, corporate stuff, <laughs> and it didn't really. Yeah, <laughs> it's more of like a "what would you do" type thing, you know. Yeah. Like, like that's what I was thinking a lot of when I was watching yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, so Belcro Experiment was seven. Six was Creep 2. I love these movies. I love where they're going. I don't care what you say. I just hadn't seen one, so that's why. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're extremely simplistic. It's like two people, and one of them's running the camera, and that's what you get. Oh. So, um, and they're really talky, it's, but, you know... It's Mark Duplass, so he can pull that shit off. Am I, I the think, only one that so. didn't like it? I mean, you're making it sound like everybody didn't like it. I didn't like it, but I think you may have been the only other person I who watched it. it I liked it. Okay. See. Oh, okay. You got people on your okay, side, cool. Mike. Phew. <laughs> 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 okay. <clears throat> Number five, and I'm starting to feel bad that it's so low on my list after hearing everyone else's list. But Get Out was number five. Five's a good spot. It's your top five. Make, That's good. Didn't even make my list. Well, that's true. It wasn't even on your list. I was going to point that out. Wow. Um, four was it. Uh, three, man, I just I love it so much. Happy Death Day. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, but I love this one just a little bit more. It stain number two. It stains the sand yeah. red. And. And number one, just continuing my love for Shyamalan. Hell yeah. Split is number one. Oh my god, bring on the next one. I know. See, and the thing is, it's like, I was invested in the whole first half of the movie, like, oh, right? His great. performance was amazing. I could have yeah. just watched him doing dual personalities through the whole thing. Then it gets kind of, yeah, it gets a little off the wall, action-y, but I think that's where some of the horror comes in. When he turns into the beast there at the end, so I'm still, I'm still, it's still a go for me, yeah. and not that it's a twist ending because it's not, but that little stinger at the end. Oh yeah, which like that oh was my a game god, changer. Yeah, oh yeah. So anyway, so that's it. That's our top tens and our bottom Ooh. fives. Some people Ish. did four, some people did ten, whatever. <laughs> um, for 2017, so. What an awesome year. It was a great year. You know, this year, year I've noticed so. that we've been, this is the first year where we've asked ourselves multiple times, is this horror? I hope that 2018 uh-huh. brings something yeah. that's just uh, you know out of the gate that we don't have to ask that question. Not that 
uh, it was bad that we had to ask that so many times, but I want 2018 to be just so obvious horror that we're not asking ourselves that next year or the end of the, the next year, this year. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's still plenty that there were straight horror, but I totally get what you're saying, and that's kind of when I've been arguing earlier of you know the direction of horror where things where the lines are getting. But Lord. you have to take in consideration the biggest one on our list that I feel like made clearly made the most money this year is no question about it is it and it was a straight horror so yeah, yeah. you're right and it's straight horror absolutely there's no question about that one next year's list is just gonna be full of Pixar movies uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, is, is Coco technically a horror movie there's a lot of dead people <laughs> skeletons in it, in it. yeah. yeah. Oh, Why not? Yeah. Oh, I don't care. I'm hope. I'm really hopeful. I know hopeful. Brian Williams and Scott Shermer at Bandit year. Pictures are gearing up to make another movie this year. So, should be hard. Well, this isn't it. This month we got the new Conjuring. Yeah, like this out? week. I think oh, so. It's this week. I think oh. it's this weekend. Oh, shit. And I don't know if you guys saw the trailers, but the trailer I saw was a hundred percent Lynch and Oh yeah, yeah. awesome. So yeah, I'm like, new so Insidious. Movie. Insidious. Oh, that's, I'm sorry. You still get them confused. I, could, I I fucking hate single word titles, and this is why. Yes, <laughs> Insidious. I'm sorry. Yeah, it comes out Thursday Damn. night, and previous showings on Friday. It's out. Nice. If, if it's just all in Shay and fuck some family <laughs> who's having ghost problems and calls Lynn Shay for help, it just needs to be just Lynn Shay for an hour and a half. Okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, so that that's it. There's not going to be any insane picks tonight, um, but we do got some shout outs, don't we? Yep. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and we come back at shout outs time. You've been listening to the Phantom Podcast Network on downrightcreepy.com. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud for more creepy shows. (laughs) And we're back. And it's time once again for everybody's favorite segment, Shoutouts. It's time for Shoutouts! 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 Haha, I get the favorite. Alright, so here we go. Ask what their favorite horror films 2017 were. Up first, we got Randall Norwell says The Babysitter, Don't Breathe. It, Train to Basan, The Belko Experiment, Lights Out, The Barn, The Devil's Candy, Get Out. Sweet. It's a good list. That's yeah, a pretty good list. This can't this, argue with any of those. This one oh, kid, for, his oh. name's John Stalter. John Ooh. Stalter? Who? Heard of him? He says the lure. Yeah, I kind of want to. Did you get to watch it? I, I watched get it. To watch it. I really it was pretty kick ass. Anybody else get to watch it? No. I tried to last night. I had a lot of issues getting the sound on my surround sound. I won't bore you with the story, but I did not get to finish it. Yeah, my file didn't play on my Blu ray player off the jump drive, so I ended up watching it on YouTube. There's a 
There's oh, really? A, there's a version on YouTube. Wow. That's cool. Uh, Donna Nelly says, It. The Babysitter. Don't Kill It. Sharknado 5. <laughs> Hell House LLC. And Kodoku Meatball Machine. <laughs> I don't think we researched <laughs> yeah. enough movies, guys. I don't I've, I've heard some good things about Hellhouse LLC <laughs> and Kodoku Meatball Machine. <laughs> sounds like it would be a sequel to Tokyo Gore Police. I'm guessing it's some kind of disgusting Japanese thing, which means I need to see it. <laughs> yeah, I right. feel like that, that Don, Don and Ellie, he always finds the weird ones. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, I think he and I should hang out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come be on our show, Don. <laughs> Uh, next up, we got Nick Leadham says "Raw" by a wide margin. It had its public release in 2017, so I'm counting it yeah. as 2017. It counts, buddy. Weird. It counts. It was good. It really grew on you. It counts, and it really was had a good. good time with that one. It was. Next, we got Chris Curtis. He says "The Void" and "A Dark Song." Woo! Some more love for that one. That's good. I'll watch it. <clears throat> JT Smith says "It," "The Void." Kong Skull Island. Pretty good. Here's a disclaimer. We uh, debated Kong Skull Island and it got vetoed. Master so of the Or else it would have been in my top ten. Yeah. It, it had a horror think movie. It's, horror, it would have been too. it's not at all. Yeah. It's a giant monster movie. Yeah. And it's an awesome giant monster it movie. It was. Fuck yeah, I it is. I was not expecting that and it was awesome. Fucking awesome. It was so good. Just I got to see it with Brian. That was good. That was made it even cooler. IMAX 3D. That helped too. Oh fuck yeah, it was good. That was a great day. It was. Let's do that again. He also says, "Cult of Chucky." Fuck man, it was fun. (laughs) I'm right, it was. (laughs) And he says, "The Belko Experiment Beyond Skyline." Oh shit! I don't know. I've been really wanting to see that one. It's got Eco Uace from the Raid in it. It's like this batshit crazy looking alien invasion movie I've been seeing trailers floating around Facebook but I haven't been able to find it anywhere yet it's probably you can buy it online or something digitally but to my knowledge it hasn't gotten like a even a physical media release yet but it looks awesome cool and he says not a film but I love season 2 of Stranger Things who didn't how fucking good was that awesome it was, awesome. Mm. It was so good no Hmm? Anyway. No. Oh, Dustin. Same as the other episodes. Good night. <laughs> Edward A.J. Haynes says, it. Derek John says, my top five are, number five, The House October Built. That's a couple of years okay. old. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Two. Part two. Oh. I didn't finish. Oh, okay. You set us up. I just saw a bunch of numbers and got scared. (laughs) Number four, The Belko Experiment. Number three, Split. Number two, The Devil's Candy. Number one, It. I loved It. Not a bad year for horror. Hope for more of the same in 2018. Keep up the awesome job, guys. And wear tear. (laughs) Sam Anderson says, Psycho Norman Bates. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Saw. Jigsaw. That's a weird spelling. 
Fuck, I know better. You don't do that shit. <laughs> okay, Sam, thanks. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Okay. okay. And uh, leave us a link to your Amazon <laughs> reviews too. We'd, love, <laughs> we'd really love. Type that I'm sorry. I usually record these episodes. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> Our buddy Derek Eula says it and get out and creep two and cult of chucks. <laughs> <laughs> but his number one was. The Devil's Candy. Been looking forward nice. to this for a long time, and it did not disappoint. Nope. So good. And he says, oh, and Gerald's game. The degloving scene is disgusting. Yeah, that was awesome. Holy fuck, man. You, got, you almost have to turn your head on that, right? Because it's bad. It, I squirmed a little. Yeah. And lastly on Facebook, we got Jacob McLaughlin. He says, get out. Raw. The Belko Experiment. Happy Death Day, Woo. and it comes at night. Pretty kick-ass list, fellas. Let's zip on over to the Twitter. I thought there was one on here. Do 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 do. do. Can't find it. All right. Cook. Do, 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 do. Didn't he have one? I thought. I thought so. I think he said the black coat's daughter. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I can't explain yeah. why. Oh, yeah, this is from Chris Cook at Counting Cook says, I can't explain why, but I loved the Black Woo! Coat's Daughter. Watched it alone at night and got really creeped out, though I'm still not sure I understand it. Also, had a lot of fun with Annabelle Creation. Yeah. Nice. And I don't think we had any over at the Instagram. And... Yeah, so if you guys want to leave your picks, you can do so on our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can also call and leave a voicemail at 415-952-6857 or 415-95-AOTKP, and that's shoutouts. That's 2017, y'all. Woo! 2017, that's it, folks. Tell you what, man, I have a blast with this episode. Every year, it's every so year, fun. this is a fun. At first, it's yeah. a little overwhelming because, like, everyone's like, "Fuck, I should have started sooner." <laughs> Except Tad and his movie pass, but it's so Co- fun. Coincidentally, yeah. um, 2017 is how many minutes this podcast lasted. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah! Look at that. That's awesome. So, four, four and a half hours. Jesus, used to be longer. Stuff. That's nothing. <laughs> We used to do five yeah, hours. They used ones. to be, and I don't know how. Because <laughs> yeah. they weren't all this fun. I meant long. I mean, it's. I don't well, know. yeah, it's a fun episode to record. It's a fun episode to prep for. Like, I, I, if we didn't do this show and do this episode every single year, there, I, I would have missed. I would have missed out on a ton of awesome movies that yeah. I've seen over the years. So. Anyway, so. Uh, so that's it. That's uh, that's it for this episode. That's it for 2017. I want to thank everybody for listening, and thanks for hanging with us all year. Um, and we will be talking to you again soon in 2018 here on Attack of the Killer Podcast. Goodbye. Oh no, could this be the end of? <laughs> Attack of the Killer.